previously hunting the masks of Nyarlathotep. Recap! Aboard Jack Brady's cargo boat, we watched the splendour of lava oozing out of Grey Dragon Island. Jack explains the Kenya group of the cult is still at large, but also the Eye of Light and Darkness on the Red Pyramid in Egypt was also broken, which needs restoring. We can either restore it with the missing broken piece, or make a new one. Although we have destroyed the Silver Bird, we still think the cult in Kenya will still enact the ritual during the January Eclipse. The remaining big bad people, including the Dark Sphinx and Nyarthotep's Queen, will be waiting for us, however. Also, Hypatia Masters is pregnant with Nyarthotep's child spawn, who will be used for the ultimate dark ritual in January. Given the urgency, we need to put a stop to the ritual in Kenya first before heading to Dashir. Digging out Jackson Elias' notes, we can retrace the Carlisle expedition and make contact with the following people. John Stone Kenyatta, Lieutenant Mark Selkirk, Mark Nelson, Sam Mariga, Dr. Starrett, Neville Germain, Colonel Undercott, and Ajir Singh. We can also investigate into our tomes for information on the ritual and the figures about to cast the dark ritual. Jack and Rebecca begin reading through these to learn anything and also any fast travel spells, given we also need to either plan and fly a plane to Mombasa or ride a long, slow boat. Thomas and Chai also make preparations to summon Bass for any advice she may be able to lend us. Recap. Chai and Thomas summon Lady Bass, who reveals lots of useful information. The Mountain of the Black Wind, where the cult is gathering, needs an Eye of Light and Darkness placed within it. Failing that, killing the child spawn will be enough to disrupt their goals. The Black Sphinx will likely have brought its army of the sands with it, and Queen Nitocris is catching up from her banishment into the past. Bast advises slipping in amongst the crowd and also to visit her temple in Alexandria before we enter Kenya. Finally, the Eye of Light and Darkness on the Red Pyramid can be restored simply by replacing the broken capstone at Moonrise. She also strongly recommends contacting any and all allies on Earth and in the Dreamlands. As he is a dreamer, Hugo will investigate how he can communicate with the steward of Kadath, Antoine de la Mer. As we dine and eat delicious fish, Bast notices a ripple in time. Queen Nito Kreese has arrived in 1897, the birth year of Jack Cady. Suspecting something may happen to him, all of a sudden she appears in the garden of the house before vanishing again to her Kenyan stronghold. With our safe house exposed, we make haste to leave for Hong Kong, but not before Chai and Thomas go and visit Miss Lin, Lin Yu. She can offer a way to banish lesser Cthulhu mythos beings, the Prince Crux Unsata, in exchange for the location of the city of the great race in Australia. With a little haggling, a deal is struck. Hugo acquires yet another plane and with his engineer prepares it for takeoff. With everything and everyone on board, we settle in for a six-hour flight, continuing to read our tomes and look after our feline companions until we land and arrive in Hong Kong. Recap! The following morning in sunny Hong Kong, Thomas and Matteo and Jack go out to town to find materials for the Prince Crux Unsata Anx, as well as a visit to Roger Carlyle in the asylum. 
Chai, Hugo and Rebecca remain in the hotel to reach the dreamlands. They successfully find themselves in a field of flowers, and since Rebecca has never been here before, they walk the steps of slumber and meet one of the priests at the Flame of Sargotha, who advises Rebecca how to proceed further down the steps safely. As they descend, however, Rebecca's nightmares plague her constantly and successfully drags all three of them away, surrounded by large monolith structures all around them. Back in Hong Kong, at the asylum, Matteo, Jack and Thomas are escorted to Roger Carlyle's cell. We are briefly in contact with Nialathotep, who almost fires off a spell at Matteo, but Thomas and Jack hold him back. Roger comes to, and we manage to get information on the events at the Red Pyramid in Dashir. Roger casts the Eye of Light and Darkness in reverse in order to break the seal, and then casts the broken pieces aside. Nuri of Elwaster may know where the, piece, the missing piece is, and a man called Warren Besart in Cairo may know his whereabouts. Back in the Dreamlands, Chai recognises that they are in the vaults of Zin outside the Tower of Koth, in the literal heart of Nightmare. As they flee, a black oozing tendril wraps itself around Hugo, but he successfully dreams up a sword and cuts himself free. They reach the doorway of the tower but cannot open it. Dreaming up a way to do so, Hugo chants out the required incantations and mathematical equations, and they are drawn inside the tower. But Rebecca quickly realises Hugo is now re-attempting to solve the Crucia equation, so she snaps him out of it. Back in the real world, Jack leads the group to the bookshop he is looking for, but Matteo spots another shop and escorts us inside to reveal that it is Madal's shop, and he welcomes us and offers some tea. We explain we are looking for the Mountain of the Black Wind in Kenya. Medal knows of a holy man by the name of Bandari in Nairobi who can direct us to the mountain. Whilst explaining this to us, Medal notices Jack's Hound of Tindalos and Queen Nitocris are surrounding the shop. We have a second cup of tea while we think of how to deal with this. Climbing back up the seemingly endless stairwell, Hugo leads Rebecca and Chai to the mystical slab that keeps all of the creatures in Nightmare from invading the dreamlands. Using his silver key, he wills it to move aside, allowing them to escape Nightmare, and successfully closes the slab behind him. Now that they are safe, they begin looking for the dream library, to which Chai is able to do. Inside, they meet the librarian in the form of a fluffy white dragon, and they inquire about the hearts of dreams in order to safely summon the steward of Kadath. Recap. In the library, Hugo, Rebecca and Chai follow the librarian's directions, and yet they discover a room with no books and a small pool of water with a harp playing a song. All but Chai become entranced by it, so she removes them from the room with a little jujitsu. They search again and find where they're supposed to be and search for books on the hearts of the dreams. Trapped in the bookshop, we ask Madal to make contact with Lady Bast again, but she merely reiterates to reach Alexandria and doesn't help with our plight with the Hound of Tindalos. We ask for Etienne de Marigny, who immediately pulls us into his clock. Given his involvement now, he will be giving more assistance in the future. He starts to return us back to the hotel and advises we have to deal with the Hound soon. Within the Dreamlands, Hugo is informed in order to summon the steward, he needs to speak to one of the Keeper of the Keys and is pointed to Fizz, Keeper of Fire, in Illic Vlad. Hugo attempts to take them there, but 
they appear inside a castle with stars outside and a yellow ziggurat, and a figure dressed in lemon yellow appears to greet them. Nido rolled a 100. This is Hastur. He simply reveals his mask, and the three visitors of the dreamland stare into his face. Mitch, however, has been putting his feet up with a pina colada. Within the mystical clock, however, the clock chimes and the mist parts and Thomas, Jack and Mateo and Etienne appear in the hotel in time for Mitch to hand over a cocktail each. Etienne recommends the uh, Prince Crux and Sata, which Thomas has started to learn. He fetches the scroll and he, Jack and Mitch get busy reading it. Meanwhile, in the presence of Hastur, he is attempting to claim his visitors. They each try to dream themselves away or wake up. But his claim on them within his own realm is already too strong. Hugo brandishes his silver key and screams mathematical incantations in defiance. And the girls awaken in a cold sweat in the real world. Kai immediately runs to Hugo's room, but only grey mould and a single yellow carnation are found in the bed. The boys downstairs congratulate their progress in the spell when they hear Chai screech in rage and despair. They race up to the room and witness Hugo's fate. Thomas takes Rebecca and Chai out of the room as the group realise they need a new pilot or else, or a boat to travel onward. Everyone looks around and discusses if there is a way to save Hugo without losing Etienne as an ally in order to save his soul with wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey shenanigans. But in the end, it is collectively believed that there is nothing they can do. Welcome back to the Masks of Nyarlathotep. We're laughing at our sad, sad, depressed, poor, hungry heroes. They were in Hong Kong, where they had been having an okay time right up until the moment their pilot croaked. Well, he just he, he just turned into um, mold. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hugo is dead. Rebecca is distraught. Chai is, oh, for fuck's sake. Mateo is like, this is why we shouldn't fuck with dark magics. 
Uh, Mitch is making crumpets, and uh, Thomas is like, I just want to go home to my wife. <laughs> it can still fly the yet, plane if he's yeah. made of goo, right? That That's a thing. No? Okay. It's not even that he's made of goo. He's, he's not even in the goo, so... Yeah, there is there is just goo. Yeah. Um, Walter is just despairing. Uh, yet again, we've lost another member of the team. Uh, you've all slept, those of you who could sleep, and it is the next morning, and you need to decide what to do next. Time is taking away from you. It is Sunday the 13th of September. Um, Your plan to plane hop across the continents is somewhat impaired by the fact that you no longer have a pilot. So, you gather around the breakfast table Your plan was to head for Egypt, try and find the Eye of Light and Darkness and fix the seal on the Bent Pyramid and visit the Temple of Bast because the Goddess of Cats implied it might be a good idea to drop by the Temple of Bast for some sort of, you know, help. Because going straight to Kenya sounded a little bit like a suicide mission. Mm Mm-hmm. Since they have the cult, having been thwarted by you in all of their other locations, are summoning everything they have to the final temple of Nyarlathotep in the Mountain of the Black Wind in Kenya. Which is both good, because it means they're running scared from you guys, but bad, because all of their super-powered, evil, nasty, dark magic is is now congregating somewhere in Kenya, because you don't even know which mountain in Kenya is the Mountain of the Black Wind. Um, just a thought. Should we go to Egypt via England? That's a really big diversion. Yes, but it's one of the only other locations in the world where we have allies we haven't spoken to in quite a while. Hmm. Walter looks... We'd have to sail past Egypt to get to England. Wouldn't it be easier to ask our allies in England to meet us in Egypt? That's also a possibility. You should be thanking me for even mentioning England at all, let alone criticising me for getting it wrong. Kai Sulks. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying, Miss Chai, uh, who would we even call in England? Aren't you friends with some government types there? I seem to remember before I ran off last time that you, you might have been in talking with some or something. There are a few people in England we could contact, but I don't know whether they'll leave England to come and help us. But we can try. And there's always Mrs. Vanderbilt. Uh, I don't think she's going to leave um, Halifax right now, but she might send us aid. Yeah. 
Um, and Mr. Etienne is floating around. He said he was um, going to stay with us to help. Yeah. He's offered us as much help as he can. And apparently the goddess of cats wants to help. So, bonus? Are there any other allies we've made? I've never been to England, so... I don't know of any allies in, in England. Well, well, anywhere else across the world, really, at this point. Well, we got what help we could from Miss Lin Yen Yu before we left Shanghai. I was about yeah. to say that, yeah. She's she's tapped out. There isn't really anyone in Australia. We kind of just turned up in Australia, thwarted their plans, and then left Burned again. Darwin down. And you set fire to Darwin. Yes, Chai. You and Matteo burnt Darwin to the ground. But we um we weren't going to mention that. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up. Shrug. <laughs> I mean, at least you and Matteo can tick that off your bucket list, right? Burnt down... Um, Minor town. Minor town on the north coast of Australia. Next up, it's City. I'm not going to burn a city down intentionally. Yes, please don't burn down <laughs> Hong Kong whilst we're in it. Intentionally. <laughs> There's always a possibility, but it won't be intentional. Exactly. <laughs> Can't rule it out. Um, well, what's our plan to try and get to Egypt? I can send telegrams to England asking if the Order of Merlin will um, help. Uh, it is in their interest. It's part of the Empire, isn't it? You would think so, but yeah. it's 18 to 30 days to Port Said depending on the weather and the prevailing winds from here to Port Said. So we either lose 18 days or an entire month. But it's going to take us that long or longer to get to um, Alexandria anyway, I think, at this point. But if we're going to have to take a boat, then I'm going to need to hire us a boat. Yeah. I assume we don't want to go on a public ship. No. No, we don't. I um, assume uh, our friend Etienne can't just take us there. Etienne looks up from behind his cup of tea and is like, no, I wouldn't want to risk it. Like, the time clock is... we It's not just a room in there. It's a focal point of space and time. I have to concentrate on moving through time and space to a specific location with the clock. You all have to remain in sync with me. Waver for even a moment, and you will fall through the mists and land somewhere in space and time. The first time I tried to use it, I landed six months in the future in a river with two broken legs. Hmm. I'm not convinced we should go six months to the future right now. I think that could be a terrible idea. It would be very well, bad. Well, well, mm. well, we'll at least know if we succeeded or not. <laughs> mm, I don't think it works quite that simply. <laughs> yes, there's a reason I'm here to help. I'm I guessing do... if we go to the future, we currently end up in the timeline where we didn't do anything. Yeah, because we just disappeared and nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. I can move through the various multiple branching rivers of time 
you guys are kind of locked in. And I wouldn't want to try risk moving you in the clock. Because, it, like I say, if your concentration wavers for just a moment, you will fall out of the clock and Lord knows where you'll end up. I once had someone wind up 5,000 years in the past. That could be quite relaxing. It wasn't quite relaxing. Oh. But it could be. Doubtful. Probably. Being ejected from the clock at speed is never fun. As you didn't say the at speed bit. That that changes things. It's not always so much at speed. It's more... It's very complicated. I shouldn't do it. I think I will, however, go and collect a um, friend of mine who may be able to help us, an ally of mine. Uh, so he stands up I and sets his napkin down. I will head to New Orleans. I will be back in no time at all. Okay. Have have a nice trip. He, See he you cut- soon. See you yesterday. He climbs into the clock and it chimes and fades out of sight. He has gone to collect an ally. So Walter was like, well, I'll be taking a boat. Do you want me to go and hire us a steam yacht? I did hear about when I was like, you know, on, on, the, on the docks and um, trading that there are some kind of trade routes from China through India across to the Indian Sea and, and through the Arab nations. But I don't know if it'll be quicker. It might well be faster just to take a boat. I mean, we could take the old Silk, uh, silk Road by land, but I don't think we'd save much time by going overland from Hong Kong. I don't think we would save any time. Yeah, no, they're they're good solid routes, but they're not meant for speed. They're meant to get <clears> stuff <throat> to places. Yeah, nine thousand miles by land feels like um. Feels like the toughest terrain, not to add. Yeah, we'd have to cross what Burma, Nepal, India, Afghanistan, Turkmenistan, Persia, Iran, Syria. That would be an exciting journey. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, you know, I'll, I'll go and cook some place. food, shall I? I I'm not, not a good ideas person. I'm a, I'm a cook. It certainly think the boat is likely to be our option. It would certainly be an exciting six to seven month long overland journey in some jeeps across the old campaign somewhere. Silk Road. I think we wouldn't arrive in Kenya in time to save the world. I guess the thing we really need to know is, are we about to mysteriously stumble across someone called Bugo, who happens to be a pilot? (laughs) We are not going to mysteriously stumble across someone called Bugo, who is a PC pilot. Okay, just checking. (laughs) In which case... Nido has made a completely different character. Uh, that's fair, and I support that. Is, um, is, is, is this character in Egypt, by any chance? <laughs> it fucking will be at this rate. Yeah. <laughs> I know where Nido's character is. We just don't know where Nido is. Oh, that, that's Iago, the ship captain, right? That... 
Um, um, who's got the lowest luck? Not me. I don't think it's me. Uh, I think we're going to have to voice luck to actually know, unless we just let Ash sift through. Cameras. I got 110, 111. What? I can't have no. luck. Uh, I have 88. Is that low? I no, have me. I'm on 80. I'm, it might be me then, because um, I did spend some luck. I have 65 luck. Ooh, I think so. Okay, roll me your luck, Peter. Yeah, you were lucky. Um, Walter comes back after making some phone calls and he's like, Well, I have some good news. Mm-hmm. The uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt, well, Dr. Vanderbilt steam yacht, the Fair Dinkum is in the South China Sea because we sent it here six months ago and it's now got here. Um, I can have it diverted to Hong Kong and be here in two days. That works. And that way we're using our own private boat. Yeah. That is a good idea. Um, You did send it off from, uh, in, uh, from wherever it was to wherever it was going a long time ago, so it has finally got here. Yeah. Um, very well. I will go send orders to the captain and we'll prepare for that to arrive and then we'll have them take us to Egypt. Yeah, that All sounds right. good. Is there anything else we want to try and do over the next couple of days before we leave and become incommunicado with the mainland? I mean, we do have radios, Miss T. Yeah, but don't we go out of range of land points and stuff? Yes, but but we've been able to send communications from ships to land for the last 20 years. Oh. We we have radios, Miss T. Hey, I'm not a radio operator. I don't know what range they have. They, 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 They can work at sea. Um, this route doesn't take us too far from land anyway just unlike Australia when we go out into the deep (laughs) yeah if we're going to um, Egypt we'll sail that way so Crossing the Arabian Sea is when we're the most out of touch. Yeah. Okay. Sounds um, good. Well, still, is there anything that we can only do on land which we need to consider first? Well, we were trying to learn that uh, Prince Crux and Sarta thing. Is there anything else we need for that? Uh, yes, uh, uh, the Anks. You need to make some Anks. We need to make Anks out of un, 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 I'm trying to get to the spell so I can actually remember the word. There it is, the un, uh, is it unalloyed? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, Yeah, unalloyed metal. I, I remembered before I got there. Yeah, 
Well, whilst I go and contact the captain of the Fair Dinkum, why don't you guys go out and um, organise that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we were trying yesterday, but we got a little bit distracted by um, Miss Lovely Queen Mito Crease. Yeah, she sure did turn up, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'll leave you to go shopping then. Uh, he hands um, Matteo a stack of cash. Um, I will go and send a telegram to Captain Marlon. And um, Mitch, do you want to think about... We're going to have to resupply the third dinkum because it's been sailing for a while. Um, you know what sort of supplies a boat needs. Do you want to sort that out for us? Yeah, I'll go off to the markets and get some... Uh, Not on um... your own. One of the others <laughs> will go with you. Just saying. I'm not leaving the hotel. I'm going to go send some telegrams from the front desk. You leave the yeah, hotel. Don't go to the market and stock up, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh, someone's go- someone needs to go with Matteo to buy some fancy anks. Someone should go with Mitch to buy supplies for the boat. I can go with Matteo. I'll go with Mitch, I guess. Don't sound too excited, me. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I won't. <laughs> uh, so who are you going with, sorry, Craig? Uh, Mitch. Okay, I'll... Yeah, I'll you join. said Matteo. Don't worry, mate, I'll cheer you up with a nice little um, two-hour harmonica solo on the way. Yeah. I'm sure that will be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, actually, it makes sense if I go with Matea because obviously you and I are mostly involved with this ank business. So at least one of us should go on that shopping trip. Are you Thomas? You're Thomas, aren't you? So let me yes, just. Um, Chai, that's who I'm missing. So Rebecca, Chai, Thomas, Mitch, Jack. Mateo. Right, cool. That's everyone. So I, I am. Um, I loaded up the map of the Fair Dinkum and was like, "Gosh, look at all these dead and or missing and or incommunicado <laughs> characters." <laughs> I literally just had to wipe the entire sh- uh, cabin allocation and stuff from scratch. Yep. Oh man. Because I was just like, wow, none of these people exist anymore except for Matteo. <laughs> we are doing well. And and annoyingly, the Fair Dinkum, last time I used this map, we were playing in person. Yep. I was crawling through Roll Traity going like, where is it? Where is it? And I was like, oh, we've never actually uploaded it to Roll <laughs> 20 That'll be why I can't find it on Roll 20 Sounds like it's been floating out there, looking for us. It <laughs> has been travelling back and travelling this way for a while. Right. Anyway, uh, so just doing this on the slide whilst you were discussing your plans. So I stopped listening as I was fixing this. So who's going where? I'm going with Mitch. You're going. Yeah, we're with heading off to, off to the fresh markets. I'm and who's going, 
Uh, Rebecca and Thomas, you're going with Matteo then? Yeah. Okay, that is good to know. Sorry, I'm just finishing uploading this map. Quite proud of this 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 boat I made. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, cool. Um, oh, bollocks. Every now and then, I go to change pages in Roll20, and I click the um, something in my bookmarks tab, so I go to a bookmark instead of and completely have to reload Roll20. Ah. Don't actually have a map of Hong Kong. Okay, cool, fine. So, uh, Mitch and Chai, you head downstairs. Are you walking to the markets, or are you going to take a tuk-tuk or a um, taxi? Any preference, Mitch? I, was, uh, um, I just normally get what's cheapest, mate. Like, uh, you know, rickshaw, tut tut, whatever you like. Uh, yeah. I guess the answer is whatever comes along first that isn't going to break the bank, then, Ash. You hire a rickshaw. Uh, roll me your uh, Mandarin. It lets you speak it fluently. No, no, I, I do about... English Mandarin, which is kind of, you talk very slowly, but in English. How about I, I just don't, because I don't have Mandarin. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, you, you managed to flag one down, and roll me your luck, Chai. I'm going to roll some luck, dude. Luck. Um, you... Uh, are still close enough to the hotel that you turn leading eyes on the doorman at the hotel who who politely comes and tells, speaks to you in English and then talks to the uh, rickshaw driver in Chinese telling him where you would like to go and you trundle off to the fresh food market um, but roll me your intelligent, both of you <laughs> intelligent mint. Uh Chai is intelligent. Mitch is more intelligent. Um, you are both going to have a serious problem at the fresh food market because you doubt there are many people around there who speak English. But Mitch has the idea that perhaps you should just go to the Harbour Masters building and do everything there. Because that will be run by English people. Hong Kong being a British-controlled city. Um, you can tell them what you want and pay them some of Mrs. Vanderbilt's money to make all the arrangements. Or yeah. at least get you someone who speaks Mandarin so you can then wander around yourselves selecting fresh produce with someone to translate for you. Which option would you prefer? I like to get my ingredients fresh, Charles, so I... I'd rather go and get us a uh, translator. Okay. Go there myself. You never know what you're going to get. That's fine. It's a long voyage, and we don't want half the stuff going rotten whilst we're out in the middle of the Indian Ocean. That would make me sad. I Should support I say, your decision. You stop by the Harbour Master building. The British uh, Harbour Master does indeed have various translators on staff. And and no one can take. We forgot to take a translator because you went to get a translator. 
Oh, but they did forget. I was looking for it when they left the hotel, (laughs) but uh, I don't have it on my bingo. (laughs) I think this constitutes the party going to get the translator before they arrive at their destination. (laughs) Fair. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you hire a lovely young uh, Chinese lady called uh, Fei Fei, who will be your translator. Um, sh- and then you head off down to the fresh produce market. Roll me your cooking, Mitch. Cooking, cooking, where are you cooking? I nearly did Cthulhu Mythos. That's that's the wrong thing. No, don't cook us that. Cthulhu <laughs> Mythos chai. What? Why am I rolling Mythos? Because? I'm trying to determine what he just cooked. See, Craig, I've wasted a 97 for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything I can roll to be helpful while we're in the market? You could roll me your spot hidden. Yeah, you are helpful. You spot several nice little stalls. They're not like the big fancy stalls out front. They're like little shops or stalls tucked around the back that are selling exotic spices or actually have fresher produce or uh, are storing things on ice. So between the two of you and with the aid of your lovely translator, you are able to start procuring the items you need. Um, there's no need to roll credit rating because you're spending Mrs. Vanderbilt's money, and if there's one thing Mrs. Vanderbilt has, it's lots of money. <laughs> uh, so you're both having a rather nice time in the market, um, ordering things, and you, you literally are being trailed by a group of boys and young men and ladies that you've hired to carry your uh, produce, or you're having it shipped directly to a warehouse at the docks. Uh, both of you may have free sanity. Yay. As you have a pleasant day wandering around the markets. And it's it's quite mundane. It's it's you know, it's a food market with fresh vegetables and a butcher stand and someone spelling selling spices and street food. There are is indeed street food uh Yay. vendors and there's a fishmongers with the fresh catch of the day, and it's actually quite a nice, normal, mundane, no horrible monsters are hunting you kind of activity to be doing. It's been a long time since I've done an activity like this. That's why you got some sanity back. It's quite nice. You're just, like, haggling over the price of some octopus. Or, or, Or opening jars of spices and inhaling the nice aroma of paprika and saffron and salt. And then, and I'm, I'm just, like, uh, trolling uh, Chai by making her try, like, uh, oh, don't don't worry, just try this little bit of curry. It won't be spicy. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Probably wouldn't bother Chai that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're trying to actually bother me more. Where are you roll your constitution? Okay, I guess it does bother me a bit. Well, your constitution, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, Mitch certainly feeds you... You're you're used to nice Japanese curries. Not not this Indian spice that you've just inhaled up your nose. Mitch was all like, oh, smell this chai. And you got some of it right up your nose. And that was unfun. 
Note to self, Chai makes, do not inhale spices up nose. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of mundane thing that you've been missing from your lives. Just having a day out shopping. Meanwhile, Matteo, Rebecca and Thomas, you're heading out to try and find a metalsmith or a jeweler's of some kind. Yeah, we need to yep. go to the ank shop in order to. Sorry, I've already forgotten. We need, yeah, we need we need some pure metal, non-alloyed metal, in order to make some anks. Yes, but if somebody, if we can get somebody to make said anks as well with the metal, that would be very helpful. I'm not sure if we know how to make the anks if we just get metal. Yeah, you kind of need the ank, and then you do some magic on the ank once you've got it. I mean, you could try and shape the metal into a shape yourselves, but none of you are really um, well-trained blacksmiths. It's not a thing I do. Yeah, some kind of smithy would be good. What the shape should be. Um, You've got directions from Walter, so you hire a taxi. Um, Do any of you speak... Uh, yes, Matteo speaks Mandarin, doesn't he? I do. He lived in Shanghai for five years. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. Uh, roll me your spot hidden, everyone, as you arrive at the street Walter told you you should probably head for. Ah, okay. Uh, Just one second spot hidden. See, I'd have failed that if I hadn't had leveled up. <laughs> Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> Rebecca, you're whispering to me. Okay. We can take that one, it's fine. I'm just letting you know. Uh, the three of you arrive in the street and climb out of the taxi, and you look around, and it's a jeweler's street. But So it's a sort of a mix. There's jewelry, sh- jewelry shops, but there's also a couple of um, foundries, and there is a blacksmith who's, like, shoeing horses with horseshoes, so it depends what kind of metal you're looking for, whether you want precious unalloyed metal, or do you just want to go with I don't know, iron, or mm. some other material. My gut feeling tells me the more precious it is, the better it might be. Hmm. But we only need, at minimum, it just needs to be a pure unalloyed metal, so iron would work. Yeah, how, yeah, there's no other option. How, how, how sizable is our wad of cash that we've got for this? Um, you've got more than enough money. And for if you need more money, either approach, you mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, uh, we can afford whatever we need. True, but can we find whatever we're looking? Whatever we need. Well. This is the thing. Uh, I don't necessarily know whether um, someone will have the amount of precious mm. metal that we need. Uh, I mean, but we can I'm, ask I'm, around. Exactly. I mean, I'm thinking maybe if if they can make it fast enough, if we can find enough for an, a nice set of anks, silver or something, I don't know, um, and well, like a backup iron set of anks. <laughs> there is another consideration. 
that if we go around uh, throwing our money around for very expensive anks, we make ourselves a bit of a target. <laughs> yeah, just any yeah, but we're, we're out of here fine. in two days. Mm-hmm. You could try the foundry and get copper ones. Mm-hmm. So copper's a poisonous metal, isn't it? Pure copper. Yeah. If you drink it. Yeah, it should be fine if you're holding it in your hand. Mm. Well, whatever's around copper, iron. Just saying, if we can find something nicer, we should, just in case. But yeah, what, whatever well, we'll do. It seems to be like the metal working quarter of the city. So you have jewellers, you have foundries, you have blacksmiths who, who should have the materials you want. So you're heading for a jewellery shop, a jeweller's smithy first? Um, yeah, let's just see what they, they've got. Okay, you head How off. big do these need to be? Um, large, large enough they can cross over your chest, I think. Um, I'm not sure the spell actually describes I've how big. Main, I've got my GM notes on it open, so yeah, it needs to be at least um, as an example, it needs to be about this big, so you can hold it and brandish crucifix size. We lost an owl. Oh no, there's an owl. Who did we lose? Plenty vanished and came back. Plenty. Gordon happened to click right on the disconnect button. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So yeah, they need to be like ank-sized, you know, crucifix-sized anks. <laughs> they need to be ank-sized anks. Is it a large boulder the size of a small boulder? <laughs> Yeah, it needs to be a large boulder the size of a small boulder. Yeah, they need to be like, you know, brandishing the vampire crucifix size. Okay. Um... Okay, so not massive. Not massive, but not, too, you know, not like tiny, I'm wearing it as a necklace size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got big to get a hold of it. Big enough that a, uh, a solid gold one would be enormously expensive. Yeah. Um... Uh, so you wander into this uh, jeweler's foundry. A elderly man comes over and says, "Good morning to you all in uh, Chinese." Well, Mandarin. Um, who speaks Mandarin? Me. Rebecca, you don't, do you? No. And Thomas certainly doesn't. He's all like American. I speak American. Do you speak American? Okay. <laughs> To save time, can I say that uh, someone has drawn what we need? Yes, you have a picture of what right. you have like made. Okay. Right. Roll me your... I just need to look at character sheet. Uh, characters. Uh, Matteo. Roll me your... Fast talk. As you're explaining what you would like to commission him for, with a bonus die. Uh, with a bonus die, okay. Well, I don't need it. <laughs> I'm gonna be, be ticking that one. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, some crazy foreigners want to 
give him a load of money to cast some anks out of solid silver. Well, he's not going to turn down this commission. He's not crazy. Um, he'll have to make the mold because he doesn't have an ank mold in stock. You know, it's not something uh, he'd normally make, at least not ones those big. Uh, but he can have the mold made for you by the end of the day. He can do the casting tomorrow. So they would be ready for you to collect um, tomorrow evening. That's okay for us, right? Yeah, yeah. you're not leaving for Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um... He will charge you a ton of cash because he's making them out of silver. And he assumes you'd want them to not squish when someone grips them. <laughs> yeah. um, a solid gold one probably would. Yeah. yeah gold would. <laughs> I wondered if we'd, we'd go down that route. <laughs> yeah, that would be fine. You'd all pull out your gold crucifix and I'd be like, well, strength. And you're like, oh, no. Squish. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, you could try well with your fast talk he's not even going to overcharge you for this he's just happy to have the commission uh, he will charge you the price of the silver and the price of the labour and a one off fee for making the mould because he, he doubts he's going to get much use out of an ank mould again <laughs> here in Hong Kong ank isn't a very cultural symbol unless there's a resurgence in Art Deco neoclassical Egyptian uh, design work. But yeah, uh, it takes a little while, obviously, to chat back and forth with the uh, old man, show him exactly what you want. He's probably in there for about an hour and a half um, arranging everything, but you'll be able to pick them up tomorrow. How many are you making? Are you making enough for everyone? So, like, seven, eight? I mean, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, enough for everyone. Right, so you're having eight of these made, and they will be ready for you to collect tomorrow. Thank you. Um, uh, he takes a deposit now. Yes, um, I thought so. And you'll uh, pay the rest when you come to collect them. Okay. It's easy. And because they'll be made of silver, they won't. They'll be actually quite solid and. You could actually just beat someone to death instead. <laughs> <laughs> if, if your spell doesn't work, you can just beat the mythos creature over the head. Yeah, could you make the end very pointy? <laughs> yeah. So what, you want them like like murder weapon at one end and ank at the other. I mean, it would still be an ank if they tapered to a point at the end, right? And <laughs> it's true. Um... Right. Maybe not, though. Uh, we'll get exactly what was specified. You have ordered some eggs. What would you like to do now? It's probably about midday. Well, have we had anything else? Yes. Yeah. Have a yeah. nice afternoon. I I know we were looking for books last time when we found Madal's place. Was there any other place we needed to go? I mean, I guess if there's any information we can get on Kenya from here, that. But I guess the worry is like we're very far away, so whether our info is current or relevant or useful, mm. we could get like a lovely lunch because that means that the other group will get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's how it works. 
Yeah, well, you'll find we're already having the lovely lunch. Exactly. Yeah, you're just you're just sampling the wares. Uh, they they found the street food. As per the rules, uh, sixteen cultists repel oh. down the side of a building and surround the three of you. I knew there had to be ruffians. They're all uh, uh, armed with Yithian lightning cannons. Oh. oh. I don't know what they are, so they can't harm me. Question <laughs> mark. So we, we, we'll enjoy our lunch, but six hours later, we won't enjoy our lunch. Mm. Right. Uh, are you heading back to the hotel, or are you going to go and get a lovely lunch somewhere, or are you going to go wander through the markets of Hong Kong and just have a nice time? Lovely lunch and head back. Lunch, yeah. See if there's anything else you want to do today. Right. You go and have a lunch and then head back to the hotel. Morning doing some occult procurement. And now you head head back after lunch. Ooh, what was that noise? Okay. Oh, I think it might be hospital noises. <laughs> um, he did just say BRB. Uh, it's I mean, a BRB. Uh, Right, okay. I was very powerful. There was just suddenly this really loud clunk on my end. I was like, what's that? (laughs) Is he okay? Right. Uh, You all gather back in the hotel at about mid-afternoon. It must be about half three, four o'clock. Walter is on the phone. Uh, He looks up as you all come back and waves. Uh, he hangs up and is like, well, uh, Captain Marlin will be here um, tomorrow morning. And as long as Chai and Mitch's shopping expedition went well, we can reload and leave the next day. We're there, aren't we? Not yeah, you're here. Okay. I can tell you it did seem to go well. Excellent. Um, I've ordered extra fuel for the Fair Dinkum so we can refuel her. Um, did you three manage to find what you were after? Yeah, so uh, the, we found a smithy who's making the stuff and it'll be ready tomorrow evening. Okay, that's good. Um, I sent a telegram to the Order of Merlin, our contact in England. Oh, I haven't heard back from them yet. Um, that can take a while, obviously. We've got to get send a telegram from one side of the planet to the other and then get it delivered to the person and then mm-hmm. get a response. That can take a while. Uh, but Mrs. Vanderbilt um, is essentially throwing us as much money as we need. And she is making arrangements for us to stay at the Explorer Society Lodge in Cairo. So we won't have to stay in a public hotel. Apparently this will be safer. Uh, Captain Marlon thinks it will probably take us about 18 to 25 days to get back to Alexandria. Or Port Said. If we, if we get off the boat at the south side of the Suez Canal, we can go overland by train straight to Cairo. But if we want to go to Alexandria still, then we might just get off the boat and dock the boat at Alexandria. I'm back. Welcome back. back. It depends what makes more sense, because if we're going to Kenya after 
were done in Egypt. It makes sense to leave the boat at Port Said on the south side of the Suez Canal. And then we'll just yeah. train across Egypt wherever we need to go. Mm-hmm. Which means going to Cairo first, and then we'd have to travel up by train to Alexandria. But it's not, it's only a few hours away from each other. So. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Um, was there anything else people wanted to talk about today? Um, I've forgotten. Chai, how much of this spell have you learned? I'm not sure. Uh, I was the first uh, to learn it. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, no, I, th- I think I've finally learned it as well, actually. It says spell learned. Because I, I remember it was taking me a while to get it right, but I think I'm good now. Mm-hmm. We just need to make it. Well, and teach anyone else that wants to know as well. This is true. Anyone want to learn this? I'm betting not Matteo. <laughs> Probably Rebecca. Yeah, no? Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine maybe Mitch. Yeah, I think I might benefit from it. it it's very expensive, but yeah, no, I think it's definitely worth it. Um, I guess we're having a magic teaching session. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> uh, Mitch is learning it. Uh, is Rebecca learning it? Yeah. Rebecca's going to learn it. Uh, are you sure you're not going to learn a banish mythos creature spell, Matteo? Uh, I'm, I don't think I should. It's Who'd one of those... Fair? To be fair, even if you don't make an ankh, which is what costs 25 pal, if you just know the chant and get hold of someone else's ankh, you can still try and use it successfully. Yeah, I think that's the idea. Okay. I'm guessing you probably need to do the learning session to be able to do that still. You have to do the learning session to learn the chant. You don't have to then make the ankh. Yeah. You just then have the ability to use it. Okay, I'll yeah, I'll do that much. Okay, uh, so Chai, you're teaching, right? Uh, yeah. Is Thomas We're... also teaching? Yeah, it says I've learned it. Right, both of you roll me. Uh, actually, uh, Chai, roll me your Thulu Mythos with a bonus dice because Thomas one. is helping you. Uh, bonus dice. Is another D one hunt? No, D another D ten, isn't it? Yeah. I'll take the first result. Right, cool. So you are capable of teaching everyone. Thomas, roll me your intelligence with a bonus die. Yep, take the second result. That is a hard. Or you want to take the eighty six? No, 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 it's that. Right. Matteo, Rebecca, and Mitch, all roll me your intelligence, please, with a bonus die. You need a hard intelligence. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> That's some intelligence right there. Mm. Oh, yeah, don't don't use the link, dude. Just roll a d10 from the widget. Uh, I'm going to spend two luck on making that hard, I think. You've got the bonus die. 
You can roll your bonus die first before. Oh yeah, yeah, good point. Um, bonus, bonus, bonus. No, worse. Yeah. Who luck yeah. it is? Matteo spends the luck. Rebecca, uh, where are you? You need a forty for a hard success, so I'm afraid you're currently failing unless you spend luck. Mm, no, that's a bit much. Mitch, you are yeah. also failing unless you spend the luck. That's two more options, like. That's okay. 13. You have started learning. I will copy this across to Matteo's character sheet because Matteo has learned. But yes, you you can. Are you spending the evening on this? Um, I think. Oh, yeah. So, what else are we doing? Running that long, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can spend the evening. Child can roll again. There we go. That's a bit more like it. Gosh, Matteo learnt a spell. You both <laughs> still have a bonus die, Mitch, so you can roll again with your bonus die. I'm only good with sheet music, you see. This is just... There you oh, go. go. Alright, so it takes all evening, but you're you're picking up what you need to do, and I'll add it to your character sheets. The Prince, Crux, and Sata. Oh, Mitch already knew the spell. Oh. <laughs> no wonder Mitch was having trouble learning it. He already knew it. And I've added... I was just to- refining it. I was just getting, you know, just, like, you know, working it out. You know, it's like languages. You have to keep practicing it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, Rebecca has learned it. Matteo has a spell on his character sheet. Who knows? Yeah, but it's one he never intends to actually use the spell component of. Mm. Yeah, he's just going to grab one of your uh, angst when you're lying dead at his feet and, like, thrust it into someone's face and be like, Be gone, foul beast! Right, cool. So your evening winds down to an end. Uh... Walter informs you that uh, Hugo's funeral is arranged for tomorrow morning, and we should all probably attend. Yep. And say our farewells after he heroically sacrificed himself to save Rebecca and um, Chai from certain doom. Ooh, that was weird. Sorry, something just went shut down on my PC. I think it was just the fan spinning down, but it sounded very, very fun. Dramatic. Okay, uh, you all sleep per chance to dream. Chai. Yes. Please roll me your... Chai and Thomas, sorry. Please roll me your power at hard. Uh, Yes. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I am going to luck that, if I can. You can. Uh, yeah, in which case I will spend the six luck because I am nervous about whatever mm. that is. You sleep peacefully. <sighs> and you dream the dreams of normal people. Good. Except your dreams are both full of more cats than normal. <laughs> That's perfectly fine it's, by me. It's perfect. Oh no. <laughs> Except for Flinty. Flinty wakes up in the morning with zero sanity. Uh, Mitch, Matteo, and Rebecca, you all sleep normally. 
Uh, the day dawns. Um, roll me a d20, please, Flinty. Seventeen. It is raining. Oh. Light rain, drizzle, but it is raining. Bit bit miserable and grey out there, which is kind of suitable as you um all dress up in nice sombre clothing and trapes to a local um Anglican church where there is a bit of a funeral for Hugo. There's a little urn on a stand near the altar which is containing his ashes. At least that's what the priest has been told. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't much left of him, really, was there, to be, like, scooped into an urn? No. Uh, but everyone may who attends as a funeral may roll me their sanity, please. Oh, no. Oh, God, I didn't know your sanity was uh, struggling. Yeah, it is. <gasps> Not that much, Ouch. though. Jesus. Ow, <laughs> mate. overcome. <laughs> right, so uh, the two of you who passed you yeah. get nine sanity back. Thank you. <laughs> The two of you who normal failed get five sanity back. Yay. And Mitch doesn't get any sanity back because he's just overcome with grief over the loss of poor Hugo. I mean, he was my best buddy. I mean, you might not have known that, but he was actually the... I mean, I was actually going to propose to him. I had a bit of a crush on him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Mitch's unrequited love for, for Hugo... Uh, he and Raymond are just in each other's arms, sobbing uncontrollably. Very moving. The rest of you are very moved because the priest is a, one of those old, quiet, peaceful gentlemen who speaks about how he's moved on to a better place. Which, which uh, Rebecca and Shai really hope is true and that he's not being tormented by Hasta for the rest of eternity. We don't know it was Hasta. Oh, that's true. You all failed your identity. You, being tormented by some horrible dream goblin for the rest of eternity. Yep, yeah, you just yeah, met... I just had that dinner delivered for lunch delivered. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, when do we get our lunch delivered? Yeah. I don't know. I've got, I've got potato salad with schnitzel and gravy, and I've got um, a slice of cherry cake and uh, yogurt. It's quite good. That sounds pretty good. I'm <laughs> actually quite surprised. <laughs> Well, I want to turn the oven on. Oh, Craig! Craig, look at the map. Oh my God! You've got you've got fucking um, rangers, thingy, my bobs. That seem to be actually right for once. Yeah, the rangers are correct. Wow! It's a miracle. It's great. How big does it say the UK is? 2,000 metres. Might be a little on the generous side. Miles, miles. (laughs) Not (laughs) metres. 
Yeah, no, it's not 100% accurate, but it's better yeah. than anything else I've normally get. Anyway, um, where were we? Uh, you all went to the funeral. You all had a peaceful time. Um, is anyone doing anything else today? The fair dinkum has arrived and is restocking and refueling down at the harbour. Water bustles off after, well, is leaving after the funeral to go and talk to Captain Marlon. Is anyone going with him? Or do people have other plans? I tell you what, guys. What I do think is we should probably check our ammunition supplies and stuff. It's just, I'm a bit more more wary of boats nowadays and to expect the unexpected. Like, maybe we need some, like, make sure we've got good life jackets and all that kind of stuff. Fair comment. Um... We should see what's the boat has as well and then if we do need anything more it's important we can easily stock up sounds good sounds good yeah so we should go on board first and and have a look around and see what we need yeah yeah Sorry, I'm stuffing my face with schnitzel at the same time. So who's going to the boat? All of us, aren't we? Okay. I think so. I mean, we do need to go pick up those anks as well today. Yeah, that'll That'll be be later later on in the afternoon. Yeah. I got distracted by Arona's schnitzel. Yeah, that was (laughs) distracting me as well. That was very distracting. Um, Right. Um, so you're going to go and check what the boats has supply wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess you all go with Walter down to the boat. Uh, the Fair Dinkum is a very nice modern oil fired steam yacht. Um, it's quite nice. It it's clearly built for luxury over um actual cargo it's designed to move incredibly rich people from one exciting location to another usually it does things like roger and cat from i don't know boston to monaco and then to their caribbean islands to visit felix but you know you'll all be living in luxury i'm sure some of you will recognize the match all right. Okay. Sorry, I just passed what you said because it sounded to me like you said usually it does things like rogering cat from Boston to Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, Roger Vanderbilt's penis. Um... Don't mention it. Now I'll think about it. <laughs> oh, Roger. <laughs> um, but yet yeah, you can see that um, Matteo is in a different font to everyone else's name because. Um, He's been there so long. Yes. I'm I'm legacy. (laughs) (laughs) Call of Cthulhu legacy. Legacy. Okay, so you are checking the equipment. Uh, Captain Marlon is a very polite Australian man in his late 40s, early 50s. He um, greets Walter. Welcomes him back. It's nice to see you again, sir. And these would be Mrs. Vanderbilt's guests. We're sailing to Egypt, I believe. Welcome on board, everyone. Uh, Shall we get on board and get out of the rain? 
Yeah. Yeah. It leads you all up the gangplank, which comes up onto the rear deck. And uh, he escorts you all through to the lounge at the front, which has a massive, which is mostly just windows. So you've got this unparalleled view from the forward lounge, and it's it's plush. It's like floating hotel, luxury, deep pile carpet, chair. The chairs are all bolted to the floor, so they don't slide around in rough weather, but it's still really, really quite nice. No, oh, this is a this is a nice boat. This it's a little bit better than the ones I've served on before. Oh, you're a sailor, are you? Says um, Captain Marlin. Not so much a sailor. I've, I've worked in the galley all my life, you know. But I know a thing or two about uh, you know sailing and, and, and boats and a bit of a boaty kind of person. Me. Well, I'll have to introduce you to our cook. I'm sure he wouldn't object to a guest using the um, galley, should you wish to make use of it yourself, sir. You are, after all, our guest on board for the journey to Egypt and beyond, as long as Mrs. Vanderbilt wishes you to use the boat. Excellent. I've got to ask. Yes, Miss Dean? What's the machine room? It sounds ominous. Machines. <laughs> the machine room? Where's that on the top? Bridge deck. By the oh, wireless. That's where all the wireless machinery is. Right, okay. It's the wireless machinery room. Okay. It's 1920s, so in this day and age, there's literally the wireless room, which is like the desk and a little clicky thing, and some mm. buttons, and then there's an entire room full of machinery to make it work. I'm sorry, but unlabeled, mysterious machinery just makes me nervous these days. Fine, I'm going to add the majestic pineapple. <laughs> I don't see the logic behind that, but okay. <laughs> you get nervous by my un- unknown thing. That's not machinery. Or is it? It shouldn't be machinery. That shouldn't be machinery, but maybe it is. (laughs) I'm choosing to believe it's not until proven otherwise. (laughs) In the machine room, Craig. That doesn't make it machinery. No. um, In in Act on Cthulhu, uh, Richard's character had a um, bronze pineapple made as a gift for Arona's character because there's a running joke that Arona's character doesn't understand how to eat pineapples, so eats them like an apple. <laughs> oh my. Then she had the bronze pineapple made for him, and he's absolutely terrified it, because every time Richard makes something for Arona's character, it explodes. Well, <laughs> that's like, concerning. It's like I just want you guys to know that um, he doesn't understand how to eat pineapples in RL as well. He gets completely confused by them. But yeah, um, like she made him this beautiful pocket watch, which turned out to be a secret hand grenade. So he's now absolutely terrified of anything Richard's character makes him. Hmm. <laughs> Reasonable. Notice how he took the effort to break out a map, which we haven't touched since we were in person. 
ladies and gents, we are heading for a level 55 boat venture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> boat ventures already always go so swimmingly. Quite literally, swimmingly. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, okay. Okay, I gave you uh, my best sting I could. Mm-hmm. That's your best one, okay. I'm not very good. Deal with it. <laughs> well, water is... I'm going to go down to the office and start loading our valuables into the vault um, and check what valuables we left on board since we... Um, oh, yeah, we... Yeah. I think there might be a few books down there, actually. Now yeah. I think. <laughs> when we... Um, when we went to the Sahara Desert instead of coming back to the boat. Um, I'll be back in a bit. Uh, the Captain Marlin says, oh, well, we are currently refueling the oil and we're bringing on board all the supplies you purchase. Uh, Mr. Mitch, Miss T, uh, is there anything else you'd like to order? I can run someone off to the Harbour Martyr's office to place a requisition request. Do you have any uh, munitions on board? Uh, no, we don't have any munitions on board. This is a pleasure yacht. Hmm. I mean, I think we have some boxes of shotgun shells and handgun bullets down in like the master arms safe. But, but no, no, we're not. We're not loaded down with munitions. We're not a war boat. Well, <clears throat> I just you know. I... I've seen some things whilst on the seas, and I just feel like it's prudent to to to, to take something to defend ourselves should the night a need arise. You know, it, it's uh, it might be worth us, uh, and people do like to follow us around, uh, perhaps. So I can't really arm the fair dinkum. Uh, it's not allowed. What's allowed? Oh, what doesn't have to be the same thing, does it? Sorry, Miss T, you said? Sorry, I was just joking. I said it's only not allowed if you get caught. It may have been in poor taste. But I am hungry. <laughs> You're not hungry. Hungry's from another game. Yeah, but I'm still the other kind of hungry. Um, Captain Marlin gives you a look, Mitch, and it's like, we're not loading any but cannons onto the boat. Not allowed. I'm not going <laughs> to break international law. Look, no one's going to try and board the boat. Uh, really? If they much- do, we have regular guns. And I'm sure you've got cases of guns being loaded on board with your luggage. I don't know. I don't have to fire a gun. I won't yes, bring a gun on. Well, you'll be the first one of Mrs. Vanderbilt's travelling companions I've met who doesn't normally come on board with at least two shotguns. Ah. <laughs> bubbles and bubbles too. Oh, right, well. so she's already equipped with bubbles four. How about yeah. alcohol? What sort of booze have we got on board? Uh, with a selection of English and European uh, alcohols as well as um, several cases of Japanese sake um, Chinese wheat beers 
And I believe we even have a case of champagne. Mm. Okay. We're prepared then. Good. We don't have a doctor on board, however. So try not to get paralytic. Mm. Can we order requisition a doctor? I can see if we anyone is available to sign on as a, do, a shipboard doctor for the journey. Certainly. It seems wise, potentially. I mean, who knows what ills we may come down with. Okay. Uh, Chai, roll your luck. Rolling my luck. It's not going to be lucky. It was lucky. I was wrong. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, he is able to hire a ship's doctor. Is it Dr. McDoctorface? You know his new character. Now, now, we'll go with this really suspicious-looking person in the uh, Mana Pushy, right? Who has played a lot of cultists over the last few games. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they probably, they probably don't want the cultist. Um... As long as they're not actually a cultist, I don't care which token. I'll get confused, and, and I'll, okay. I'll, I'll think there is a cultist on board. There we go. He looks like a nice doctor, man. Except we know he wasn't. <laughs> but okay, we can forget his past. He's dead now, and alive again as a doctor. Doctor Renault. There we go. Doctor Alan Renault. Renault. He's French. He's very nice. He's a very nice man. You got, got got yourself a doctor. There we go. You got a doctor man. Maybe this doctor won't have to get a chewing out from Walter. Uh, do you remember that? Um. Uh, Chow decided he was taking a day off, so Cat went to him. Pregnant yeah. Cat went to him and was all like, "I need you as my doctor, who I have hired, to please go and look after Felix." And Chow told her no. So so Kat had to go and deal with it. The pregnant woman had to go and deal with the psychotic man on her own. And <laughs> and, and Walter chewed them out. It yeah. was like being dragged up before Nanny. I'd spent ages writing this speech. It was glorious. Oh yeah, you yeah, opened no, the session with it. Was. I remember now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was so much fun. Poor Chow was like like Nanny was chastising me. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you, you sent the pregnant woman to deal with the crazy man. Yes, you're in trouble. Sorry, I will be right back. Okay. Bill, if I used Tanita was appropriate. Well, according to his last scene on Telegram, he was last seen at 6am. Right, where were we? Um, Right. um, So, you've hired a doctor. So, Chai, you're off dealing with that. Uh, You're introducing yourself to Dr. Wanolt. What are the other people doing to prepare? Captain Marlon is... Very polite, very happy to have you on board. He's not, however, loading ship-to-ship cannons on <laughs> the boat. Don't make me laugh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he draws a line at ship-to-ship uh, cannons. There's only so far he's willing to go to break international law. 
and and you know lose his ship license. <laughs> I've got this lovely flag with like a, a skull and crossbones um, as well as the cannons. Um. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> um, you do have a brace of lightning cannons in your luggage, by the way. Which which we shouldn't yeah. forget about. Yeah. Uh, you you'll do. You can be Captain Marlon. There we go. You've got Obi Wan Kenobi with you, so who you can't can't possibly fail. Mm-hmm. Hello. I go and check out. Look at him. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've looked. Okay. Why is there Doctor Doctor Huston? In here. He's a, a ship doctor now, apparently. Oh, God. I recycled the token. I'm not making a new token for every random NPC you guys hire. Uh, right. Uh, so, what were you going to go and check out? Chai, uh, no, Chai's dealing with the doctor. Rebecca, is there anything you'd like to do? Um, I guess provisions, it sounds like, were sorted and resorted. Uh... <laughs> Sorry, just talking to the doctor there, back. If we have various books lying around, but then there's going to be plenty of time to keep trying to read stuff. Um, would it be worth me trying to get in touch with the newspaper that I notionally still work for and see if there's any contacts in Egypt who might be interested in our arrival and know more about it? Right, you're going to go send a telegram to your employer. Which which newspaper do you work for again, Rebecca? Oh, I work for The Times. Right, well, roll me your fast talk, please. Okay. Um, I have that. That is a... Um, and I don't have that. I have Persuade. That is the skill that I have. You can roll that one instead. I am persuasive. Your editor is very happy to hear from you when he receives your telegram. Um, uh, he's very glad you're alive and that you've actually got in contact with him because he was getting worried because, you know, he hadn't heard from you in a little while. Yes, it's been a time. <laughs> he's glad you're safe and you're still following this exciting story to do with rich people travelling around the world on archaeological expeditions. He yes. wants to read all about it when he hears about it. Mm. Well, when you, when you, you know. He can put you in touch with the Cairo Bulletin. <coughs> you just find their name. <coughs> Nigel Wasif. Uh, he runs the English language weekly newspaper, the Cairo Bulletin. Um, he is uh, well informed. Uh, it's probably the best newspaper he could recommend, other than the Times of Cairo, for local news in Egypt. Oh. Rebecca found some of the plot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> He can probably give you the news on everything that's been going on in Cairo. There's been a bit of an upset recently when a English exhibition, exhibition, expedition 
from the Penhu Foundation was lost with all hands when something collapsed at their dig. And time for recap. <laughs> I figured that might have happened. But you, you can only send so much by telegram, so you'll probably want to speak to him in person when you get there. Yeah. Um, and do you mention Kenya as well, or just Egypt for now? Um, I, I think I do. Oh, it's known that the Penya expedition went to Kenya, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I do mention Kenya as well. Okay, your editor, roll me your persuade again. I will do that. The place I'm making notes is the same as the place where I roll, so one second. Uh, that, and I am persuasive. Very you are so. persuasive. Uh, this is mostly done with telegrams back and forth, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives you two names. John Stone Kenyatta, a political activist in um, in Kenya, mm-hmm. and Natalie Smith Forbes, who is the publisher of the Nairobi Star in Nairobi. They would probably be able to give you some help when you get there. So, Rebecca is off sending telegrams in the wireless room, being observed by the pineapple. Uh, Matteo, is there anything you'd like to do other than go to collect those anks you've commissioned? Um, no, I don't think so. Just go and collect the anks, I think. You go and collect the anks. Um, so, Matteo is going to go short, collect the anks. Are you taking anyone with you? Um, probably better, just in case. Thomas, Mitch, you go and go with Matteo? Yeah, I want to have a little boat, check the uh, onboard supplies have got put into the uh, right places. So, Mitch is staying on board to check the boat. So, Thomas, are you going to go with Matteo just for security? Yeah. Okay, you two go and collect your anks. Uh, that goes fine. You pay the rest of the cost. You pick up the eight silver anks you've made. They're actually quite nice. They've been polished, so they're not rough silver. And they have the uh, jewel smith's um, mark on the bottom. And they're actually quite sturdy because he's, he's made them properly. He's actually done a really good job. You now have eight silver anks. I thank the jeweller and say that it is very fine work and pay. Uh, he's happy to accept your money and wishes you all the best with your anks. He hasn't asked why you wanted anks. Your foreigners were probably up to some sort of um, hustle with the local museum or something. I don't offer any information. Mm-hmm. Right, um, Mitch. The supplies you ordered are on board. Roll me your spot hidden, please. 
Uh, <clears throat> hang on, just looking for it. Sorry. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Spot hidden. Uh, whilst you are searching and checking through the um, supplies down in the forward hole, all of your the food and everything you purchased is here. Excellent. But you also find, hang on, I'm just finding it. A soapstone statue. <laughs> soapstone statue of Cthulhu. Oh dear. <laughs> I was going to say of Charlie Chaplin, but... You find a case labelled for Liza Vanderbilt that contains two Vickers .303 machine guns with ammunition. <laughs> I put each one, one either side of my jacket and just have, just have them like concealed underneath, you know. These are quite big and bulky. <laughs> They're 1920s machine guns. But Liza did order two 1920s machine guns to be delivered to the Fair Dinkum. I can't remember this, but I'm going to accept it. <laughs> now, on my yeah. note, uh, two machine guns in the hold of the Fair Dinkum. Liza ordered them. Well, there we go. You're you welcome, wanted, guys. I think you wanted some big guns hanging around in case you needed them. Yeah, so... Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm wondering if I should move one up to my room. I think I might take one up to my room. Would you like the statistics for your character sheet? Oh, yeah. yeah no, maybe not. What uh, do you mean? Sorry? I'll just add it to your character sheet so you... um. Okay. You mean, it doesn't mean you're carrying it around with you, but you have access to it. Yeah, okay. This is the sort of gun that has to go on a... Um, Five Yeah. You're you're editing my character sheet. I am editing your character sheet. Oh, I thought you're doing Mitch's. I I meant to be doing Mitch's. <laughs> not yours, Mitch. Not Thomas. There we go, Mitch. Thank you. I mean, people confuse us for each other all the time. Yeah, you're very similar to each other. Oh, all right. Let me add this to your tab, Fox B. Okay. There we go. One, uh, one machine gun. It uses the machine gun skill, which you only have ten in. Everyone has ten in because by the ten's a good skill number, right? You can't fail with a ten. <laughs> I think you will find that is. Correct. <laughs> I mean, it's a tripod-mounted machine gun. You just need to point and pull the trigger. Exactly. It sprays bullets at everything. Exactly. And I was there too. Yay. Jack <laughs> is lying. You're enjoying the really comfortable plush setting of this uh, boat. You've been in a lot of really luxurious hotels recently, and you've lived in a tent in the desert. 
and you've escaped from, you know, all sorts of hideous demons, and now you're on board this really nice steam yacht. It's, like, really nice. Like, it couldn't be nicer. My word, the only thing that could improve this is if uh, there were a brace of cannon on either side. <laughs> All right, stop, stop with the piss <laughs> There aren't a brace of cannon, but there are two tripod-mounted Vickers machine guns in the hole. <laughs> a, brace of, a brace of floral rail guns. <laughs> when, you said, when you said a brace of cannons, I was like, why have we got to bring the clergy into this? <laughs> Um, oh, well, that's very good. I, I missed Starslip Crisis. I'm going to have to read it again now. <laughs> so good. So good. Right, um, Matteo and Thomas are on their way back from buying some silver anks. Chai, you were meeting the Doctor and just having a quick catch up with them. Since you hired them, Walter made them your problem. Uh, Mitch is fondling machine guns, and Kat has just finished telegramming her editor in London to let him know she's still alive, but she'd like some help. Thank you very much, boss. So, Jack, what are you doing? The boat is not due to leave until the tide to change tomorrow morning at about 3am. So you've got, like, half a day left in Hong Kong Currently raining. Um, <clears throat> can I can I read my notes from last time aloud? Yeah. Um, because I think I think they you know out of character. I mean, I'm not just standing on the deck <laughs> like <laughs> recanting my diary entry. You, um, you can indeed read your notes out of character for everyone. We should research the Black Sphinx. I think we tried to do that and found that it would it just sucks. It just it it's it's just the fucking worst. Seems to ring a bell. Yeah. Um in Egypt we need to find the other piece of the capstone for the Black Temple. Black Pyramid. The Red Pyramid. Red Pyramid. Which I seem the to remember. The object for the the Topaz nonahedron. And um, we need to find the spell that joins them back together because it's a lot easier than building our own one. Uh, I I think I remember answers to half of what you just said. Mm. We, we, the... Go ahead. We've got to talk to Nuri, who knows how to find Warren Bisart, who lives in Cairo and was the Carlisle Expedition's victualler. That's the other way around. You need to stop, speak to Warren and Bisart to find Nuri, because you think Nuri has the other half of the stone. Ah, uh, okay. Um, um, that's not clear in my notes. Uh, I'll just clarify that. And then Jack Brady was on the plaza beneath the Red Pyramid when Roger Carlyle broke the Eye of Light and Darkness. Mm. And Jack Brady picked up one half, and he saw, like, at the other end of the pyramid, like, their chief um, local guide, Nuri, and he picked up the other half. And then they both ran away because evil cultists were coming. Yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, boy, half of a cursed artifact, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we've got to find the holy man Bundari in Nairobi, uh, because he knows where the temple is, the temple of the Black Wind, the mountain of the Black Wind. 
Black Wind. Everything is a color and then something after it. Yeah. Pyramid, the Black Wind, the Topaz Jack. Makes it it easy to remember. Okay, Google, is Topaz a color? I don't have one of those. Um, A type of gemstone. (laughs) Um, It's a color, yeah. Like a yellow, isn't it? A colour named after the stone, Topaz. <clears throat> hmm, I don't really have anything to do until we get to Egypt, I guess. Excellent. Uh, yeah, call me a spot hidden, please. Oh, God. Um, I, I, th- I think you'll find I said I don't have anything to do until we get to Egypt. That includes <laughs> spot hidden roll. Your eyes closed for a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to lie on the deck like I'm in a coma. <laughs> Hang on, uh, I did pop my character sheet out, but it's popped back in, and I need to pop it right out again. Oh, those pesky character sheets. See a doctor about that. Pop out. Uh, uh, I'm not casting contact, Yogg-Sothoth. Spot hidden, there we go. Um, You are lounging in your bunk when you hear... A noise, and you peer out into the corridor, and you see Etienne's time clock materializing in the corridor. And it, it, it just kind of sheepishly fades into existence between two, two like tables in the hall, and, and does a good job of looking like it's supposed to be there as a clock. I am. Um, I I roll my eyes aggressively. <laughs> uh, the the front of the clock opens, and Etienne steps out. And removes his hat, and he's like, "Ah, Jack! Wow, how did you come out of that clock that's been there the whole time?" Magic. <laughs> a magician never reveals his secrets. And here is my beautiful assistant. And he steps to one side and draws a young lady out of the clock after him, who looks like Debbie McGee. <laughs> <laughs> but you Debbie haven't been like... born yet, surely. <laughs> <laughs> He's a time traveller! That's the <laughs> trick. <laughs> um, uh, so it's a sort of uh, youngish woman. Um, she's uh, got brunette hair. Um, very slim, sort of slightly skinny build. Wait, this uh, is your new character? Yeah. yeah. Oh god, the, 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 these introductions are getting more and more <laughs> desperate, aren't they? Right. One leg. Hold on. Um, she's uh, she's wearing sort of like a navy blue and like tarnished gold, sort of, but like very sort of slightly um, slightly eccentric, like very patterned Art Deco dress. Um, she's got one of those little clutch hats with a blue rose on it that all people. Women from the nineteen this period where um, uh, she's got a set of reading glasses that on a sort of hanging down around her neck um, and uh, sort of and she's carrying a large uh, but understated brown leather handbag um, and and she sort of just steps out the clock and sort of gives Etienne a look as though this is uh, this is clearly an hilarious joke which she's heard fifty thousand times before and she is it's it's got very old now at this point. It's like yes, yes, def- that that is definitely who I am. The roll of her eyes. Smile. <laughs> um, Miss Chai was talking about gathering as many allies as we can. 
and uh, Peggy here is one of my best occult companions. Peggy. Yeah, this I, is I, I step forward, I offer my... Both a name and a description, I shake your hand. I, I shake, shake her hand. Uh, yes, um, she, she's got sort of like a slightly light um, southern... Uh, uh, Let's hear your southern accent then, Neo. I'm not doing. I'm not doing. Uh, I'm not doing an accent. No, uh, no. But you got an accent. We got to hear it. No, no, no. Your French southern accent. No, <laughs> no. She's she's she sounds she sounds like she's uh uh from South uh United States. Um uh is she she's like uh, Peggy LeBlanc. Um, a pleasure to meet you, Mister. Oh, I'm I'm Jack Cady. Uh, I'm just uh, a general dog's body around here. Um, I should probably introduce you uh, to someone else. Um, <laughs> I look around desperately. Uh, roll me your luck, Jack. Uh, okay. Oh, you're lucky. Boo. As you say that, Chai comes walking up the stairs on the rear deck, and Rebecca comes down the stairs from the radio room. Chai, I say desperately. <laughs> yeah, Jack. <laughs> uh, this is Peggy LeBlanc. Was that right? Yes. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I, f- oh, I forgot it already. Sorry. <laughs> I remember it by thinking about pigs in blankets. I was thinking. I was thinking about uh, Benoit Blanc. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. great great grandmother. Nido, I know I know you don't want to do accents, right? Mm. So, um why pick like low tier accents like Southern American? That's quite easy to do. Why why not yeah, this is Peggy LeBlanc from Auschwitz Lorraine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I look I said I that none of us would know how to do It's 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 'cause I it's 'cause I'd rather not have to deal with the faff of basically I will do it for about five minutes and then forget. Oh no! Um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't saying I wasn't saying it's bad. You don't want to do it. I'm just saying that if you're not going to do it, why not pick people with ridiculous accents too? <laughs> or so you definitely don't have to. Or if you're a literal fucking time traveller from across space time, you could just be English. I blame Russet. He was the one who set the location for the character. Yeah, which means she's from she's from period New Orleans. Ah, which period? This period, 1925. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I was going to say. You're Peggy is 16... short for Pegasus. You're from 1637. You're an illiterate... Uh, <laughs> he's picked was... up to travel through time with, like Dr. Bloody Who from the 1950s. It, it's, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, it doesn't really... I never kind of, like... Idiot, why don't you travel to the future and get guns? Lots of guns. Um... So as you are congregating, Chai is there, Rebecca is there, Etienne says hello to you both. Hey, Etienne. This is my friend Peggy, Peggy LeBlanc. She will be joining you. Uh, As you were talking about getting allies, um, I figured it would be a good idea if I pulled in one of mine. Hey, Peggy, how much has he told you? Um, Um, I've briefed her on most, most things. Yeah. Yes. Um. The, I've I've uh, come prepared. She says, sort of lightly patting the uh, the the very large, heavy looking, heavy looking handbag. 
Ah. What color did you say your hair was, Nino? Uh, brown. I was just yeah, looking for a picture. Chartreuse. You can be this sexy lady. I'm not making you a new token. I mean, I, mean, I was going to... I was just looking for a picture of a hat. So, give me a bit. <laughs> you can okay, well, send me a picture if you find one. Your picture. Uh, Etienne smiles. Um, I am going to stay with you on your trip to Cairo, but there's only so much I can do. He gestures at the time clock with this. You know, it's very good for moving through space and time, but only really if I'm doing it. Like I said yesterday, I don't really want to try and move the entire group of you through the clock, because if you wade them in your concentration for even the smallest amount of time, you will fall out of the clock and get shredded by space and time. Or time and space. I tell you what, if we get to a point where we're going to lose and the whole of humanity is either going to die or be enslaved, that's the point when you can try and move us and then drop us and we can all be shredded in a nice painless way instead of being enslaved forever under the Alpha Dep. Why don't you move us all back in time one at a time? We could try that, but then that means the Hounds of Tindalos will start getting frisky as I move back and forward through the same point in space-time. You like them. Uh, that really seems like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me. The time block is them, but not uh. my <sighs> Grumble, grumble, grumble. And, and to answer your point, Chai, if we get to the point where the world is about to end, we will all just go and join my friend Titus in Elysium and... Um, Come up with a plan B. Oh, I didn't realise that was even vaguely possible, but... I mean, I don't suspect any of you to survive the journey to an <laughs> Try it. Okay, well, there, there are worse suggestions floating around. Okay. Um. Welcome to the team, so Peggy. The we save the world? <laughs> well, we're trying to make that plan, as you well know. But you also know it's kind of a long shot. All my stuff is on this planet. Yeah, so um, be proactive, like That's we are. Or Peggy, I know, I know. I, I'm not I, criticizing. I'd almost, I'd almost wish he told me about this sooner. I, I say, giving him like a stare. But you know how he is about. Oh, you has to be at the right time, causality, and ugh, I roll. <laughs> I couldn't tell you about what was going on until it was the correct point in time, or I risked having you pop out of existence. That wouldn't be very useful. I mean, it would be jolly. It, 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 it would be. It would be damn uh, uh, inconvenient. That, that's for certain. So, time a month ago, when Jack tried to steal the time clock, and um, it was a whole exciting um, adventure through space and time to not have the moon implode. Let me guess, it didn't happen, though, because it got prevented, so we don't need to know any details. He just smiles and doesn't say anything. Or you're just pulling our legs. I'm pretty sure you're just pulling our legs, because Jack's a good boy now. He helps us and stuff. I trust Jack. I, I, I give you, I give you a, a small side eye nod. Uh, there there <laughs> are other like, Jacks. I'm not all legs. Jacks. <laughs> There is also that. You could be the contiguent. Contiguent. We. He, I, however, I won't mention the pile of uh, Jack KD skulls that he's got. on call of the Titanic. It's a callback. It's a callback. 
Or was it he kept giving someone? Chows. 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 Yeah, Chows. Remember that? That was so much fun. Just occasionally handing Chow another copy of his skull. They're used in several productions of Hamlet. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is Mitch. Mitch, you have just come up from below after inspecting the supplies and the um, lovely machine guns, and you see a crowd of people, Rebecca, Jack, Chai, Etienne, and um, Peggy, standing in the hallway. Oh, they seem to have... uh, Hello, everyone. Um... Who are these two? We've made new friends, I say. You know who Etienne is. You've met Etienne before. Weird time traveling o'clock. <laughs> yeah. You haven't met this lovely young lady he's brought with him. <laughs> you've, you've met Etienne before, however, you are a drinker. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Mitch, <laughs> uh, this is my companion, Miss. LeBlanc, who will be joining you and us on our journey to Egypt. Ah, well, very good to have you on board. Uh, you know. So. Uh, oh! This is, this is Mitch, Mrs. Vanderbilt's personal cook. I say, I, I say, oh, uh, that's, that's quite a interesting talent to bring to the, to bring to a um, uh, expedition such as this. Well, yes, unfortunately, uh, uh, the uh, kind of l- missed. Let's say, just missed my uh, my boat. Like uh, I was on a boat, and then I wasn't on a boat, and then I had to kind of hang out with these guys until I found uh, new transport, and then I got and got wrapped up in air. All of this and gestures them all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that sort of thing. Is the uh, uh, getting wrapped up in things is often how these things start. Um, estimate the power. Of having a good chef along. Mitch has saved the day several times so far. Well, I look forward to sharing uh, a few recipes with you, Mitch. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure we can trade some. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I can. Uh, we can trade some culinary stories. Oh, absolutely! I mean, like uh, my favorite is aspect. That's the thing. I am going. I want to find new, new, exciting recipes of aspect. I. <laughs> if you actually say that, my my oh, face almost everything being aspects. <laughs> I I look forward to seeing Mitch's latest aspic creation. I'm sure it will be delightful. Uh, I'm less <laughs> sure. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> I'm not a cultist. I just like aspic. <laughs> Maybe it could be used to protect things from curses. I don't know. <laughs> does does aspic have warding properties? <laughs> only, only in that it will ward away anybody from the from the mess room. <laughs> it feels like it should. <laughs> but yes, anyway, guys, um, I've I've uh, studied all. I've gone over and checked all of our supplies are on board and all the foods there and uh, everything's uh, properly put together. Um, and uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. 
All good. <clears throat> That's well, good. Then, uh, I guess we're ready, about as ready as we can be for our departure to um, Egypt. I, I, Tantietti, are you staying, or you, or do you need to go? Uh, I'm. I will be here when I need to be. I have places I'm going to be, and then I will come back at the correct time when I should be here. I, I, I give. I give him a slightly long-suffering look. Like, well, Great. Just make, well, just just remember to take my suitcase out of the clock before you disappear this time. Did you bring your suitcase into the clock? Of course, I brought my suitcase. You asked. You asked me. To, you asked me to come. You told me to pack. There's a small suitcase it's oh, near the door. Fine, I'll go and retrieve your suitcase. <laughs> my magical wondrous time vehicle. Hmm. Uh, at this point, Mitch, not Mitch, Matteo and Thomas, you arrive back and find everyone else in the lounge. Uh, Thomas and Matteo are just laden <laughs> down with bling. Yeah, they're laying down for bling. They've got like silver anks falling out the wazoo. True. Oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we couldn't carry them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where's that doctor you hired? <laughs> they have a oh. box a crate full of eight anks. And you find everyone else. Rebecca, are you doing anything? You're being quiet and gnarl in the corner, so I'm going to come and pick on you. Uh, I'm here. We're just having a chat at the moment, I think. You are. Now that you want to go and scootle off and take care of? Uh, oh, well, if we're at the point, I was thinking of doing some more, trying to gather supplies and stuff. But then if... Um... Well, the boys have just got back with the pack. Yeah. So maybe we want to sort out the... Anks first. Well, bear in mind the anks. It takes twenty days of doing stuff to them a bit each day, so we okay. do need to start it soon. Mm. Yes. Talk to each other. Well, I guess I should make more introductions with more people. <laughs> so, so Peggy, this is Tom. He's very important to me. I will literally die if he does. <laughs> yeah, so we're, 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 I'm not quite I like him, but I will just die. Um, we have quite the bond. <laughs> I, I sort of, I, I, I. There's a brief moment where I think, "Oh, that sounds lovely." Um, do, do I know my I, deadpan expression? <laughs> can I, can I credit rating first of all to see if I recognise the world famous athlete? You can credit rating. <laughs> Jesus. You credit rating, I think. Um, wow, she she she's... <laughs> there is in this room. Uh, I need a list. There is Thomas Kennedy, the world famous gold medalist winning athlete. There is Matteo Romero, famed travel writer, Felix Walker's right hand man. Do I write? Is... That's what all the newspapers were calling you back in England. So. Um... Uh, well, you do write, but you're illiterate, so the words don't really make sense. <laughs> yeah, I just like to put letters next to each other. <laughs> it's, it's it's a hobby. You don't. It's it's not really writing. <laughs> yeah, lots of people think it's a cipher, but it's not. 
Then there is Rebecca Corley, the uh, uh, world-famous travel writer for The Times, who, you know, likes to travel the world, writing about interesting places for The Times of London. Then there is Chai T, who is quite well-renowned in the world of archaeology for being a um, locator of lost artefacts, which she then totally sells to museums. Mm. And that's all the famous people you recognise. Which is um, everyone except Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've just got this Jack guy. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I'm... So it's like first of first of all it's like oh wait I know who you are and that's I've read about you in the newspapers and I that what wasn't your character supposed to be like getting married or something Flinty? Yeah, I have a fiance. Yes, I was like wait I've read about you in the papers I know who your fiance is that's not your fiance oh and your oh and oh and the look on. My uh, uh, mm. okay. literally <laughs> die. <laughs> I literally die. Um, I mean, this does explain things. Thomas is clearly eloped with his Japanese um lover to get out of his <laughs> I marriage. Like, I was like, hmm. Uh, well, uh, nice to see one of my national sports heroes here. If even this is weird, um. And uh, yes, I, I I sort of greet all of you, all of you in turn. It's like uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, very nice to meet you all. I'm hopeful I can assist in this endeavor because you know the alternative is much worse. Do you know how to <laughs> play plane? Says uh, Walter as he walks in. No, is that important? Well, it would have been useful if you did, because then we could have gone back to plan get to Egypt faster. Oh, I, I felt that if... Uh, I, I, I feel like if I knew how to fly a plane, that would have been a severe case of deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> you don't happen to know anyone called uh, Bugo, who's a pilot? <laughs> or, or how about Sego? What about Nugo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, need, we need a pilot. Nugo. Anyway, welcome aboard, Miss LeBlanc. He hands you a key. This is the key to your room. You're next door to Thomas. Um, first, second, first door on the right down that corridor. He points. Very well. I will go and uh, unpack. I'll join you again in a moment. I will. I will go to my room and unpack all of my things. Okay. Peggy scootles off to unpack. Walter smiles like um. Just to say, everything's on board, so we're ready to leave on the tide tomorrow morning at 3am. Uh, I would suggest everyone stay on board. If you've left anything in the hotel, let me know, and I'll send a boy to collect it. Uh, uh, yes, the bed. We're not stealing the hotel's bed, Jack. Yes, Rebecca? There's a couple more things I need, so I could just run my list by you, or go and get it if it's something the harbour master might have. Um, come down to my office, and we'll have a look at your list. And uh, Walter and Rebecca scootle off downstairs. What are you buying, Rebecca? Um, looking through my list of bits and bobs. So, Rebecca's like, I need this <laughs> icon of Cthulhu bought on board. <laughs> uh, various herbs is all it says. 
So I don't know. We could probably get various herbs. I thought Mitch has got plenty of those. Uh, I will send a boy to buy you the herbs you need, because if we use all of Mitch's cooking herbs for some sort of arcane ritual, Rebecca, he's going to be very grumpy with us. <laughs> I imagine so. You'll be uh, like, it was used all of the time! And you'll be like, I used it for magic! <laughs> Of all the rituals, of all the herbs used during a ritual, the one is time. Fair, I'd time. be furious. Time's awesome. I love it. Mm. You, just, you just have you just have Etienne stick his head back in and go. Did someone call? It's like, no. <laughs> no, not, <you. laughs> not not that kind of time. <laughs> we brought the boxes with us, didn't we? In the end, uh, they're still in the hotel. I thought yeah, we'd. Conf- I thought we'd decided that we were taking them closer. They're in the hotel here in Hong Kong. No, no, I meant closer as in, like, to Egypt. Yes, well, yes they're not going on this boat. You are going right, to... Okay, but they are going to be brought on at some point. No, no, you haven't told Walter to go and get them. I could have sworn we did last you just game. said, is there anything left in the hotel you would like him to ship to the boat? Okay, in which case, after he's done with Rebecca... I will ask him to get the boxes because I'm pretty sure that's what we all agreed. Yeah, you did decide you were going to take them to Egypt, but you hadn't told Walter that yet. Okay. He still thinks they're being left here. I'm glad I said something I thought was redundant then. Hey, what happens to our magic escape boxes, right, if the boat sinks? Then the magic escape boxes are on the bottom of the sea. So we can, we, I we mean, can... most of them are made of wood, aren't they? They'll float. Amazing! You use your magic escape box, and then you're just like floating in the middle it's, of an endless sea of blue. It's what. Well, so, so what your plan here is is that you need to fit, put in the magic escape box a collapsible oar, a small, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, short, uh, long wave radio transmitter for call for help. Basically, turn it into an escape pod. Well, <laughs> I asked. I asked if we could put snacks in it, and Russet said no. No, we already have, though. We put snacks in them and bottles of water. Yeah, you've got bottles of water and snacks. <laughs> it just isn't much. You need to leave space for your... You. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah. Collapsible oil might be pushing it. <laughs> yes, yes, Craig, that's what it's for. Rebecca? Hello. So you want herbs? Walter will acquire your herbs. Okay. Oh. Uh, some bird feathers, I guess. Raven or crow, but it depends if we can get them... Depends what animals might be. He can get you those. Yeah, fine. Raven, crow. Mm-hmm. Would you like a eagle, dragon scale? I'm sure I can find someone to sell us one of them. Yeah, sure. I think it might be fake. <laughs> it's not real. But... <laughs> and a couple of silvery balls. Um, you yeah. love that moonlight spell. Oh, yeah. Walter makes a list, and he'll send one of the sailors to the market to get you your stuff. Excellent. The silver balls you get are a pair of those ones with the little chimes in that you wiggle around in your hand and go ching, ching, ching. Mm-hmm. Um, balls. Ah, Chinese worry balls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just making me think of Rimmer World now. Okay. Nice. What are you doing once you're done with Walter, Rebecca? Uh, once I'm done with Walter, I will make sure all my stuff is unpacked. Uh, wonder why Mitch is in my room. I'm not sure if that's real or not. 
Creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I <laughs> guess I'll stumble upon you at some point um, and wander around the ship. You're looking for Mitch? Uh, no, uh, I just thought if I was in my room, because I see Mitch's token is there. So if Mitch is waiting for me, then I might encounter him. <laughs> Mitch's token is in the lounge. Not on my screen. Oh, there we go. He's over here. Yeah, on my <laughs> he's screen. Not your, he's not lurking in your wardrobe. No, on my screen. The token <laughs> it, it is now. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, now, now that you've, um, now that you've uh, said it, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe that Mitch, is right. Maybe so. Mitch, Mitch, will you stop being a sex pest for five fucking minutes? <laughs> Apparently not. You can't, you can't turn around and he's wanking in someone's wardrobe. <laughs> And otherwise looking around the ship as well, I'll get familiar with the layout. You're getting familiar with the layout. Okay. Um, Chai is going to go see uh, Walter. Jack, is there anything you want to do? Mm. Or would you like to... Would you take your uh, cupboard for a Mitch or, you know... <laughs> oh, God. No, it's all right. I left mothballs in there. They keep him out. Um, I assume everyone who's going to cast Ankh spell has claimed an Ankh. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah uh, you, you can all add one silver Ankh to your character sheet. You I, will have to put your hand up and be like, I'll do the spell each day that you're doing the spell. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think I can lose 25 points of power. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you, you can have the Ankh, and we've taught you how to... Well, you were... You missed the first session. We've taught everybody how to use it. Yes, so you just won't yes. be as effective at it. But like, well, it's imbued. It won't do anything. It's just an ank. You need to yeah. imbue it with the pal. Um, uh, just out of interest, so out of out of like character. What's a good power? What's like a normal power level? Yeah. Anything over sixty is decent, basically. Okay, so seventy-one is all right. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Yeah, that that would it would drop me to fifty. <laughs> Which which feels like a bad thing for me personally. Fifty I mean, is what got Tommy, no Timmy, killed via oh. four failed power rolls because Nyala, he had fifty in it. Nyalathotep wants to kill me specifically. I see. I'm at forty, which is why I'm not doing this. He sure is grumpy with you, Jack. Uh, yeah, I've I've long passed the window where I can be like, ha ha, I was working for you all along, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel uh, like that might be true. We definitely, definitely at least a severely raised eyebrow if I try that. Mm. I brought you the human traitors. <laughs> <laughs> and you're one of them, I can see. <laughs> Yay! Um, no, I, I just, uh, I don't think there was anything I had in mind to do. You're just gonna enjoy this luxurious floating hotel boat you found yourself on. Um, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll explore just to make sure I know where everything is. That's what I'll do. I'll wander around the boat. You're having a wander around the boat. Uh, that makes sense David, to me. Same as Rebecca. Are you? Floating around the engine rooms and everything. Rebecca, you and Rebecca are having an explore. You'll, yeah. You bump into each other in the engine room. I'll come back to you both in a moment. Uh, Thomas, is there anything you would like to do? D- I don't think so. 
I think I've got everything I need. Obviously, I'd, I'm, I'm in. Once Peggy settled, I'm interested in knowing what she, her specialty is. What is she bringing to the group, sort of thing? Okay, so you're going to ambush Peggy when she comes back out. She said she was coming back here, so yeah, yeah. So, Matteo, is there anything you would like to do before the boat leaves Hong Kong? Yeah, as the I guess person who's been doing this shit for long um i should probably also check out our new um person and see what they're bringing okay so you're going to talk to peggy too what about you mitch you're going to go take over the galley <laughs> yeah i mean it's either that or drill a peephole between uh, my cabin oh. and jacks um <laughs> why mine <laughs> <laughs> no um, next to him he's not going to see any interesting action on the rear deck <laughs> oh god it's turned into a fucking carry on film um, <laughs> carry on sailing here we go <laughs> I mean for some reason there's now a six foot tall picture of Mitch on the wall of your uh, cabin and he can slide the little thing aside to his eyes match up so look out. oh christ alive um what are you doing, Mitch? Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, uh, actually, to be honest, I wouldn't mind getting... Um, I have trust issues. So, um, particularly on boats. I don't trust any people on boats anymore. So I think this Peggy person, I want to just kind of hang out there and... I might go and get some coffee first and, you know, settle everyone down, calm their nerves, make them feel at ease. Okay, roll me some cooking. You make some coffee? Uh, right, so I will go and be Chai and Walter first, and then I'll come back to the group of you in the lounge. So, Chai, you find Walter at his desk. He's um, reading a telegram and making notes in a ledger, and he looks up. Uh, Miss T, how can I help? Hey, Walter, I remembered one last thing we probably need to bring in from the hotel. Okay. Uh, the, the, the boxes. We, we, we wanted to bring the boxes with us across to Egypt, I believe. Oh, very well. I thought we were going to leave them in the hotel. I will have them moved here. The the problem is if we leave them in the hotel, there's the very large chance that if we fail and have to go poof to the boxes, we won't get back in time to actually, you know, stop him. That is a valid concern, Miss T. Very well. I will have your boxes transported aboard the ship. Thank you, Walter. You are an absolute treasure. I'll put them in cargo hold too. Wonderbar. So there are four boxes, right? And that sounds right. Mm. Oh, there only needs to be three. Oh. What shall I do with Hugo's box? Uh, I... I mean, I'll just pile all of Hugo's effects in it until we can return them to his next of kin. No, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to burn Hugo's box? I think that's a very, very, very good idea. Okay, I will burn Hugo's box. Um... And put the ashes overboard. I'll just stick it on the dock side, because we haven't left yet, and burn it there. <laughs> that's 
No, no, make sure he ends up in salt water. (laughs) I will burn it and then have the ashes tossed into the ocean. Okay. Thank you, Walter. Do I need to go and buy anyone else a new box? Not until we get to Egypt. (laughs) Shrug? Um, Not yet, I don't think. Um, I mean, we don't even know if this newbie's going to want to learn the thing, and I don't think anyone currently else on the team wants to. So, yeah, I think... Do you want a box, Walter? Do you know how to do one? I have a box. Oh, good, good, you have a box. (laughs) I'm not telling you where the box is located, Miss... Well, I'm guessing it's back in New York. That would be the sensible thing. It's in the Vanderbilt estate in Halifax. Yeah, <laughs> that one then. If it all goes Pete Tong, I'm going home to Mrs. Vanderbilt and her magic powers. You have no idea how tempted I am to ask you to just ship my box there, but... Like, yeah, I think no. we discussed this. You're then in the situation where your box is like 60, you know... Stacked with things on top and below it inside yeah. the cargo hold of a ship. Yeah. Need to be there to do it in person, really, to be safe. Which means surviving this ordeal, which makes it all a bit redundant. Right. You're okay. Hey, Walter, uh, if you manage to get away and we don't, remember us fondly. <laughs> I will at least remember you. us. <laughs> I will certainly uh, remember you, Misty. Aw. For, for the think. remaining ten hours, the world exists. <laughs> I suspect a certain subset of people are going to be drinking space mead, binding Biagis, <laughs> and just fucking off out of here. Just enough time to bake a souffle. But yes, Bye. thank you very much, Walter. Okay. See you later. Bye. Oh, before you go, Miss T. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you order three hundred pounds of gunpowder green? Out of character. Should I have any idea what he's talking about? No, you've never heard of this before. I have literally no idea what you're talking about, Walter. Well. Sorry, I received a note from you asking me to order you three hundred pounds of green tea. Well, it wasn't even an order. You sent a box ordering me to bring it onto the ship. No, I did not do this. Shall we go and check what's in this box? Let's go check what's in this box. Maybe taking literally everybody else with us as we encounter them. He reaches under his desk and pulls out a shotgun and is like, yes, let's go have a look. Yeah. <laughs> I've done this before, and I'm just double-checking everything we bought on board. Good plan. Uh, I um, enjoy how this game has, has chronicled, you know, Walter turning from, like, you know, um, uh, a mild-mannered factotum into, like, the the band manager from Metalocalypse. <laughs> He bloody well is at this point, isn't he? That's my bread and butter you're fucking with. <laughs> I think I've seen that. Oh, amazing, Craig. Uh, You'd love it. Death clock, death clock. Death clock, death clock. 
Um, so, Rebecca and Jack, you've been exploring the ship, getting used to everything that is on the map, and you bump into each other as you're both being nosy in the engine room. <laughs> They'll never discover that. Oh, hi, Rebecca. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely um, meant to be here. <laughs> yes, me too, I say. I'm glad, I'm glad that we're both in a place that we should be with no visible ulterior motives. <laughs> Shall we carry on our days and um, not mention that we've seen each other here at any point? Not mention what? Exactly. Having this conversation slightly more normally... Um, <laughs> Oh, hello, I, uh, I say, looking up from whatever weird bit of the engine I'm looking at. Hello. It, I quite like this ship. It's very modern. You're both probably used to, like, coal ships, which, you know, down here would be covered in coal dust. But this is all sleek, and their engines are run by oil. It's so clean. I wonder how they get the coal in. I don't think it's a coal ship. That would explain it. Can I help? Says a gentleman behind you both. Ah, hello. <laughs> ah, passengers. Sorry. Um, it's Miss Causey and Mister Cady. Uh, that's right. Hello, and you are? I'm the engineer. Ah. Um. Did Did Russett not give you a name? My name is Robert Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> did Russett Did Russett make that name up right now? No, Russet was looking for the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert, uh, lovely to meet you. What a wonderful ship you have here. It is quite nice. It's nice to be on something so modern. Yeah, did, oh, tell me about it. I did most of my apprenticeship on old cold steamers um, during the transatlantic one. So uh, landing this gig is nice. Uh, he pats uh, the engine fondly. This thing can get us up to about 35 knots if we push it all the way. Though our general cruising speed is about 25... 27? How fast is 35 knots? Oh, 65 kilometres an hour. Quite fast for a boat. It is. Um, Sounds very fast, even. I'm not sure I can go that fast. (laughs) Let's not not quibble. So how, um, has, how has it been sort of since our group last was here? Has it been smooth sailing? It's been smooth sailing, though. We've been ping-ponged back and forth across the South China Sea and the Indian Ocean. Like, we were on our way to Egypt, and then we got told to go to Australia, and then we got told to redivert to Shanghai. Quite what Mrs. Vanderbilt has you all doing, I don't know. But um, we finally caught up with you. Yes, it's it's good to be aboard for the first time. Yes, welcome on board, Mr. Katie. You're Mrs. Vanderbilt's occult expert, I believe? I mean, uh, yes, yes. I. That is approximately what I am. He, he, he pulls out a piece of paper. No, we got given a crib sheet on um, all of you, so Miss Causey is Mrs. Vanderbilt's Times reporter. Yeah, right. Apparently, I'm... that's the thing. I'm desperately, I'm desperately trying to peep at this bit of paper without making it too obvious that I'm doing it. I want to see what she's written about all of us. <laughs> uh, 
Um, he smiles and he holds out the uh, piece of paper to you. <laughs> I smile weakly and I, I quickly read through it. <laughs> I'll have a look. Curiosity is catching. Hang on, I'm going to have to just type this into a. Yeah, he's going to make it up now. Uh, I've got half of it written, but I haven't finished it in the break. Um, right, in the lounge, Peggy, you return to find Matteo, Mitch, and Thomas waiting to greet you. Talk to each other. Well, it's lovely to meet you, Peggy. I've made some coffee and cakes here for you, so please do help yourself. Yes, um, <laughs> I I wasn't exactly expecting anyone. <laughs> uh, well, I, I was expecting someone, but not... Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> like, um, exactly. I just realised I was muted. Um, I, I tuck into the cakes and the coffee quite uh, excitedly, um, picking through several of them. Um, until I find the perfect cake. Um, I, well, uh, my name is Peggy. I'm, uh, you could say I'm, I've always had a interest in the unusual and as oh. is the way of things, um, <laughs> as is the way of things, uh, sometimes the unusual things when you go looking for them, find you first. Um, yeah, don't I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yes, I I sort of became somewhat a, of a researcher and a studier of these strange things. Um, I ended up uh, meeting Etienne, and they uh, certainly taught me far more than I probably at this point wish I knew. Um, but sadly, one uh, one can't live in ignorance. Um, oh, one can try. Uh, um. <laughs> I mean, I certainly envy those who do. Um, it's uh, uh, so yes, I, uh, I I guess I can I can lend my knowledge and uh, and my abilities in that regard. Uh, I wave an arm and say, "Fine, I just." Ask that uh, you don't overdo it. I, I, I've seen what happens to people who overdo it. That's a yes. good start. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, um, yes, so... Um, yes, I say I, I've... I've I, I sort of lift up the hand. Uh, I lift up sort of my handbag, and um, I bring out a couple of books. I think some of which people will recognise. Russet from the covers. Uh, um, um, probably not. No, none of them have read either of these books or seen them because the people who have these books are part of Yogg so they're downstairs in Walter's safe. Uh, okay. Uh, Oh, it's on the back story. Um, oh yes. Well, I I bring out a couple of weird looking books. It's like um, you know I've I've been doing my own studies and things. Um, hopefully, hopefully, some uh, hopefully at least some of this will come in use. Oh, I kind of avert my eyes and I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah, sure, good luck with that. Um. I I 
I kind of just look a little bit puzzled at you. It's like, you know, surely someone who's involved in this level of weird tomfoolery must be no, have some knowledge of the weird tomfoolery themselves is my sort of look that I give you. And that's uh, why he's not looking. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, is the smart one. I notice <laughs> the look and say, uh, Miss... Uh, uh, LeBlanc. LeBlanc. <laughs> Do you understand why I am still alive? I take it you're going to tell me. It's because my character doesn't do much. <laughs> I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I nod. I say, well, I can understand your hesitance. Um, I found if one is sensible, one can uh, not bite and, and not bite off more than one can chew. You can. Um, it's it's all about you know as they say moderation. Um, but yep. if uh, but if you know I, I I would never try to uh, I would never try to uh, force someone to do something they didn't wish to do. Of course, um, everyone but... thinks they're sensible. Yeah, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mo- most people use that in moderation thing to refer to like drinking or the cigar at Christmas, yeah. not not blackest sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> I try to limit myself to the grey sorcery. <laughs> just, just one hole punched in time and space a year. <laughs> a I suppose um, something I'd ask you, Mister LeBlanc, is um, what what do you think you're here for? I mean, what what do you think we're doing? Who the hell do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing on my boat? Um. Well, as I understand it, you've. As I understand it, we're dealing with a um, a rather large cultish uprising, which could threaten human, threaten uh, global civilization. As I understand it, someone That's... someone used the N word. Um, Nyal of the tap. I mean, fucking hell! Wow. Yeah, we knew okay. it. I hadn't thought that through. It's quite clear. I'm pretty sure I already did earlier. Aroni, you know how you have your outtakes file? You normally put like other people in it. Put yourself in it. Write the time down. Group descends into giggles. Arona and Rebecca, to interrupt the jocularities, um, if you look in the character folder, you'll see there is a new handout for you both. Ooh. Carry on, Peggy. Um, well, someone it was someone else was speaking, I think, or something. <sighs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, so we're trying, we're trying, we, yeah, we are dealing with the cult, and they, they threaten humanity, um, take it as literal as that. It is, we're not understating that in the slightest. I, I, yes, no. I, I these, I, I know that uh, you know that it's it's basically a, uh, a constant game of tug of war with these groups, um, and it's down to people like us to be the only people who don't let go of the rope at the other end. Um, I think right, that, don't I, 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 the metaphor. 
Well, right, <laughs> right, 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 well, actually, no. This is this is this is me vamping because Russet. How much do I know? Um, like, how much has Etienne briefed me in terms of which cults? Etienne has told you that's why he gave you nameless cults. You're up against the cults that worship the dark being known as Nyarlathotep under a variety of different names, who are spread across the world doing murders. Mm. Um. So yes, I do know which cult it is then. Um, okay. Um, I yes, I I am. I I am. I appear to be fully briefed in uh, what what which <laughs> you know whose cult whose cult is it this time? Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, basically. Uh, I I I, I like I like. <laughs> like many of your other recent compatriots, you you don't have to go through the. <laughs> we decided we'd we decided we'd skip the uh, fifty tons of sanity loss all in one go <laughs> around this time. Yeah, I suppose the other thing to realise is um, we only have three months to complete our mission. If we don't, then that risk to humanity thing that that pops off. Ah. Did, so, uh, did, did Etienne mention the time limit, Russet? Yeah, he did not mention the January the fourteenth time limit. Uh, there is a uh, so my 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 previous uh, my previous um, like uh, you know excitement and what uh, you know sort of like oh yes you know we'll we'll, we'll stop these ruffians and whatnot look uh, slightly falters at this point. Yes. Like, it's enough to make you roll your sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet you. Uh, uh, I I definitely kind of look a little bit. Oh, well, he failed to mention that part. Oh, you're in now. So. <laughs> yes, but it's at this right. point that Walter and Chai stick their heads into the loud and Walter's like ah. Um, sorry to bother you all. Could we borrow all of you and bring a weapon? Is everything okay? We haven't even left the dock. What's going on? <laughs> we don't know. Just do it, please. I was being Important. diligent, and apparently Miss T has ordered £300 of gunpowder green tea, which she never did. So I thought we'd just go and check that crate isn't full of a bomb or... I don't know, the dark shadow of an avatar or something. But me and Chai decided, rather than going alone into the dark, creepy cargo hold, we'd take all of you with us, with guns. Walter, you're becoming genre-aware. Um, can I just go past my, my, um, my cabin first? Yeah, yeah, we can indeed go past your cabin first, Mitch. What would you like to collect? Yeah, no, he wants to wank in a wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll believe the stress somehow, I guess. <laughs> one, one final go. Oh, I, I came across a nice uh, nice um, machine gun, which might, you know, you wanted guns? This is guns. Uh, Mitch is just there with a tripod mounted Vickers machine gun under his arm now. Is that uh, going like, to right. ruin the boat if you um, fire it inside? No, it shouldn't actually have the stopping power to penetrate the hull. Okay, okay. I mean, the bullets will ricochet off everything. So maybe 
keep that as a last reserve, Mitch. Yeah. Maybe I've got Bubbles too, so I can just use that. You have Bubbles too? I do have Bubbles too. Look at my inventory. You do have Bubbles too. How did you get Bubbles too? Well, I found it on the beach when she died. Oh, and you just kept it all this time? Yeah. How is that not a cursed artifact at this point? <laughs> well, I've got many interesting things in my inventory. I've got Hugo's revolver. You do have bubbles too, you little shit. You've been carrying around yeah. bubbles too all this time. Did you did you not notice him setting all those meals with a shotgun under his arm? I forgot he had bubbles too, the electric boogaloo. <laughs> Right, as you lot make your way down to the hold, in the engine room, Cat and Jack, you've got the list. The engineer, Mr. Greenwood, just gave you. I skim read it, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm, yes, uh, uh-huh. I seem a little disappointed at the end. I'm like, oh, well, um, that's, that's pretty spot on, actually. Were you expecting something else, Mr. Katie? I mean, it's just an appraisal of who you all are. No, so no, no. Who's? Well, I, I suppose it's fine. I still sound a little put out. And sorry, um, we just got handed this thing when we were told you were all coming on board, so we'd know who you are and um, what you meant to Mrs. Vanderbilt's investigation. Well, excellent. Um, We will try and keep out of your hair as much as possible, though I must say I would like, if at all possible, a peep at these engines while they're, you know, in full thrust. Sorry, I, I was trying to think of a word that wasn't thrust and my brain wasn't working. We're leaving at 3 a.m., so, but most of that will be like navigating out of the harbour and down the river. If you come down here shortly after breakfast, we'll be at uh, full steam heading out into the ocean. Oh, that sounds delightful. I, I love the sight of a big engine. Are you just humouring me now, Mr. Cady? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, it's just that my player character, my player is having trouble thinking of words today uh, for some reason. <laughs> So everything sounds a bit sucky when it's actually not. I know that feeling. <laughs> well, it was lovely to meet you both, and it, you're welcome to come down and see the engines in full operation too. Hmm. Um, well, when everything is up and running, we would normally ask you to come down to the bottom of one of the staircases and wait there for one of us to come and... Uh, oh, yes. Collective. For safety, of course. You wouldn't want us crushed by a piston or anything. <laughs> Mrs. Vanderbilt would actually kill you. Mrs. Vanderbilt... Mrs. Vanderbilt... Dr. Vanderbilt would probably turn up and give us a going. A right ticking off. <laughs> yeah, right, a right going over whatever that entails. No one no one, no one, one likes angry Dr. Vanderbilt because we've got one of our friends killed. <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Vanderbilt as well. Or Roger will turn up. Ticking the box. <laughs> I, remember, I remember how angry he was when he finally caught up with Mrs. Vanderbilt while she was heavily pregnant and she was going on adventures still. Making notes. Oh, go on. Tell me more about that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's enough. I say, waving my hand in the general direction of the notebook. <laughs> uh, let me just take that notebook, Miss Corsi, and toss it into this boiler. <laughs> Got to make a living, right? 
The yes, gossip it's, column. <laughs> it, it's the deading that comes afterwards that I'm worried about. <laughs> It, 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 it's, you, you submit your uh, stories for publication uh, only to be told that the new editor, Mrs. Vanderbilt, will be going over them all. She's very mad. <laughs> she would like to see you in her New York office. Oh, yes, she bought the newspaper. <laughs> oh, didn't you do that, now? You just bought a publishing company just to yes. publish a book. He did. Maybe. <laughs> no, no one wants to publish my weird occult book. I know what I'll do. Oh, look, everyone wants the book. It's a bestseller. <laughs> it just reminds me of that bit in Red Dwarf where, where Lister, when Rich produces his own album that nobody wants to listen to, so he personally buys three million copies. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's a New York Times bestseller in the fact that <laughs> the New York Times now says it's a bestseller. <laughs> Yeah, Mrs. Vanderbilt bought up enough stock to get herself onto the board of the New York Times, so um, <laughs> he gets what she wants. Freedom of the press. <laughs> That's what that means. The <laughs> <laughs> um, freedom of the press to do what its owner tells it to do. <laughs> uh, the freedom of the press to publish whatever I tell them to. <laughs> Are you right. Rupert Murdoch? <laughs> She's a Vanderbilt. She might as well be. Yeah, no. No, you're the baddies now. Oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is an elaborate Ponzi scheme to make the Vanderbilts richer. Right. Meanwhile, in the forward cargo hold, um, everyone who is in the forward cargo hold, roll spot hidden, please. That's that everyone except Jack and Rebecca who are in the rear cargo hold. So, Rebecca, uh, do you ever feel like you've uh, you've dodged a bullet, uh, possibly <laughs> literally? What are we rolling? Spot Spot hidden. 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 We may we need to wait a minute because Fox B said BRB one minute. Well, you could roll and see what happens afterwards. Uh, I just missed. It. Taking his first roll of the day, and it's a good one. A failure. I'm back. No, my first, roll of the day, my first roll of the day was a credit rating, and I passed that. Roll your spot hidden, Fox B. Spot hidden, Fox B. Spot hidden, Fox B. Oh, don't. That's basically my job. <laughs> <laughs> spot hidden, Fox B. Yeah. <laughs> Success. Usually skulking <laughs> in a uh, in a in a bathroom somewhere. Okay, success. Right, it takes a bit of searching because there's obviously there's quite a lot of boxes of supplies in here, but you eventually find a tea crate, a wooden crate with the stenciled words "Gunpowder Green Number Three on it. Um, care of Miss T, delivered to A.S. Fair Dinkum. How about we take it off the ship before we open it? And we open it with a really long pole. That's not a bad idea. But what if it's set... I don't know, what if there's a bomb in it or something that's set to go off if it's moved? Um, And it should have gone off when we brought it in, surely. Mm. Well, hopefully, whatever it is, 
it was um, set to, you know... Well, let's take it off the ship. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, give me... Mitch Thomas, do you want to carry it off yeah. the ship? Yeah, I'll help. Um. <laughs> okay. What a big, strong athlete. Sure, okay. By rolling strength or dexterity? Both of you. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Aww. I was hoping you'd both roll like critical failures. And we drop the box that says gunpowder. Yeah, and like our, our, our arms just pop off of our uh, shoulder sockets and just lean. Yeah, you both dislocate both shoulders and drop the box. But no, you you shuffle the box up to the cargo hatch. Like, this side of the hull actually opens as a big cargo hatch, and there's still a ramp down to the dock. Rebecca and um, Jack, roll spot hidden, please. Spot hidden, you say? Spot hidden? Why is Jack now Cockney? It's uh, infectious. And <laughs> terminal. On yourself. I see nothing. Rebecca? Oh, Nal said BRB. Oh, okay. I'll roll for Rebecca. Consider yourself. Uh, <sighs> I think you that might was... be I think you might be rolling to yourself. I did roll to myself and I rolled the wrong skill. I rolled her expense account. This will give me better eyes. <laughs> right, uh, Jack, you have not noticed. I think we'll continue to not notice. <laughs> You've been distracted by your box, Jack. It's here on board. Mm. You're like, they've been loaded into this cargo hold with your luggage. <laughs> so you, Rebecca, have just like stopped to admire the magic box. You want to demonstrate your magic box to Rebecca whilst you're standing right here? You could be like, "What's this?" Poof. Wait, isn't it isn't it single use? No. no. Oh well, uh, then still no. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea. Well, it's literally a. Isn't it like a single magic point? Yeah. Uh, no, Rebecca, you and Jack did not spot everyone else no. carrying a suspicious piece of cargo onto the deck. <laughs> you, oh. You're you're just happily chatting to each other as you're making your way back up the steps. Okay. I sure hope they aren't blundering into any sort of obvious trap up there. <laughs> right, uh, you've got the big box labelled Gunpowder Number 3 Green onto the deck. Who is opening it? When you say onto the deck, do you mean onto the key side? Yeah, it's onto the key side, so it's okay. on the rocky key. Uh, we try and find the longest crowbar possible first. Like, 20 foot long. <laughs> the longest crowbar you can find is about a foot. Okay, it's not very long. Quick um, question. Yes, Peggy? Uh, this, you know, we're at a port, right? Yeah. Um, ports sometimes have to deal with dangerous materials. Mm-hmm. Is there someone on the port who is an expert in these materials that we could ask to take a look at this because we weren't expecting to find this thing which we think might be filled with explosives and they would be an expert and they could safely open the box. We'd have to go and see if there was anyone at the Harbour Master's 
We, we might also want to, in general, let the Harbour Master know we think we found an unexpected box of explosives. <laughs> Please, can you come and open it for us and maybe call the police? <laughs> Do Just you want say. to attract that much attention to yourselves, however, is the question. Oh. I mean, I remember I'm coming at this from someone who's just turned up. I'm not used to. Yeah, no, it's a good suggestion. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, you you haven't you haven't learned our way of dealing with this situation, which is to throw the most expendable member of the crew at the box. That's my suggestion, anyway. We um, find well, someone then, who's an we, expert to deal with this. I like the way you're thinking, but look, we can just look, we do a whistle. We'll get a couple of those uh, like dock hands. They come over, they open it. No harm done, right? <laughs> so you're all backing away 20 feet and getting a couple of innocent Chinese stabadors to open the box for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exploitation at <laughs> its finest. Yeah. Hashtag are we the baddies. Um, wow. The greater good. The yeah. greater good. Um, I mean, that's fine. Uh, the stabadors use a crowbar and lever off the top of the box and peer inside of it. And then look at you. All hiding twenty feet down the other end of the boat. <laughs> they look in the box again, and they one of them gestures you over. Go over and have a look. Um, it's absolutely stuffed with little pouches of fresh green tea leaves, and there's a little card on top. I read the little card. Two chai. May this comfort you. A little taste of home. Kind regards, Lin Yen Yu. Oh. Apparently it's fine. It's a gift. Apparently. To be honest, if, I, if I received a gift from Lin Yen Yu, I would check it even harder to make sure it was a bomb. <laughs> oh, she says it's a nice, kind gift. Like, take this out to the sea and destroy it. Uh, you check the box. It does appear to be full of Japanese gunpowder green tea. Well, that was a lot of something about nothing. I feel like we have to tick. We overthink a solution. (laughs) It said it was a bomb. (laughs) The green tea. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you read a thing that said gunpowder, and you thought it was (laughs) gunpowder, not gunpowder tea. No, no, we just didn't know it was meant to be on here at all, so we assumed someone was trying to bomb us. But it looks like it's not. Walter's like, well, we checked, and it's just some Japanese green tea for chai. Well, I'm glad that resolved nicely. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't a bomb. Or like, you know, a sinister egg that's going to hatch or something. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got us thinking about sinister eggs that are going to hatch. Mm. Hey, how are your eggs doing, Nido? There is that pineapple in the machine room. Oh, yeah, Craig was scared by the wireless machine room, Arona, so I've put Arthur's pineapple in the machine room. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I like Arthur's pineapple. It's It's a really menacing-looking token. <laughs> It's just a pineapple. It's just that it's made out of, like, you know, explosives. And yeah, Richard's character made it, so it is probably due to explode at some point. Look, the air pineapple is here. I'm very confused. 
<laughs> uh, don't explain. Anyway. Yeah, Nina, you missed the explanation. Right. Um, you Do you take your gift from Miss Lenyu back on board, Chai? Yeah, yeah. After checking it thoroughly for any dark objects. Do we have yeah. a Geiger counter? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it honestly appears to just be a crate of Japanese green tea. Honestly, uh, honestly, if if I was there, what I would do is uh, um, just take all the tea out of the box, leave the box behind, because it's probably one of them magic Cthulhu boxes. Um. <laughs> yeah, suddenly Miss Lin Yu appears on the box. She's on fucking board, covered in tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, that's not a terrible suggestion. A thought, but even. But I'm not there, so I didn't have it. And by proxy, just because you've uttered it now, we're not even allowed to think of it. I'll let you have a roll, Craig. You may roll a hard intelligence. I get you rid leave, of the box. You leave the tea... You you, know, you empty the tea from the tea box and leave the box behind. <laughs> Perfect. Just give it to the poor Chinese dock worker. There you go, have a box. Probably not cursed. Uh, is anyone doing anything else before you all head to bed? Uh, I am doing the first day of a Prince Crux Ansata. I was going to quickly pop to Walter and see if I've... I've forgotten item, so I'm not sure if I've missed my chance. You can go back to item, Walter and ask for it. Yeah, yeah just um, a, a bag of sort of misc colourful crystals. He happily gets you a bag of misc colourful crystals. Even says misc with a dot on it on the bag. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, he gets you some colourful crystals. Mm-hmm. Are you going back to your room once you've got them? Yep. It's a good thing you didn't ask for assorted crystals that you end up in a bag that says crystals brackets ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Chai, you're retiring to your room to do the Prince Crocs and Sata. Yep, and before I do that, I do just say to anyone who I know or saw take an ankh earlier, remember to do it. It takes 20 days. <laughs> Is it worth us doing it together, Chai? Because it's our first time doing it, so... Shrug? <laughs> I'll do sure. mine with Chai. Your first time together. God. What will the papers say? Alone in Chai's bedroom, Rebecca is furiously scribbling away in her little book. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anyone else going to work on making a magic ank tonight? I am. No one has told me about these magic anks. You already have the spell, Nino. Ah, uh, okay. That's good. Um, I don't think so. Surely won't. I don't think I've got the power for it. Okay, Mitch and Matteo are not. Jack, are you making a Prince Crux and Sata? Um, uh, I'm I'm a say no, um, because I I don't want to be an avatar of Nyarlathep, so I need to I need to keep all those precious power nuggets as long as humanly possible. That's a lie. You want to be an avatar. You keep asking me to let you be an avatar. No, no my player wants to be an avatar of Neil Tep. 
You want to be one of the sexy ones? They're all sexy. Including the father of maggots? Yep, and the bloated woman. <laughs> oh, God. Right. You should say that. <laughs> Rebecca, Thomas, and um, Spring, who's called Chai. Mm-hmm. I know Craig's character's name, honest. Right. Chai T. Chai's incredibly real name. That's what her parents called her, honest governor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gonna remind myself how this stupid thing works. So you have 20 days, and on the last day, that's when the POW gets used. Oh, but oh, it's 20 minus the number of days equal to one fifth of a caster's int. Yeah, that's so it's a little bit complex. I forgot that bit. Right. So, your extreme, if you look at your int stat, your extreme int stat, so mm-hmm. Chai's is 20. So, Chai, yours takes eight days. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's smart, Bill. So, check what your uh, extreme int is, Rebecca and Thomas. Mm hmm. That's thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. You're just a yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're smarter than Chai. Yeah. Oh. Twenty minus that extreme int. Oh, okay. Mine takes seven days. And Chuck Rebecca, how long is yours gonna take? Four. Right. So <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, we taught you! How, can you. how do you know how to do this better than us? <laughs> right, so sometimes the, the pupil shows up the master. So that, that's how many days you have to do um, the ritual chanting over the uh, ank, and then after those days, you spend the 25 power to enchant the ank. Okay, everyone chants um, and is doing um, mysterious rituals. Uh, over the silver anks. Mysterious ritual. I have a question. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I've answered it myself. I was about, I was about to say, why don't we just get all eight anks? But then that's eight times twenty-five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, if you want to make more than one, you're welcome to do so. <laughs> what What happens when your power reaches zero, Russell? You die. You die. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now just a husk. Well, you could then burn through you. Um... But like, do you do you get a sense that your power is leaving you when you're doing this, or are you just like, oh, I'll make a dozen or so of these things, and after like the eighth one, you just drop down dead? No, you can sense your like vital essence leaving you into the device. All right, good. That's good. <laughs> Right, so, uh, Jack, what are you doing with your last evening in Hong Kong? Going to go find an opium den? Uh, why would you suggest that? Um, You're going to stay on the boat and read a book? Uh, given, you know, how the cult is abroad and all that, I'm going to stay on the boat. Okay, so, Matteo, what are you doing with your last evening in Hong Kong? Um, From Hong to Kong? Some meditation, and probably should check in with the cats. Are any cats coming with us? Mm-hmm. There are two adult cats, and they're like five kittens all on board. Mm-hmm. 
Would you like me to add kitten um, tokens to the map so you can remember you've got kittens on board? Yeah, yes. keep on forgetting where the cats are. And you've got to update them all the time so we can see where they are and what they're doing because they're lovely. Mm. Keep pinning new photos to the board in the lounge. Uh, all right, I won't check in with the cats then because I can do that when I'm back. But I will um, when I'm, when, after we've gone. But I will meditate. Well, meditation for me. Because it's been a little while. I do some extreme meditation. You reach a point of perfect zen, mm. and you transcend the bounds of mortality, and Matteo fades out of existence, oh. transitioning to a state of pure spiritual bliss. Excellent. I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to just become a mist, so I could just <laughs> observe this. <laughs> Uh, Mateo will now play the rest of the game fondly regarding creation. <laughs> um, what actually happens? Uh, you get some luck. Oh, good. I need some luck. You get 2d8 luck. You've got 10 luck. Nice. I'm assuming you're meditating in your room. Yeah, I'm just... Giving myself a good old calm down. Mitch, what are you doing? Um, I think um, I might go down to the crew room and just go and see what the uh, you know the deck hands are doing. Like if they're playing a game of cards or if they're doing anything, you know. Yeah, you go. Roll me your charm, fast talk, or... No, actually, roll me your appearance. Hang on. You want my appearance? Yes, please. Roll it. <laughs> I've got to find it. It's at the top. It's next to strength and everything. Hit points? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you can roll me your charm, fast... Peggy, what are you doing? You've been thrust into this group of Diverse, famous people and their reformed cultists and their bushel full of kittens. There are a lot of kittens on board. There are two adult cats and what you assume must be their family. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, I haven't really been asked to do anything yet. Uh, I haven't really got much to do yet, per se. From your books. Um, Anything you want to perform? Like maybe the first one I gave you. Would you like to perform that? Uh, um, I mean, one issue. Oh, actually, quick question: How do I just look at the descriptions of these without um, triggering like a spam of stuff onto the group onto onto the? See the little on the right hand side. There's the little little dot dot dot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's useful because, like, Bruce is like, how the hell do I? Would you like to? Several, because several of these, I didn't know what they do. Uh, no, I'm not. Why not? Uh, I, I mean, you literally put it in the description, Russet. Yeah, but you should cast it anyway. Call the Sultan. It went really well for Flinty. <laughs> you have decided never to do this so that he does not eat the planet. It's the description that is written on here. <laughs> Um, you get a warning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yes, you were supposed to execute common sense. (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out we can't do that, so we need written warnings. Flinty, Flinty, you're the um, you're the reason they they write things like "do not eat" on uh, on silica gel packets. (laughs) Sorry. Flinty, you didn't get the warning, but uh, Etienne has read this spell on Nido's behalf and gone, no, 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 no. Mm. Um, I feel like uh, maybe I could. Um, <sighs> I mean, it regarding the uh, the weapon enhancement spell. There, um, yeah. I need to obviously have a weapon for this. Uh, it's not really specific as to what. Um, we. Uh, Remind me, what's the status of us leaving port or not? I can't remember. This is the last night before you leave port. This is the last night before we leave port. So um, I guess I could go and find uh, the butler who seems to be their um, go-to man for this sort of thing um, and ask if he can procure me a um, uh, a uh, well, I suppose yeah, I don't really feel like a dagger is appropriate, like a concealable knife. That's what a dagger is. Yes, but you know, less ritually, more more practical. He procures you a two-bladed pocket knife. That will be fine. Um, I will take that back to my room, and uh, two two-bladed pocket knives, or is it just one? He's got you too. Okay, I will take those back to my room and look to practice um, the enchant spell so that I can power these up. Okay, uh, click the uh, spell to cast it. You need a hard power because this is the first time you've done it, I believe. Yeah. Success. Hey. You- now need to spend two power and one d4 of sanity and spend two hours enchanting your knife. Okay, I'm I'm losing windows here. One second. Where is my window, which actually has... Okay, there. Um, Okay, so I need d4. Uh, Wait, you roll the sanity, don't you? You can roll the d4. Okay. Two sanities. And two permanent pow, and you now have an enchanted knife. I would update your combat, your possessions tab, to update the fact that the knife is now enchanted. Okay. Alright, that's what Peggy's doing. I assume you do this quietly in the privacy of your bedroom. Yes. I love the fact that you've all retired to your bedrooms to do dark ritual. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, shall I shall I quickly go back to where I was doing? I did my appearance, and I was going yeah, to do. Yeah. I need to do your charm, fast talk, or persuade, whichever is highest. Uh, yeah, let's have a look. Got to find them. Uh, um. You are. You only have to roll one of them. You are incredibly charming. You get on very well with the crew. You know, you're just you know you're currently hired as a cook. But you're still a sailor, so you, you kind of bond with them and you're having a nice time playing some cards. Excellent. I just spend the time getting to know them. 
You let them. Yeah. Well, not fleece you, but you let them win. Of course, of course. Yeah, you know. You know that eases you in very nicely into their little group. So, Jack, you're the only person left. What are you doing tonight? Um, sleeping. You're not doing any weird rituals before going to bed. Like everybody else seems to have some sort of ulterior motive, but I'd just like a nap. You go and tuck yourself into your bunk. Wait, Same is there bit. is there a jacuzzi on board? There is not a jacuzzi on board. Oh, you can't have everything, I suppose. Swimming pool? No, isn't a swimming pool either. Oh, what sort of pleasure craft is this? Why are you doing dark rituals on? Ugh. Well, where's your ritual pool then? I can do a few laps in it. Yeah, there's the pool of endless blood. Ugh. All right, I'll wear nose plugs. Um, I, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just going to take a rest then. I think you have a restful night of snoozy uh, snooze times. I feel like we need to be doing more research, but I don't know. That that's not a thing that's feasible on a boat. You can still do the thing where you look through the mythos books and roll their mythos rating to see whether you can find any extra information from it. Mm. Like last time on the Black Sphinx, you might want to look up Queen Nitocris or Dasher and the Bent Pyramid. No, I don't. I don't want to look up any of those things because I want to sleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like look up Queen Nitocris in the book, and she's literally just pointing out of it like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> See you, Jack. Uh, I am going. I'm going to rest tonight. I'll I'll pick up some sort of magic bull crap tomorrow. I assume. Get two sanity back. Ooh, nice. As you have nice sleep, taking and me up to a hundred. Wow, takes you up to mm-hmm. sixty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I, I was looking at my character sheet. Um, before we're winding down, if I've, I don't know if Rebecca would have a little bit of time. Yeah, what do you want, Rebecca? I was just going to... You're doing the ritual, aren't you? Yeah, well, that's the main thing, but I was, if I've got... It was just a, a sort of quick thing of going to the lounge and, well, via the galley, I wanted to spend some time um, resting. If there's, there's, there's a cat around, I'll try and... In the cat around in the lounge. Roll yeah. me your appearance, please. Uh, that that is here. Attempt to seduce cat. <laughs> uh, the cat permits you to pet it, and then hisses at you and wanders outside. Okay. Being very cat-like, it was like, pets, no pets, kiss! How dare! Yeah. Typical cat behaviour. <laughs> that's, that's what they're like, yeah. All right. The fair Dinkum has set sail. By the time you all awaken the next morning, you are just leaving the uh, shore behind. It's dropping over the horizon as you head out into the ocean. Ocean Adventure. Oh, yeah. This is my third favourite kind of adventure. What's What's your your Space. Mm. And your second? Uh, Inside of of a volcano lair. We were inside one of them and you blew it up. Yeah, yeah, we've done that one. So what you're saying is you've got one left to do. Everyone 
except for Jack and Rebecca because they weren't there. Roll intelligence. You need a hard intelligence for this one. I fall over the side. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Shy is too busy communing with Thomas. I'm afraid you were not sufficiently intelligent. Teddy was intelligent. But what about Matteo? Oh, sorry, one sec. Uh... They can both be intelligent. Are both intelligence. Hard intel. Although I am slightly. Did Mitch roll? No, just miss it? Uh, oh, no, there he goes. Mitch was not hardly intelligent enough. But I'm going to send a secret telegram message to Nido and Pedo. Uh, uh, <laughs> intelligent, so it's I tell you what, how about you never call me that again? I called you Pebo. New no. nickname accepted um, and stored. <laughs> ah, I, if, new core memory. If, <laughs> if, if, I think I think I think there's a list of words that like should never be uttered over voice call because they could be too easily corrupted by the voice transmission system. That's one of them. Right, they're calling Peter Pebo. Right, there is your message. Definitely gonna roll back the tape later. <laughs> and erase it. <laughs> oh shit. You also have a telegram message, Peter? I'm having a look. Uh, no smoke without fire and all that. Um hmm. Maybe uh maybe yeah. You all awaken Take care of your various morning rituals, mm. ablutions, and daily routines, and start to gather for breakfast. Unless, unless Peggy and Matteo, you want to do anything else first? Well, I think this point can probably be covered over breakfast. Yes, it's like... Uh... Is anyone not going to breakfast? I'm going to breakfast. I'm going to breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast oh. town population, me. To the lounge. You all gather in the breakfastorium, which is the lounge. Oh, someone has to sit at the head of the table. There are too many of you. I guess Mitch, Mitch gets that honour. Well, I'm closest to the galley, I guess. It, yeah, well, he sits at the head of the table, but it's so he can go get us more food. He's not actually doing the cooking. There is a cook on the ship. Really? Yeah. For now, yeah. Mitch hasn't it, pushed him overboard yet. It, it'll <laughs> all be fine until the cook screws up one thing, and then Mitch will be on him like a... Yeah, I'm going to grab two bits of bread, put the chef's head between the two <laughs> bits of bread. Yeah. The, the instant there's an imagined slight, that, that chef is walking the plank. Right, you gather for breakfast. There is a nice breakfast laid on for you. Matteo, would you like to speak first? Um Yeah, I'll say Well I've been uh I've been thinking 
Do you need a, Do you need an aspirin? We, we might need to do a more thorough check of the uh, uh, of the whole ship. Mm. I was I was that thought crossed my mind as well this morning. Actually, um, like we've had Walter. Walter's found one thing. Um, we also found that tea crate, but have we? We should really probably check everything else. Who? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but has have any of us actually done any thorough check of uh, for anything unusual on board? Well, I I walked around the ship um, yesterday through all the rooms, and I didn't see anything. Out of the ordinary, but then again, I wasn't looking that hard. Yeah, I mean, I had a little look at the, uh, the 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 storage hold, you know, just to check on the goods that we had uh, had put on boards, and what I found were a couple of uh, you know uh, mounted machine guns, but nothing else. Yeah, my my worry is that if if we've already found a couple of unusual things without even trying maybe there's maybe we should do a, have a bit of a scour of the ship it just to make sure that everything's fine it wouldn't be the first thing uh, wouldn't be the first time that things have gone wrong at sea <laughs> that it wouldn't that it wouldn't Sounds like fun. I think it's a good idea. We're not going to end up in the desert again, are we? Almost certainly, I say quietly. You haven't got me to save you from the desert this time, because I'll be with you this time. Uh, no, no, it's all right. One of, the, one of the characters will die, and their character will save us from the desert. Hmm. I'll tell you what. Actually, I not yet. Um, I don't mind having a search through... I can check the engine room and maybe the lower decks. Oh, I was Bagsy not in being the one who dies, but yeah, I'll help. <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I, I was planning to have a tour of the engine room myself. I spoke to the engineer last night, so if you want to join me, Mitch, we could, uh, you know, make a date of it. <laughs> sure, why not? Anywhere you want me to go specifically? Why don't you come with us? We'll get it all done quicker then. Sure. I'll follow you guys. Should we all go together or? <laughs> um, it feels like it's distinctly inefficient to wander around as the ship big in clump. In, yeah, in we, like we, move around the ship. Of... we moved around the ship in a huge group, all holding hands. What's wrong with that? Yeah, all facing outward in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> We're well, probably I, I, okay to split up, given that if we do find anything, we're out to sea, and we'll likely have to deal with it anyway. So, Two groups, I think, should be sufficient. Yeah. Don't forget to take a life jacket. Why? Light and a whistle. Exactly. Wait, are, are, wait, are there life jackets? Why do we need life jackets? What's going on? <laughs> oh, well, one, of, one team's going to check the inside of the ship, and the other... <laughs> yeah, everything but the ship. Well, so does one team want to go up and the other go down, and we will meet in the middle? Sure. I mean, I makes guess sense I'll, to me. We we can do the lounge and the 
Right. Mm. So Chai, Jack, and Thomas, are, uh, no, Mitch, sorry, are going to the engineering deck. So are you for going around as a team of four, or are you going to split into two groups of two and like check the remaining two decks? And we should double check the manifests as well. So Walter should be somewhere. Walter's in his office. He is unaware of all of this. But he's already checked the manifest and found Chai's box of green tea. Does, does Walter Phil... not eat breakfast? Yeah, I was about to say, it feels like Walter should have graduated from eating with the servants to eating with a team by this point. Yeah, he's hmm. having a quiet breakfast in his office, okay. away from you nutcases. Yeah. I know Walter's already checked, but we should just double check, that's all. So who's going to go and sit in Walter's office and look at the paperwork? I'll start there. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, this so, is why you have a, lo- a long character. <laughs> I think yeah. you go and read some dusty ledgers. So are the remaining three of you going around as a team? Yeah, yeah. we'll do this deck. And then I guess both teams will sort of meet up in the middle deck. We've got the bridge yeah. deck as well. Save that till last then. Okay. And I'll just join you once I'm done with my double checking. Okay, so uh, Jack, Mitch, and Chai, you trundle downstairs, stopping to admire your boxes on the way. Trundle, trundle, trundle. And you come down the stairs into the turbine room. It is quite noisy down here. There's a huge machine in the middle that steam seems to be being piped through, and it's going... And there's all sorts of weird banks full of switches and lights. Some, some sort of electrical room. Oh, this is all very cool. Uh, Mr. Robert, sir, I call out. Are you still here? Uh, Mr. Greenwood uh, comes trottling in from the engine room. He's like, ah, Mr. Cady. Uh, Hello. Mr. T and Mr. Jarvan. Hello, good morning. Um, are you here for that tour, I promised you? Oh, Did yes, we, we'd love it. you know already? Oh, uh, the, um, uh, I was given a list of all of the pass- uh, the passengers missed. They've been vanderbriefed. Oh, sweet! I hope it didn't say anything mean about me. No, it it was it was distressingly like nice about all of us. Aww. Even me, and I'm a monster. He pulls out. He's not of- anymore. Uh, he pulls out a piece of paper and he looks at it and is like, uh, can we know what it says about you, Miss T, if you really want? Sure. Uh, Chai T, archaeologist, treasure hunter, exceedingly loyal to Thomas and her money, can be trusted, watch out for her Japanese jujitsu. Yeah, all of that's true. <laughs> um, I can read out what it says about the others if you really like. Yeah, go on then. Okay. Uh, Mitch Jarvan, ship's cook. I now have an extra cook, it seems. Is known to the cult chasing my team. So is staying with us for his own safety. Is a very good cook. Plays the harmonica. Famously. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jack Cady, a cultist, reform cult member, hunted by the cult figures we are investigating. Friendly, seems genuine in his reformation. I sure seem genuine, I say, with a big, genuine seeming smile. I trust you, Jack. Uh, Mr. Greenwood tucks the list back into his jacket and he's like, um, I've, I've never 
really been involved? What's it like, you know, hunting down an evil death cult? Uh, life-threatening. It's sort of like being in an evil death cult, but like the reverse. None of the perks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all downside, baby. Well, um, I'll remember not to join your team. Well, a perk Unless... is that everyone else gets to live, in theory. I am in, in favour of this perk, me and my wife and my three children. Please, please three... stop. Stop telling us about <laughs> yourself. <laughs> what are their names? How many days are you from retirement? <laughs> I retire tomorrow. Oh, no. Oh, no. While we're the problem's still at in the sea. En- the problem's in the engine room. Uh, anyway, he, he smiles. Uh, well, this is the turbine room. This is the device that generates electricity for the ship. Um, would you like to know more? Yes, yes, please. Tell us how it works. Uh, don't Google anything, though. Well, what you see, what happens is, is excess steam that isn't powering the um, propellers is uh, fed back through into this. He points up. This is the master turbine. That causes it to rotate, and the rotation then is then passed on through the various machinery to the turbine, which generates the electrical current, which is stored in these batteries, and then is then distributed out to the rest of the ship, powering the lights and the various electronic equipment. Blimey. Very, very good, Russet. You, you can have three character points. <laughs> I need a science. Did I get it right, Flinty? Yeah. Convincing. Yeah. He's, he's not an engineer. Why are you asking him? <laughs> He's the scientist. It's this is it doesn't that science is not doesn't how cover it every. It's not. It's not how it was. Not like primary school. <laughs> He's the closest science expert we've got. Um. So he th- gestures to like the main fuse board. So this box is what controls what circuits are on. You can see they're all on at the moment. Um. But if say I needed to turn power off to the water plant, so we could do some repairs. I'd flick this switch here, and that would break the circuit, so power was no longer going down those wires, so it would be safe to work on the machinery. Huh. And any and anyone can just walk up to this? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, would it not be prudent to have this behind a perhaps locked door? Well, or... possibly if this was a public ship, but this is Mrs. Vanderbilt's private steam yacht. Um... I'm sure everyone aboard can be trusted, I say, with a uh, a seemingly trustworthy smile. <laughs> His reformation seems genuine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's why I'm prefixing everything about me with seems now. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Mr. Jarvan, honestly, um, if someone comes down here and turns one of these off, we'll just turn it back on. I mean, I can't imagine any of you people are going to come down here and start messing with the electrics. I'm I sorry, reach, over, I reach immediately towards the control panel. Slap <laughs> your hand away. Besides, ah. there's always members of the crew down here. There's always at least three of us on duty in the uh, engineering deck. Is there anyone new to the crew, Robert? Or is it all old hands at this point? Um, we have had some crew rotations in the past six months. Like I said, we've been travelling back and forth all over the place. I lean towards you and I'm like, oh no, have them killed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, Sim Laon, one of my engineering crew, is uh, pretty new. 
he joined us in Shanghai. Um, Adam Turnbucket, the uh, chef, uh, he joined <laughs> us. He, in, he is dead. <laughs> in Australia. Um, and Jim, Luke, and Ian have all been with us for about six months. I believe it's turn bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. Uh, anyway, would you like to see the engines now? Please. Yes. Yes, yeah, please. Can I, can I just um, maybe just have, I just spend a little second just having a good, because having seen these kind of things before, having a good look at the engines, just to see if I see it or anything out of the ordinary and I don't recognize uh, well, you're in the turbine room at the moment. Yeah. So, meet your electrical repair. How much chance is it that there's nothing untoward on the ship and Russ is simply trying to make us fuck ourselves there, over here with no, our there, own paranoia? There's, there's nothing. There, there are no problems with the ship whatsoever. He, he's just executing a side plot where we're, we're gonna like, you know, end up executing some of the crew. <laughs> It's going to be real messy. It is, isn't it? To your it has to be done. Trained eye, Mitch. There is one thing that you think looks unusual. And it's that there is a workbench piled up with replacement fuses off to the left of where you're currently standing. And like various soldering and electrical repair equipment. As if someone has been doing some electrical work. Okay. Well, I guess... Okay. I, just, I, know, I guess I don't really notice more than that, really, do I? So, no, that's fine. You I start just... moving into the engine room. Meanwhile, Matteo, roll me a library use as you join Walter in his office. Mm-hmm. In the captain's room, for some reason, not Walter's office. There we go. Let's move you into Walter's office. Library use... Uh, I'm the worst person to do this. I've got rubbish library use. Well, what skill did you think you would be using to read the ledgers? I don't know. I forget because it's not really library use, is it? It's like looking. Why, <laughs> why did we send the Peruvian street boy to? <laughs> anyway, look. Lie, I, got... I did wonder why we didn't have someone like Rebecca doing this. <laughs> look, I got a hard success, and I'm ticking it. So that, that'll go. do. All right, uh, you, it's going to take you a couple of hours, obviously, uh, to work your way through the um, ledger of all of the communications that have been sent and the various things loaded onto the ship. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you a little telegram message of things that stand out. Okay. Hard success. Yeah. I mean... That was a very good hard success, dude. Well done. Mm-hmm. Well done. Yeah. You were so hard. You had to make it weird. It's kind of your thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's my hobby. It is, it is. And my profession. We love you for where you are, dude. Why I used that library so hard. The Something, something, something. Yeah. Library, good. Okay, so whilst Matteo is reading that, 
Everyone in the lounge, where are you going first? The luggage room is pretty close. Front Don't get shot in there. Okay, so Rebecca's going to the front deck. Thomas is going to the luggage room. Where are you going, Peggy? Um, let's look at this boot. Um, uh, You're surrounded by I will check. I'll check the uh, smaller rooms up here. So I guess I'll start with like, what's the writing room exactly? It's like a little room with a desk and comfortable chairs and an electric fireplace. You know, it's not the main lounge. It's like a little cosy room. room. Okay, well, I'll check that. That's the nearest spot. I'll check that first. Do everything. All three of you are spot hidden. Had success. Oh, Rebecca's came through as well. Okay, Uh, Rebecca, you're on the front desk. It's warm and humid and the sea spray washes, you know, spray over the railings. Your hair is blowing in the wind. It's it's an empty front deck. There's a couple of ropes coiled up. There you can peer over the edge and see the anchor cables. Other than that, there's some deck chairs secured in a rack. And there's a there's a locker. You open the locker and it's got some uh, steamer rugs in it, which are essentially just great big blankets that you would wear when sitting on deck if it gets a bit chilly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you don't find anything of that much interest out here. Okay. What's a steamer blanket made out of? Like wool. Just really thick wool. Yeah, it's really just... It, it's lined on the underneath, I think, when... Um, it's got lining on the underneath, and then it's just wool on top. Right, okay. You wouldn't want one, Craig. No, I wouldn't. I, I was interested, though. We'll get, we'll get you one for your wife. For my wife? Yes, yeah. probably. She likes a blanket. Okay, uh, Thomas, you're surrounded by everyone's luggage. Most of the lug- suitcases in here are empty because everyone's luggage has been unpacked into the, you know, their rooms, and then their luggage has been dumped in here. There's a couple of cases full of various weapons. People's weapons are in here. There's a case that is labelled uh, LV that is currently locked and you can't open. Otherwise, you don't see anything of interest. Um, I'll ask the cat that's in here. You haven't seen anything unusual in here, have you? No. Okay. I was looking for mice, couldn't find any. Oh, shame. This ship is surprisingly free of rodents to eat. Hmm. Which in and of itself is quite unusual. (laughs) (laughs) There are patrolling oh, yeah. cats. Uppies. Uppies? Yeah, the cat wants to be picked up. Oh. oh, okay. I pick him up. It's one of the wow. kittens. He's just like like lounging over your arms like... Uh... <laughs> he has decided that you shall carry him now. I, I give him a stroke and... No yeah, strokes! I, I guess I... Hmm? No strokes. He hisses at oh. you. Only oh. carry. Only carry. Okay, I carry. I'm going to be... We're just checking, make sure there's nothing weird on the ship, so don't mind me as I um, go about my business. Peggy, you find the... There's a pad with, like, telegraph slips where you would write out what your message wants to be and then you hand it to the crew. 
Mm-hmm. It's half used. I um, I look for a pencil. You find a pencil. Gonna do that thing where you like very lightly go over it and uh, see if you can see what the last couple of messages were or make out any words from the indentations on the paper. Roll me your library use to see if you can do it well. What was the item? Like the uh, pad of telegraph slips. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh. Yeah, you, you have a brush, but it looks like someone's taken the last... Someone's clearly taken their message and taken the next couple underneath as well. You're not getting any indentation or messages. Yeah, you can't see what was written. Which, in and of itself, highly suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but also at the same time, could also be perfectly reasonable operational security that Walter or would do. Someone just went, I need some of these, and ripped some off and then walked off and wrote the messages somewhere else. Highly <laughs> suspicious. Well, the ship, so ship just doesn't have enough toilet paper. <laughs> We're also terribly paranoid. Intelligence, please, Peggy me. Int. Oh, yeah. There is one plate on board the ship which will probably have a copy of all the messages sent. The wireless room. Mm. I head upstairs. Right. Are you getting the others, or are you just going straight there yourself? I can go straight there myself. You head right. towards the wireless room. Okay, uh, Thomas, where are you going next? One second. Um, I'll go to the writing room. You go oh, to the writing room. Oh, well, I guess you don't know where I am. Nope. Okay. Rebecca, you come back inside. You can see Thomas in the writing room. Are you going to go join him? Um, yeah, I'll do that. Or are you going to go search another room on this floor? Um, well, I want to poke in. I'm going to yeah poke into the writing room. There's this captain here. Are they friend interested in being friendly, or are they just? They are. In, they they move away from you. Okay. They, they they seem to disdain you at the moment, Rebecca, for some reason. Sadness. Oh, go and join Thomas. Uh, you two can roll me a spot hidden. Raw. Nope. Uh, Rebecca, you don't really you you check behind the cushions and you open cupboards. Thomas, you're ruffling around the writing desk and you find the same thing that Peggy found that someone has taken the top half of this telegram pad. Uh, and you can see someone has also scribbled pencil across the current one that's left. Oh, okay. So there's like, uh, as Nido said, there's like an indent on. Well, there isn't an indentation, but you can just see someone scribbled um, mm. pencil over the top one. Okay. I'll um, I'll not jump to conclusions yet, but I'll just say I'll, I'll mention it to Rebecca. Just say. It looks like somebody was scribbling some telegram messages, but they've left half the pack of uh, papers here. Uh, I don't I know guess... if that means anything to you. Uh, I guess if it was no, just... you have a message. Oh. Telegram. Ah. Oh, oh yeah, that, 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 this is my pad. I was sending some messages the other day. Oh, oh okay. I'll put that back there. It is of no consequence. 
Peggy, you're in the wireless room. It's currently quiet in here. There's no one in here. It's a plain white room. There's some machinery on the wall. There's a desk with various wireless equipment on. You're muted, Nina. Hear me? Yeah. Uh, I don't touch the equipment. I don't want to break anything. Uh, but I look and see if there's a filing cabinet or a place where they put the mistress. Roll your l- spot hidden. Spot hidden. Yeah, you Ooh. come across a bundle of telegrams back and forth, which appear to be there's like a log that's printed out and then stored. They hmm. appear to be Rebecca talking to her editor in London. Okay. Uh, there's a message from um, there's a couple of messages from this morning with Hong Kong like shipping control whatever it would be called you know as the ship was leaving the harbour and yep. a couple of messages with the pilot but other than that that's all the messages I, you see yeah I mean I do skim a little bit further back to where like any and look at anything especially that relates to stock coming on board etc or delivery requests that kind of thing um, there's only like the last couple of days here for that. You can see there's a there's a bookcase full of big thick ledgers where you guess they must write everything else is written down. So if you want mm. older messages, you're going to have to trawl through those. Um, well, I don't go for like the one which looks like it's the most recent and like, but it's only for like anything in the last couple of weeks we're really looking at when people actually might have even. I mean, I don't know the full story here, but I'm guessing that maybe um, you know, this boat has only just been called forth here so um it wouldn't have anything more than a couple of weeks ago so um that's as far back oh, as i can oh, come on oh, no you find the most recent ledger and it's in someone's spidery handwriting and sit down to start reading it it will take you a little while okay meanwhile in the engine room Jack, Mitch, and Charlie, Mr. Greenwood takes you into the engine room. There are two massive big engines. Uh, the various pistons are rotating up and down as they drive the um, the actual propeller shafts. The Fair Dinkum has two propellers. Um, it's, uh, it's less impressive this time because we know you've had time to quickly Google how do engine work. I didn't have to Google anything. <laughs> Look on the Titanic and that had all the How do boat engine go? Yeah. And Lord Cthulhu. They're just chilling waiting for you. Considering I wasn't complaining, can they leave me alone, please? Taking <laughs> yeah. you down too, Chai. I think that's unfair and mean. It's a bonus fault, not mine. Oh, Hutton and Kevin Barton got a bargain with them both to be their personal chef. It's okay. That's why I've got the, uh, I've been upping my chef thing. They need a cook. They will only accept someone with 99 cooking. But (laughs) Hasto doesn't have a mouth. He has a mask mask off. I'd rather he didn't take it off again. (laughs) I've already seen that now. Please please leave it on. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the engines are going, it's quite loud and very noisy in here. You practically have to shout to be heard. Fascinating! They're reciprocating! Yes! 
I'm sure she's very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a bit loud. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to operate heavy machinery, Mitch, to see if anything is out of place in these engines? I would like to, but what I was about to say, I was about to say, like, uh... it was about, what to, I was about say... to say was absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just. I, I have a look around, a, a good look around the area. The engines seem absolutely top-notch. They're working as expected. Nothing seems out of order. They seem well looked after. And are driving the ship through the ocean. I, 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 run, I run my finger along the, uh, you know, the safety rails next to the engine and uh, smile at the, uh, the head engineer. You run a clean ship. Well, of course. Um, clean workplace, happy mind, and all of that. He shouts loudly. <laughs> as much as I'm not ignoring Robert's fascinating tour, I am trying to pay more attention to just, you know, the hull and the structure of a ship, because I know I haven't got a fucking clue about machinery. You may roll your spot hidden. Spot hidden. Yeah, it's a hull. Mm. It's a hull. It's uh, keeping the ocean out. Um, Wonderful. It's dry, which is the most important feature. Yeah, you continue your way into the boiler room. It's less noisy in here, and Robert swings the hatch shut behind you. And there is a massive oil-fired boiler at one end. Uh, well, there's two oil-fired boilers. There is a massive tank full of oil. It it seems to be a boiler room. It's swelteringly warm in here. But again, it seems to be doing what it's meant to be doing, which is powering the furnaces that pump steam. This is also interesting, I say. Uh, roll me your charm of persuade, whichever is higher. I'm persuasive. Yeah, uh, he genuinely thinks you're interested in all of this. I am. <laughs> uh, he's happily giving you an explanation about how they're so much cleaner and efficient than the old coal-fired ones. Um... Mitch, you can roll Operate Heavy Machinery again. Chai, you can roll Spot Hidden as Jack continues to chat. Nothing seems untoward or out of place with the ship's hull or the uh, engine room. Again, there doesn't seem to be anything stopping people from just coming down the stairs and into this room. Mm -hmm. He stops by the stairs and he's like, well, there's the water plant and the main pantry and a storeroom forward. Unless you'd really like to see the water pumps, uh, there's not much else really to see, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm interested. I always like to see what the pantry's like and, you know, just to see what the whole boat's like, really. You know, I feel like you have to... A boat's like a a beautiful woman. You need to know every, like, last detail. Oh, that's why you've never been interested in me, then. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yes, you need to know what they're up to. 
<laughs> a boat, boats like a woman, you've got to know what they look like on the inside, he said, uh, wondering why, you know, he's suddenly he'd glad the, he doesn't like me. Gotten away from the Ripper murders quite so quickly. Um, right, into the main pantry. It's stock full of food. One end is cut off by a door that leads into a refrigerator. Uh, Robert's quite in, uh, excited about this. They're quite new. It's essentially we're pumping um, liquid argon. Or ammonia, even not argon, ammonia through the pipes, which cools the room because ammonia is quite cold. Oh, <laughs> and everything acquires such a delicious smell. <laughs> I was wondering when that would come. <laughs> what What's the fridge door like, or freezer door like? It's like you know the fridge in um, Jurassic Park, big metal clunky door that you pull a lever, it clunks open, and you step inside. So what would happen if someone was in there and the door closed on them? You'd use the handle to open it. So it's, it, there is on both sides a handle? Yes. Okay. Okay. Safety feature. <laughs> you wouldn't I'm get just frozen to death. Safety features are <laughs> shockingly not prevalent in the 1920s. <laughs> yeah, but on a private steam yacht, it appears they are. Okay. Yeah, you've got to... You've got to invent the thing first, then wait a couple of years to see what it does to kill people, and then yeah. then put the safety features in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're currently in the main pantry, Matteo. By this point, enough time has passed that you have finished exploring the ledgers. Well, I mean, first I think I want to ask... Uh, um, what's his face? Um Walker? Yeah, Walter, just for his opinion on some of these items. Which one are you asking him about? Let's take them... Well, let's start with... Box of Times newspapers. I'd suddenly say. Um, That's Rebecca's, isn't it? Is it? Well, it said it was Rebecca's and it came from the hotel. It was on the... Uh, in the van with all of your luggage from the hotel. Hmm. I'll ask her about it. Um, do I know about Dr. Vanderbilt's golden flute? You've never heard of it. Dr. Vanderbilt's golden flute. Um, oh, yeah, that's Liza's flute. Um, it caught up with us. Well, apparently, Captain Marlon says it caught up with the ship in, um, Australia, and um, he just put it in storage in the forward hold. Caught up with the ship. What does that mean? Well, you know, it arrived in the post and it was waiting for oh, it. Right. Okay. I, I, I need to check these things just in case we have like a, just a sentient flute following us around now, you understand? <laughs> um. <laughs> if you want, we can go and look at it. It's in the room that used to be Liza's room, which is Thomas's room currently. Okay. Like in a bot in a cupboard, I think. What about all these telegrams. What about them? Miss but... Rebecca was sending a whole bunch of telegrams yesterday. Oh yes, London, Egypt, Nairobi. Well, uh, if that's where it says she sent them, then that's where she sent them. Again, I, we'd have to ask Rebecca. Yeah. But she was on the telegram for ages, talking to her editor. But presumably not in Nairobi. 
Well, probably not. But if he told her to send them, you know, if he gave her a contact in there, maybe she might have sent a message. We can check what was actually sent as well, if that helps. Yeah. I say, the reason I'm being so thorough is that I feel like we weren't careful enough in checking um, what had been let onto the ship. And now I'm slightly worried that uh, there could be something untoward considering that we've found a couple of odd things already. Wow, you're you're telling Walter to his face that he did a bad job. Jeez. Gosh, Walter will remember this. No, Walter's like, no, I'm always happy to have someone double-check, especially with the sort of crazy people who follow you lot around. Mm. Uh, Is there anything else you want to look into? Uh, Antoine's notes are here. Um... Yeah, I saw those on the ma- manifest. I assume Mr. Delamere just left them on board. They've been on board for months, according to this, since last time we used the ship. Okay. They're stored in the cargo hold number two. I just I suspect it's just full of Antoine's effects. Yeah. Still. Anything... No. Anything that we don't have personal knowledge of, I feel like we ought to just double-check. Sure. Well, um, mm. I'll keep sitting here, I'll sit here and keep going through and see if I find anything else. Uh, do you want to go and check the things in the hold? Um, I might check, those, uh, check in with those telegrams first. Okay, well, the wireless room is up next to the bridge. Mm. Okay, do you head to the wireless room, then? Yeah. Okay. I love that, that everyone independently has discovered some shifty telegrams, and it's like, aha! And then we get them, we're like, oh, they're all legit. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and then there's us just having a lovely tour. <laughs> uh, Rebecca and Thomas first. You are finished in the writing room. Are you going to check something else on this deck? Should we just continue down the deck? I guess we just, yeah, just keep going through the rooms. Are you checking everyone's private cabins? Yeah, but probably not going to route through their stuff, but it's more about the rooms themselves. <laughs> Although if anyone does happen to have any statues to strange deities up in their rooms, this may be a good time to have spotted it. Mm. All right, well, you, you, Peggy, you check Peggy's room. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's mostly full of Peggy's stuff. This room hasn't been lived in before. You may roll your spot hidden. Yeah. You you find the big uh, um, wood uh, framed uh, ceremonial ritual murder of all of you by Peggy that she's hung <laughs> on the walls. Very nice piece of work. I mean, oh, this a lovely diorama. Yeah. yeah. Lovely diorama of Peggy murdering you all, but no, no, there's nothing of any underworld occult significance in Peggy's room. She owns a couple of occult books, which are on her bedside table, but she already showed and me. And then that. so do all of you. <laughs> <laughs> really, oh, the most God. suspicious thing is how weak source her occult books are compared to us. Yeah, yeah, there's no Necronomicon in here. Well, so much for that innocent blood. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yes, yeah. innocent. New uh, team members are friends, not harvestable resources. Uh, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's room. 
Yeah, just take a look around. Uh, roll me your Cthulhu Mythos, all of you. Well, both of you that are in there. That's a good start. <laughs> you find nothing underwater. Uh, Rebecca, you've been staying in this room overnight. Uh, it's definitely got a very... Um, it's got a personality stamped on it. The furnishings, the design, the big double bed, the picture of Cat Vanderbilt, Roger Vanderbilt and the children on the bedside table. It looks like cat room that you've been given while you're staying on board as a guest. But there is nothing untoward that leaps out to either of you as you look around the room. Good. I'm glad it's protected, question mark. <laughs> yeah. Can, can one of you try saying Roger Vanderbilt's penis out loud and see what happens? No. <laughs> uh, you head across to Thomas's room. Uh, roll me your spot hidden, both of you. I spot. You open various covers, wardrobe. It's mostly full of Thomas's clothes, but there is one... Like on the vanity, there's like a above the mirror, there's a sort of long, narrow cupboard that Thomas, you hadn't really unlocked before. Um, it's got a little catch, and Rebecca, you open it, and sitting inside is a solid gold flute just resting on a little stand. Oh, we could have used this, melted it down, and made an ank. (laughs) (laughs) Roll your pal, both of you. Oh, fucking. Oh, can we go five minutes without being someone cursed by a musical instrument? Should we add that to the bingo, cursed by a musical instrument? Yeah. Oh, someone touches Mitch's um, harmonica. Harmonica from. Just turned up one day. I thought Mitch's harmonica was just a regular harmonica. It's just he uses it for cursed magic. <laughs> Mitch, uh, Mitch's harmonica hasn't got much action recently, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Did you pal? Oh, Rebecca whispered. No, you've turned GM whisper on again, but it's fine. I can see the result. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. It's a solid gold flute. It's got stylized V's on either end of it. It looks really, really swankified. Uh, probably belongs to one of the Vanderbilts. Hmm. Now, when you, when you say it's got stylized V's on either end, do you mean the letter V, or are you euphemistically referring to the vagina? The letter V for Vanderbilt. Oh, okay, that's good. That's that's better, I think. Uh... That's what everyone else assumed I was talking about. <laughs> Except for you. I'm right, gonna you found assume... a solid gold flute. Hmm. I was going to say, I'm going to assume this belonged to one of the Vanderbilts, but let's just... Just hold on to it for now. Just Are you taking it out of its off its little stand? You're picking it up, Thomas. I assumed I already had when you made us roll the pal. No no no, that was just when you opened the cupboard and we're looking at it. Oh. Um Touch it. Touch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's just a flute. I don't know. It's what am I Doomed. rolling? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, I remember everybody, we have ill-advisedly picked something up. 
It's just a golden flute. You're like, yeah, we'll take this with us and we'll see what anyone else thinks of it. You're like, tuck it into your pocket or tuck it under one arm. It's just a solid gold flute. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, upstairs in the... I mean, look at Craig's little face every time someone touches that flute. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the wireless room, Peggy, you have been going through, and it's mostly talking to other ships, requesting supplies as they're approaching the port, discussing, you know, I need new crew as someone is leaving, and you've just, you know, you've been going through the last couple of, the last month or so, when Matteo walks in, and you find Peggy going through what looks like the logbook. No. Oh. Hey. Hello. Hello. Um, find anything interesting? Well, I found that there were quite a few telegrams sent that I wanted to see what they were about. Uh, yeah, yeah n- nothing, I'm afraid. Um, it just looks, uh, well, nothing, um, uh, no- nothing that uh, shouldn't have been happening, I mean, if that's... They're fine. Oh. They're fine. They're, it's it's it's, they're, it's just a lot of telegrams. They've just had a lot of planning. Suspicious, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> I I I just like I just like. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. She shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is cool here. Yeah. I, How um, are you? I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to no. see here. Move along. I'm moving on. No. 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 Uh, let. No, there's nothing. There's nothing here, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I suppose. Um, <laughs> you whatever. Right. Can, we, can we send you? Can we send you on a course on how to not act suspiciously? <laughs> I knew here everything's fine. Nothing. I didn't do anything. They're they're no. still alive. You can check. <laughs> <laughs> All of their organs are intact for you know given values of intact. <laughs> they're intact. They're not inside, but they're intact. Do we need to send Nido on a course on understanding how to, on how to understand people? I'm not on trial here. Um, what? <laughs> what now? No, no, but you will be once we look in the closet. <laughs> I'm I... more nervous than like Dennis Nedry, <laughs> no. Jurassic Park. Which is there? Is there? So where where have you been? There? What have you checked out? What have you found? Anything? I feel like I'm in a loop. A number of suspicious telegrams. I think. <laughs> no, no. Then, then no, yes, there is. There are suspicious telegrams. We should try somewhere else. I'll have a look myself. Um, I mean, if you want, it took me. How long was I doing this for, Russet? You've been here for about forty minutes now. Yes, I've been here like almost an hour. Like. Go right ahead if you want. I'm going to check somewhere else. I know the specific ones I'm looking for. I shouldn't be long. Um... All right, Peggy, where are you going? Uh, I don't want to bother the bridge right now. Uh, I guess I will. I can look at the chart room, see where we're going. You go to the chart room. Okay, Matteo, roll me your library use as you start digging through. But you get a bonus, guys, because you know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because the London ones, they make sense to me. I'm more interested in what are these ones that weren't in London. Just, just double-checking them. 
Uh, one second, get the page up, then do the thing with the skill, then roll my bonus dice because I need a bonus, uh, and then consider whether I want to spend... Ten luck. Ten luck in order to <laughs> succeed. Not really. You want to go and find someone who knows how to library? Uh, or ask the captain? Um. Yeah, let's go and ask the captain. Okay, you will twaffle into the bridge. The captain Marlon is standing on front, and he tells, "Oh, Mister Romero, uh, all is well." Uh, I think so. Um, I, I I could use some assistance with. Uh, I I I don't really know how the the, the telegram office sorts its records and I'm, I'm trying to find a couple of specific um, communications. Would, would you be able to? Help? Yeah, he comes, goes into the wireless room with you, in fact, certainly. Uh, he takes down a ledger. What are you looking for? Okay, so I'm looking for this communication to... It was Nairobi, wasn't it? Nairobi and to to Cairo. And, uh, yes, and these ones to Cairo as well. Uh, he flicks through the books and is like, um, no, no, no record of any communication to Cairo or Kenya. Then why is there in the manifest record of it? He loves to look at it. That's the pay, that's the payment request from the telegram company. So someone sent a message and they sent us the bill. So that's what you're looking at there. But I have no record of an outgoing message to Egypt or Kenya. But we've received a bill because they've received messages from us. So Hmm. unless someone deliberately removed those records... Yes, because, I mean, you see, the machine prints out a little copy. He he demonstrates, and then it prints out this sort of little ticker tape. And then we, we take the record and we record it in the book. But is somebody... there... Sorry, is there some sort of numbering of those records so that we can see if any are missing? Hmm. Um, yes, but the problem is the numbering is... I check what the last number in this ledger is and I write the next one down as the next number. Machine right. doesn't print a number. Okay. Um, we could try and check the magnetic log in the machine room to see if messages were actually sent, but I don't know how to check that. Who does? Um, normally someone from the Marconi company, when we're in port. Okay. Um... You have someone on board who has, amongst the passengers with that skill. I can ask around. It doesn't seem like our usual kind of area. Yeah, otherwise, uh, we'd have to wait till we got to port to have someone check, like, the magnetic recorder. I could roll my mechanical repair to see whether I know it. Can I try that? You can have a go. You need a hard mechanical repair roll. It's unlikely, but I've got some, so it could happen. Oh, yes! Uh, you, today. you know where it is stored in the machine room, so you could retrieve it, but you're not sure how to read it is the problem. 
Okay, but I could retrieve it. You could retrieve it. Do you want to retrieve it now so you've got it safe? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah, so you have to like turn it off, turn off the machine, you remove <laughs> this sort of like metal box, and then you have to put another one in, a, bl- a blank one. Yeah. Um, at least you've got the record now. Yes. Um, it's secure. You don't know how to read the stupid thing. There must be a machine in this room that will print out what's on it. Um, okay, well, I can play with that later. I can maybe tr- just spend uh, spend some time figuring it out, because this, this is very suspicious. Right. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, <coughs> at the bottom of the ship, you enter the water plant. Chai, Jack, and Mitch. Mmm, water. I it's... scream. I scream. Now is the right time to strike, and I leap for the water. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, there is um, two tanks. There's some sort of complicated uh, heating apparatus that boils water and removes, you know, leaves the salt behind, and then it condenses into water that can actually be used in the drinking water system. Oh, and then there's water. Then there's water that is um, pumped directly into the uh, boilers. Out the <clears> open. <throat> so, you know, you have steam. They just use seawater for that. And, uh, yeah, there's a electrical, electric-controlled water pumping and uh, condensing system. It's quite clear by now that... Um... Uh, if indeed I did have an ulterior motive for this tour, I've forgotten what it is. Uh, I'm just, I'm just genuinely delighted and surprised and pleased by being shown rooms on a ship. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have a good look around, see if I noticed anything uh, weird. Uh, all three of you can roll spot hidden. I'll roll something under seventy sometime soon, maybe. I wouldn't hold your breath. Nah. True. Oh boy. (laughs) Chai, you do notice that the potable water tank is a bit low. There's only like Um, a quarter of the water in there. Shouldn't that be a bit higher, Robert? Not at this time of the day, because you've all had showers and we've had breakfast and we've done the washing up. So we've used a load of it and you can see it is refilling. It will take a few hours to refill. And then, of course, it needs to then be pumped back. We're refilling the hot water tank as well. Okay. So even though this tank is being refilled, it's also being siphoned out into the hot water tank. It is definitely... Can I visibly see that it is filling? He told me it is. Yeah, but can I see it visibly? Yeah, it's just a big tank, but there is sort of like a little gauge on the side of it with a little float, and that's what drew your attention. Okay, fair enough. Do you want to see if he's telling the truth, or do you just believe him? Uh, how do I see if he's telling the truth exactly? Technology. You uh, you pull out his fingernails one at a time. <laughs> Technology, did you say? Psychology. Oh, psychology. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you you hook, you hook him up to an fMRI machine and ask him the question again, <laughs> and see if see if the area of the brain associated with lying lights up. Um, I, I will try. I guess. No. <laughs> you rolled under seventy. Yeah, I know, right? What a waste. Uh, yes, he's, that seems reasonable to you, now that he's pointed out the various yeah, other tanks and awesome. machinery. 
I mean, it seemed reasonable before I rolled, so, yeah, no. And uh, he leads you into the front storeroom, in case you want to see some stores. This is mostly, he tells you, where we store various um, engineering stores and spare parts and equipment. Um, there isn't much interest in here, really. But there's an access to the bilges. I thought, was, I, I thought like. there was a pantry. Have oh, you been in the pantry? Oh. Okay. There's the one with the refrigerator in it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, all three of you roll at your spot hidden. Fuck, <laughs> oh, just fuck this. Fuck you. No, don't worry, I've I've got it. Oh. I've got I've got this one, guys. No! No you <laughs> haven't! <laughs> Uh, 99, wow. <laughs> Direct, directly after a 100. I mean, technically, there might be worse things we could be doing this on. But this, but... this, this is amazing, though, because, because we think we've thoroughly examined this area yeah. of the ship, and we have not. <laughs> we have not. It looked like a load of spare parts for the engineering systems. I guess we're probably just getting bored because it is towards the end of the tour and we're going to have to tip this guy at some point. I believe you've scoured it, but in fact you've been staring at a painting of it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, there's a massive, there's a beholder in here. He's just floating in midair. Like, oh crap, have they seen me? Are they only in the system? Black capes just like on the back of the door, you know. (laughs) There's There's several people in like, Dark masks standing around a cauldron, chanting. But yeah, just like yeah, that's normal. Oh yeah, it's just part of a machinery. Uh, yeah. Do you head back upstairs? He thanks you for joining him on the tour. He was happy to show you all around. And you yeah. head back upstairs to the crew deck. Do you tip him? Um. Sure. <laughs> Oh, is, is that normal? Well, he's just shown you all around and taken time out of his day. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty rich, so it's not going to hurt me to. You give him a nice fat tip. Because you want him on your side, just in case something horrible does happen. Yeah, yeah. Right, you come out of the staircase, you're outside Captain Marlon's cabin, you're near Walter's office in the galley, and the hatchway to the forward cargo hold. Well, um, I guess we check this one now. Where are you going next, guys? The forward hold would probably make sense. Work from forward to a back, seeing as we're already at the fore. Yeah. (laughs) Into the forward cargo hold. Meanwhile, Thomas and Rebecca, are you checking Jack's room? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Are you there, Ronan? <laughs> Ronan was suddenly very far, very away. far away. Oh, sorry, my microphone was up near the top of my head where my mouth isn't. Mm. Why? Unless your head is upside down. Mm. Right now it isn't, though. <laughs> what the hell? What, what, what's this invasion of privacy bullshit? I don't go looking through your rooms for weird occult stuff. I'm pretty sure you have. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Spidden again. Yeah, yeah, roll spot hidden, please. And get less than 100. 
<laughs> I got extreme. Ooh. Oh, I, uh, I whisper, but <laughs> fifty. Are you ever going to take whisper off? I've just done so. <laughs> uh, fifty out of forty-nine. He can't because of all the uh, guilty feet. <laughs> There is one very strange thing that you notice, Thomas. It's hanging on the wall, but it's hanging in such a place that unless you, like, as you're searching the room, you pull back the curtains. And you know, the, over there's the porthole and then there's the curtains. But this mm-hmm. is on the wall behind where the curtains hang when they're open and drawn. Right. So you would never see this at a casual glance. I mean, this uh, is this is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, aren't you glad I checked your room? <laughs> it depends on what it is. I mean, if it's like you know um, something busty blobs of the yeah. Orient, then just leave it where it is. You know, it's it's it's, it's a big spider. Oh dear! Uh, uh, hang on, I burn the boat. Where is it? Oh, right, there it is. Flinty, and I'll share it with Nile because I'm sure you'll point it out to her. If you look in the Mythos Artifact folder, you will see there are two pictures that have appeared. Thank. Are they the two at the very bottom, then? Yeah. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Why do I have an artifact? I'm not aware of Soapstone statue just hidden I mean, in there, isn't it? I mean, in character, I wouldn't have a clue, but out of character, for fuck's sake. <laughs> just, just quietly hanging on a hook um, behind the curtains. Uh... <laughs> okay. have, you, have you ever seen any of these, Rebecca? Rebecca's never seen this before either. Nope. Take him with us and ask Jack about it. All right, who's picking it up? <laughs> Rebecca or Thomas? If you, do, if you don't want to, I will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which of you is choosing to die? Oh, uh... Wait, no one wants to touch a piece of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do it. I'm just giving them That's the thing. No, no one wants we to have... touch a cursed artifact. It's, uh, it's on the list. Uh, it isn't. I've got it, but I can't see it. Ow. Uh, that's a different one. <laughs> no, no one wants to pick it up because it's invisible. Are you picking it up now? Yeah. Okay, you pick it up. Please roll me your ow. Okay. Is it just one or two? Would you would you say Null was compelled to pick up this object? No, there's just one of them, Plenty. Okay. I've just got two pictures of it. I should have combined them into one picture and put that into the handout, but I didn't. I'll do that in the break. Okay. Uh, yeah, you pick it up, Null. You now have an uh, artifact that you have okay. found hidden in Jack's room where no one would see it at a casual glance. Hmm, he is very suspicious, this ex-cultiste. Hmm. <laughs> you gonna go check Mateo's room next? I suppose we should. 
Oh, Flinty, you haven't ticked. Nobody wants to touch a Mythos artifact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was looking for it. <laughs> right, search Mateo's room, please. Searching. Oh, first fail. Uh... Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> Your room's fine. That's what we think. Uh, yeah. Mateo's room looks homely and lived in and quite comfortable, but you don't find anything untowards. Do you move on to Mitch's room? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Roll your spot hidden. Oh, another extreme. Spot hidden. Can I get a double tick for this now? You can have a double tick for this, yes. Um, Rebecca, you don't think that unusual, but Thomas, you have questions about Mitch's taste. There's these magnificent framed movie posters on the wall in here of Aidan Pike, the famed Hollywood movie star. He's really, you know, he's in various costumes. They're like the movie posters, him dressed up as various people. Um... Yeah, Rebecca's just like, oh, some rather nice movie posters. But, uh, Thomas, you're at least a little bit like, don't seem like Mitch's taste. Mm. Uh, but there isn't anything, you know, you, you you lift the pictures and look underneath, but there's nothing really untoward. They're just framed movie posters of Aidan Pike in, well, various movies with Aidan Pike in. Mm. I mean, they're not necessarily Mitch's. They might have just been here. Yeah, possibly. I'm not gonna rip one off. Oh, sure, they're they're not they're not Mitch's posters, but like, oh, oh, the cultist has an artifact. I mean, yeah, this this is typecasting, (laughs) and it's not on. Uh, You check Chai's room last. Yeah, Yeah. roll ninja attack. (laughs) Another hard success. You can also double tick now as you've been spotting a lot. There's nothing super underward in Chai's room that you can see. Oh, you've got a hard success though. Uh, in the back of the wardrobe, like there's a there's like some um, shoe drawers that pull out. Um and in one of them you find a small box that is just labelled Antoine de la Mer. Like I a thought... little wooden box, and it just says Antoine Delamere on top of it. I thought you were going to say there's a uh, there's a small order when at the back you uh you find a doorway into into Narnia, and there's this little goat dude waiting for you. <laughs> now that's on the extreme roll. Boot the snoot. <laughs> Are you going to pick up the box that is labelled Antoine? Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, you pick up the box. And then the only place to check left is the bathrooms and the rear deck. Mm. Yeah, go on then. Do the rear deck first, then we can sort of make our way back through via the bathrooms. Sounds good. Okay, the rear deck is the deck of a boat. There doesn't seem to be anything untoward out here. There's a railing you could jump off if you really wanted to. Get sucked into the propellers and chewed into mincemeat. No, I'm good, thanks. There's some cats who meow. The cat you're carrying, Thomas, jumps down to go and join them. Cool, okay. 
Enjoy yourselves. All right. Meanwhile, in the chat room, Peggy. Hello. Would you like me to roll for search? Uh, roll to navigate and understand what all these charts No, say. no, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to look at all the charts, Nido. The skill for that is navigate. Yeah. Well, let's see. Ha! You are. <laughs> you actually <laughs> passed navigate roll as a character with no... Uh, like, why yeah. couldn't you have done that for the last seven months as Hugo? Why, is, why isn't think, Peggy our pilot? I, I'm counting this as I need to go for a lie down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the charts, have, thankfully, are annotated with Captain Marlon's little notes, making them easy to read. You can follow where the boat has been, and it matches up with exactly what you were told the boat had been doing. It's like it went to Shanghai, and then it was going back to England, and then it came back to Australia, then it came back to Hong Kong. And the, the, and the markup for our travels onward? Uh, your, the current plotted course is to the Suez Canal. Your current intention is to dock at Suez on the south side of the canal, and that's all it says. Okay. Let's just hope there isn't a, a large boat blocking the entire canal because that would be a real bummer. Don't make boats that big yet in these days, do they? Why would they ever make a boat that big? That'd just be silly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's literally a boat, a boat size called Suez Max. So that's the biggest boat that can go through the Suez Canal. So they would never build a boat bigger than that. That would block the canal because it's too big. Hmm. About that. <laughs> I think it'll all be fine. Um, and we'll yeah, never have any issues. They literally have a ship size called Suez Max, and yet they build ships bigger than that and let them go through the Suez Canal. Uh, hashtag hubris, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah? The, the, the Ever Given was my favourite thing that happened last year. Last year or the year before? I Last year. So, Matteo, the captain has returned to the bridge. Mm. What are you doing next? You've 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 got your magnetic thing. You just don't know how to read it. Um, got my magnetic thing. Just don't know how to read it. Uh, whilst you decide what to do, I will answer the door. Okay. Hello. Oh, thank you. His microphone picks up the hallway really well. Yeah. I guess we got some sort of delivery. Just going to have to have to edit out him getting that delivery of his penis medicine. Mm. It's weird they have to deliver it in a drum. <laughs> what? <are> you... <laughs> what? <laughs> What are people having for dinner? 
don't know at this point. I think we're going to be ordering something, though. Yeah, same, actually. Hmm. We had kebab fairly recently, so it probably won't be kebab. Probably won't be kebab. Michelle's probably going to want pizza, but I'm not really in the mood for pizza, honestly. I, I went to the loot as well. But Lou is an important thing. What are you doing, Peter? Uh, Oh, right. Uh, I'm tempted to follow this thread, but I want to let someone know about it as well. Um, Who do I most trust? Me. It might be, which is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh no probably chai tea probably maybe maybe I don't know they're all shifty I'm not shifty <laughs> you're not wrong oh you can't trust the reporter you probably no. don't trust the new guy Jack's an ex cultist so it can he be trusted ex cultist the, the clues in the name Jesus I am a treasure hunter so maybe the most trustworthy person is the poor innocent uh, athlete who fell out of the sky and landed on you. Mm. <laughs> Unless Nyarlathotep sent him to us to slow us down. I do mainly trust him. Oh. But also, I... Uh... I don't trust him. <laughs> oh. Sorry for scruffling. I was just opening these packages. Oh, it's the Kit Kats, honey. Oh, right, okay. And and the and the crisps I ordered. Did you order Kit Kats like from Amazon? Did you order a pallet of crisps? Yeah. Wow. Look, I ordered mm. a box of squares. You need to up your game, around. Your with your Coke ordering habits. Well, you can get this like selection of like four Kit Kats of various different flavors you don't normally get in the shops on Amazon for like eight quid. So I. Ordered some of them. Unusual yeah. Kit Kats. It got hazelnut, honeycomb, originals. Well, you can get those in the shops. And then we've got dark chocolate. Original, the most. No, like like Kit Kats have been uh, like a different flavor for the last forty years. Original is like the first Kit Kat flavor. Oh, original! I prefer Kit Kat chunkies. Human teeth. No, they're so rubbish. I don't like <laughs> nope, you. disagree. They're worse. They're Orders Disagree. of magnitude worse than Kit Kats. Disagree, because it's just it's just the bit the nice bit in the Kit Kats, the wafer, not no, the chocolate. Disagree. I like them both. Right, Matteo, are you going to go and search? Uh, yeah, I want to find someone to 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 report my findings so far. Well, you know where Peggy is. She's in the chat room. No, not anyone but Peggy. <laughs> anyone but everything's fine here honestly we should just leave this alone now Peggy that was exactly. my bad player words not my character <laughs> exactly as trustworthy as when you walk into someone's room and they lock their computer okay granted that was uh, that that was your player words and not your character but you are still someone who told me that you think everything's fine here uh, and that you wouldn't bother wasting your time uh, checking what I've already checked. 
And then I look into it, and there's some very suspicious entries in the log. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what, like, what, 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 yes. Well, I, I would ask what I missed, but uh, like, you know, I don't know yet. So you did. I don't re-explain it to me later. I think well, I was deliberately not paying attention during that bit because it wasn't my scene. You okay. didn't. Ha- well, you didn't. You you missed them because the records are missing. That's why. Oh, 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 oh! So you're having a go at me for not seeing something that wasn't there? I understand. <laughs> yeah, you should have noticed the suspicious log activities. <laughs> right, Matteo, you head down the stairs. Roll me a listen. Um, roll you a listen. No, I can never hear anything ever. No. Are you going to search the guest deck or head down to the crew deck to try and find other people? Where did they say where they were going, the people I'm trying to find? I can't remember now. Well, I don't know who you're trying to find. You just said uh, you were going to find uh, someone. Well, I want to find... Um, uh, uh, player name... Um, Thomas? Thomas? Thomas, yeah. I want to find Thomas first, I think. You know Thomas was searching this, was searching this deck. Okay, well, that's where I'll look then. Makes sense. Okay, uh, as you move along the deck... You encounter the bathroom door opening, and Thomas and Rebecca both step out of the different bathrooms. You haven't found anything in the bathrooms, they're bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, the way that you um, said that made me think I was supposed to read something into that, but no, that would be a set out <laughs> the out same of bathroom. Separate bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, fine. I uh, flag down uh, Thomas. Ah. Oh. Oh, hi, Matteo. Everything going okay? Yeah. Um. Are you walking over to join them, Rebecca? I am. Uh, I just need your your help with something, actually, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. Wh- whereabouts? Um. Oh, it's just something that I can't lift on my own. I say oh, okay. vaguely, uh, in a way to make it seem like it's not something very interesting to a uh, to to an onlooker. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, I can give you a hand. Um, yeah, I'll I'll come I'll come back down when we're done, Rebecca. Well, we're pretty much done on this deck. I can come mm. along if you want. Oh no, it's all right. It's just a, uh, it's it's just uh, a small thing that I need to uh, that I need to check on. Will be done in five minutes, if okay. that. Well, how's the lower decks going? I've not. I don't know. Does this mean you're finished, and we can meet up in the lounge again, or should I keep looking? Um. I don't know where they've got to, actually. Do you want to see if you can find them? Yeah, all right. I shall have a look. Yeah, maybe it would be worth checking in on them, actually, because I haven't seen any of them either. All right, I'll have a look. Okay, uh, are you going upstairs with Thomas, then? Yeah. You go lock yourselves in the wireless room. Okay, Rebecca, are you heading downstairs? Yep. Roll listen as you head downstairs. Which staircase are you using, actually? The one at the uh, front or the one at the back? You are, like, in the middle. Uh, I would probably use the one at the front. Okay, um, well, listen at normal. Listen at... 
Normal. I have a listen. It's not very good. Oh, she's deaf. Okay, you're in the corridor and start wandering down looking for them. <laughs> Where are you going? Um, uh, I guess failing knowing where people are, I'll start with rooms. And the first room is the galley. You wander into the galley. You bump into the ship's cook. Uh, Mr. Turnbouquet. He looks up and is like, um, can I help, miss? Lunch won't be ready for about half an hour. Oh, oh, that that's okay. I'm just continuing my look around and I'm getting familiar where everything is. Oh, welcome to the galley. If you never need anything, just pop on in. Uh, would you like a little snack now, a little drink, something? Oh, that would be lovely, yeah. With tea or something cold? If we got any coffee, that would be splendid. I can make you coffee. Mm. He will make you a pot of coffee. Got anything a little stronger? <laughs> we have coffee, but written in bold. <laughs> okay, uh, he makes you a okay pot of coffee. It's not Mitch level coffee, but it's it's drinkable. Damn right. Is that, where, is, is that where Michelin comes from, Mitch? Yeah, obviously. We already had this conversation a couple of months ago. Ah, I've forgotten. It's literally the tire company. Name will slowly become Michelin over <laughs> over time. It's uh, it's after he meets uh, it's after he meets me, and you know I just start calling him that from uh, my uh, from my uh, Louisiana background. <laughs> Is everything good it's in Miami actually... as well? Oh, oh sorry, no, I was being sad. Uh, meanwhile, in the um, front hold. Uh, Jack, Chai, and Mitch roll a spot hidden as you search. 99. 99. Yeah. Oh, my current seat closed. It does that. Spot hidden. Spot hidden. Uh, uh. <laughs> I saw the thing. I saw the thing. At last, mine eyes are that open. It's not going to be enough to see anything other than, hmm, yes, cargo. <laughs> you know that, right? Room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, but I've been physically blind for the last 25 minutes. Same. You search around through the room. Uh, there's cargo. There's various foodstuffs, dry foods, things that go in the pantry, um, boxes of ammunition, shotgun shells, handgun bullets, um, another tripod-mounted machine gun. <laughs> Those things are everywhere. Um, there is a box labelled Tynes Newspapers. It's uh, got a big shipping label on it that says Rebecca Causey, care of the fair dinkum. Question. Why would Rebecca order so many newspapers? She writes newspapers. She doesn't necessarily read them, surely? Well, at least not in bulk like that. It's very suspicious. It's a bit weird. Um, well, we could always have a look inside, yeah, I say yeah. excitedly. I mean, it it seems like it's something that's probably going to be innocuous, but let's have a quick look. Uh, where do we keep our crowbars? There's a hold. There'll be crowbars in here somewhere. Uh, uh, 
All right, well you, well, you look for them because I've got 99s on all my rolls, so I think I've got Anton Bobinski syndrome. Um, <laughs> Google it, it's good. Um, where are the crowbars, Russell? Sorry, you find a crowbar. Um, okay, is it possible to like lightly crowbar something so that it, it doesn't look like it's been crowbarred later? No, you're gonna have to. Well, you could hammer the nails back in later. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, we invade in her privacy. I, I, I say to you two. Sure. Okay, I mean, we're I... checking. We're just checking. It's just a box of newspapers, or it's something suspicious. It's one yep. of the two. Yeah, yeah, we're checking. We're checking. We're, we're checking. checking. I, I, I open the box. Roll me strength. Yeah, boy. Can I help? No. Oh. <laughs> you don't, don't need do to. I, do I look not. like I need your help? I say, and I, I hook my fingernails under the side of the box, and I just lift the top off. Don't even use. I use the crowbar to clean my teeth with afterwards. <sighs> okay, inside the box there are newspapers, but they're not nicely pressed and packed. They are scrunched up as if they're being used as packing material. Huh. Mm. There's further investigation. Suspicious. Uh, well, I, I carelessly reach into the box. Okay, you carelessly reach into the box. Roll me your luck, please. <laughs> oh, whatever it is is going to bite me. Um, This is a pet fucking mongoose, Gregory. Not, Not lucky. lucky. <laughs> Okay, uh, I need you to roll me a d4, please. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll it for you. I got a one. That's either the best or the worst. Generally. Yeah. It's the blast. The blast. Right, hang on, I just need to find the right handouts of these. Ow. Box, just if he's got a handout, that means it's good, right? Um. Yes, and no. <laughs> it's taking your hand out. Yeah, Ant- Anton Babinski syndrome is a is a disease is a disorder where you cannot see. you can't yeah. see you can't see but you but you won't accept that fact yeah. if anyone if anyone asks you like um um it, you know if you can see you always say yes i google, like, I did google it after you said it so. yeah and if you if you fall over or something then you complain at people for moving the furniture and things and it's not the fact that you literally physically physiologically cannot see um it's pretty fascinating how that can happen Brains are fucking weird. I mean, they're basically porridge with electricity running through them, so... <laughs> Not shocking, really. <laughs> accidentally cursed some meat. Yeah. Oh, look, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch. Mitch, I found you a little chef hat. <laughs> I don't have the video cameras on, so I can't see anything. 
Ah, oh, well, uh, I, I held up a little chef hat to the camera. Mitch, uh, I, found, I, I found you a chef's frying pan. I hadn't uploaded these handouts. I had them all ready on my desktop. I just hadn't uploaded them to Roll20. So I'm just fixing that. I'm guessing he didn't quite expect us to go poking through the newspaper box just yet. Well, I knew you might find it. I wasn't expecting you to just be like, let's invade Rebecca's privacy. (laughs) It's just newspapers. It shouldn't be a big deal if it really is just newspapers. But we've already had one mysterious box addressed to someone. I wonder I wonder if that whole thing where you get the mysterious box of teas is like a a clue that you should look at the rest of the shit so that yeah, we don't just exactly. so we don't just blithely decide maybe we should check the rest of the ship. None of you did it, so I had to give you a roll and um only uh Nido and Peter passed. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I already told you in advance I wasn't going to be on top form today. <laughs> right, you rolled a one. Your hand touches something um, under the newspapers and you instinctively close your hand around it and lift it out. Uh, Jack, roll pal at hard, please. Uh, okay, okay, I'm going to be the hard power boy. Oh, you're not. Uh, no. <laughs> In you this case, <laughs> are holding this. Oh, for oh, fuck's fuck. sake! <laughs> <laughs> you can all roll sanity. Uh, <laughs> this fucking thing. <laughs> Only the three people in the hold, obviously. Yeah. But the cat came back the very next day. <laughs> Uh, did I pass? We have a problem! Sure, sure, close enough, fine, whatever. Right, the two of you who didn't, I need to look up the rules for this. Oh, for, that doesn't work, does it? I typed the Call of Cthulhu into the rule book where the Call of Cthulhu rules are listed. Ah, uh, yeah, the, pr- the problem is... <laughs> the problem is it says it says the Call of Cthulhu on the header line of every page. Um, <laughs> Gonna... Okay, maybe looks try, like we maybe are try not the making index. it to Africa. Maybe try the index, Russet? No, no, it's fine. I've got the physical book. I can flick to the C's and be like, right, uh, Cthulhu is on Hold page... On. I, can't, I can't express to you in Hold words on. how much I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> what, the statue of Cthulhu? Yeah. The goddamn gaslighting statue of Cthulhu that every five minutes it turns up every five mm. minutes like a bad fucking penny. Who even sits like that? Oh, I've run out of things to hurl into the Gulf of Nodens except, uh, what's the new girl's name? Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so Jack. Hang on, I just need to read through this. Please be a power roll as well as a sand roll. <laughs> Jack passed his power roll. Yep, that's good. We haven't had a power roll. You haven't yet. I'm doing it step by step. Let me do it step by step, or I'll get it wrong, and then you'll all moan. (laughs) I mean, we're going to moan anyway. (laughs) 
Mitch and Jack, you lose one sanity each. <laughs> Chai, you lose three sanity. And now Mitch and Jack have to make power rolls. Just a box of newspapers, they said. What could go wrong, they said. Power rolls. Yep. Well, all of us, in. sorry. I, I missed yep. that. You and Mitch. Oh. Yay. Creep! <laughs> On the skill you've got the most points in. You can't, you can't lock power rolls, right? No. Wait a minute. Oh, power, power rolls? No, um, you, you can. You can. It's, it's only sanity yeah, and sanity, uh, luck that you cannot. Um, yeah. So luck. It'd probably be advantageous for me to make that a regular, right? I'd, I would indeed like that to a regular. I'd spend that five luck. Yeah. Right. Uh, you three are gathered around Jack holding the soapstone statue of fucking Cthulhu. Would you like to put it back in the crate? Um, I mean, I'd like to try. You you put it back in the crate. Roll luck. <laughs> I'm already walking away at this point, just backing away to go, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm a lucky boy. Oh, very lucky boy. Roll me your spot hidden, please, Jack. No. Nope. <laughs> you have dropped it back into the... um. Newspapers and scruffled the newspapers over the top and pulled the lid down. Mm. Not nailed in place, but you pulled it down. You're like, right. You turn to... Rebecca's crate, right? It is indeed in a crate labelled and addressed to Rebecca. I think we need to go and talk to Rebecca. I, I, I let out a nervous little scream. <laughs> Looks like it's time to pay Rebecca a little visit. Everyone's going to the denouement parlor. Well, maybe we should uh, grab her down here. Let's get out of this room first. Okay. I say from the doorway at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Coward. You turn to the door to open it, Chai. Roll me your pal. <laughs> oh, the statue's such a dickhead. <laughs> Hi. For just a moment, the door is missing, but you're like, no, no, it is still fucking there. And you close your eyes and reach out for the handle. And they're like, yeah, you're a handle. I am leaving. I am leaving. <laughs> Leave. Rebecca, you can roll listen. Okay. So much dope. So much dope. So much soap. I hear <laughs> nothing. You're having a outside the door. With, uh, the chef having a nice uh, cup of tea. I'm getting the, the boat has one of those like intercommy things where you can ring up to other rooms, right? Um, it does have speaking tube in certain rooms. Yes, not in every room. There aren't any in the corridors. Wouldn't it be a speaking tube at this point? Yeah, probably. No, it's a telephone. Ooh. All right, okay. State of the art. That must yeah. be, yeah. I turned to Jack and Mitch at this point and say, one of us needs to guard that fucking door while the others get everyone else and bring them here. I'll stay here, I say. I'll stay All with right. you. <laughs> 
I just start checking every fucking room. Uh, you open the door to the galley and find Rebecca and uh, the chef talking quietly. Uh, Rebecca's having a cup of coffee. Of all the people for me to find first after this, Rebecca... Enter, enter the door and you're like, you! We need to have words! Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> what have you done? Coffee? <laughs> no. Newspapers? I don't know anything about any newspapers. Okay. That's a, that's a suspicious thing to say for, up front. I guess. <laughs> Come, come out here and stay with Jack and Mitch, please. I'm gathering everyone. We okay. have a problem. All right. Uh, thanks for the coffee. I will. Uh, you're welcome. I will lunch, head out. Lunch, or do you want lunch and the problem together? <laughs> oh, we'll uh, all be having lunch with the problem soon enough. <laughs> let's imagine that lunch will be fine unless someone mentions it. Otherwise. Okay, right. Uh, Chai, you stomple off upstairs and um, you eventually, well, whilst you're stomping off upstairs, Matteo and Thomas, you are alone in the wireless room. Every now and then a piece of machinery goes Whenever it does that, you hit it to stop it. It's not supposed to do that. Um. <laughs> what? So, what did you need moving? Uh, uh, sorry, I uh, didn't actually need anything moving. I say, and then pull a gun. No, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, wanted to kiss your full lips. But I needed to alert someone to a potential security breach and. You're about the closest I have at the moment to someone that I trust. Oh, well, what's the problem? Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, some telegrams, I have reason to believe, were made to Cairo <coughs> Nairobi. Um, but then, as in we have record of the payment, but the records look like they have been deliberately removed. How did you figure that out? Uh, Well, because the records are nowhere to be found, and yet we have the records of the payment. The record, But the record of the actual message and what it was, uh, nowhere to be found. Uh, and so all we have is in the manifest uh, a log of the telegram and the and the uh, and the kind of confirmation of the payment. So, hmm. um, well, I know, I know Rebecca was sending t- telegrams. Was it last night? I guess. Um, I don't know where to though. Uh, once again, the finger of Omni guilt points at Rebecca. <laughs> there were several to London, which made sense to me. So I didn't even bother looking at uh, looking those up. But. Um, uh, Yes, the ones to Cairo and Nairobi seemed a little bit unusual, but I couldn't find them when I tried to get the record of them. However, I did manage to retrieve... What was it that I actually managed to retrieve? Like the magnetic record. Yeah, Yeah, the magnetic record, which I have no idea how to 
read, but if someone versed in that sort of machinery could could read them, then we might be able to figure out what was on the message anyway. Hmm. Uh, well, I can't read that. Um, no, I was going. I, I was going to work on it for a while to see whether I could actually make any sense of it. Um, but before I started doing that, I thought I'd better let someone else know that there could be some suspicious activity going on. Okay. Um, would you rather we kept it between ourselves for now? Mm, well, I mean, you understand why I wanted to keep Rebecca out of it for the minute. Yeah, I, mean, um, I don't want. I don't want to think anybody in the group would be compromising our position. But uh, sure, for for the time being, I'll I'll keep it quiet. No, all we have at the moment are a series of coincidences, but it's enough to make me want to be cautious. Um, sure. So perhaps you should keep it between us for now. Uh, if anyone wants me, if you could just make up some excuse. Uh, okay. Just don't. Oh, you like you like meditating, don't you? I'll just say you don't want to be disturbed. Yes, I, I'm. Uh, yes, tell them I'm meditating. Perfect. Uh, I need to spend some time in here seeing if I can figure out this machine. All right then. Thanks for letting me know. Okay. Hey, you head out into the corridor, Thomas, and you meet Peggy, who's just come out of the chat room. Oh, hi, Peggy. Found anything unusual, or is everything okay? Uh, Everything's fine there. Cool. Um, Uh, Okay, roll listen. Rolling my listen, I'm rolling listen, I'm rolling listen and getting a hard success. As you come up the stairs from downstairs, you hear Thomas and Peggy having this conversation at the top of the stairs above you. Okay, what was this conversation they'd literally just met? <laughs> they literally just said hello. Okay, and you heard Peggy go, yeah, everything's okay up here. I, I scream up the stairs, everything's not okay! I really like the two approaches to this. I, I, kind of, I kind of just raise one eyebrow and do this slow over the course, over, over the banister, like, I'm so glad that I've uh, kind of taken the time to do my careful approach to this uh, yeah. delicate situation. There appears there appears to have been some sort of terrible wailing from downstairs. <laughs> 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 no, um, I saw sort of... a chai at the bottom of the stairs. Like, yeah, we've got what? a situation. What's happened? Did anyone hurt? Somebody might be soon, depending on the outcome of this. Including all of us. Um, but go down to the forward cargo hold. The the others are gathering there. Do you know, do you know where Matteo is? I I found everyone else but him so far. Um, he said he was going to meditate on something. I, I don't know where. He really should know about this. Was, was he already deep what's, into it? What's, this, what's the situation? Okay, you're going to find out soon enough anyway. We just found uh, one of the blooming little soapstone statues of Cthulhu again. 
Cthulhu Mythos for me. Yeah, roll Cthulhu Mythos, both of you. Tom already knows about it, doesn't he? No. Tom, Tom wasn't there last time you got haunted oh. by the fucker. They both okay. stare at you blankly as if you're talking nonsense. Okay. Okay, fine. Just just go down. I, I... Is it dangerous? I just... Where was he when he said he was starting meditating? I, I probably need to see if I can rouse him and tell him about this. Uh, well, I'll 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 go fetch him. Uh, where, where where's everybody gathering? Uh, like I said, down in front of a forward cargo hold because that's where they bloody are. Okay, I'll uh, I'll meet uh, you there. Roll your bot hidden, please, Peggy and Chai. So extreme. Okay, Thomas has a fucking golden fucking flute tucked under one arm. Ah, uh, Chai <laughs> probably doesn't have a clue about that. You know, it's a weird thing for him to just be carrying. Yeah. I, w- I will. Why are you carrying a golden flute around, Tom? Oh, uh, I found this in one of the rooms. I was going to bring it up when uh, we all got back together, but it sounds like what you're on is. Slightly higher priority at the moment. <laughs> what uh, you're on. Probably. <laughs> Carefully yeah, phrased. Um, I don't know anything about any golden flutes. So, yeah, <laughs> carry on. Ending <laughs> <laughs> of in and out of character there. Um, are you going to go get Mateo then, Tom? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Peggy... And Chai, you head downstairs to where the others are. <laughs> uh, last we left our dearest chums, Thomas and Matteo were hiding in the wireless room, having some sort of... Well, Thomas had just returned to the wireless room to find Matteo, and Chai has assembled everyone else in the accusing hallway. <laughs> like the accusing parlour, but without any comfortable chairs. And longer. <laughs> a, lot, a lot thinner. <laughs> By the traditional method of just kind of screaming up a flight of stairs. Yeah, it kind of worked, though. Okay, Thomas, you enter the uh, wireless room. Matteo, how are you trying to read this thing? Um, well, first of all, I want to see if there's something that it p- could possibly go into. Okay, roll me your mechanical repair. Okay. One second. Uh, has it gone? Did I close it? Oh, it's like... Under M. Yeah, no, I'm just trying. I can't find the window at all. One second. Well, I'm going to throw this Pokeball at Nido. I'm not convinced it's going to reach. Uh, you don't want to throw a Pokeball oh, there it is. at Nido because sorry. Okay. He's, sorry he's, only, he's only half Pokemon. So, like, only half of him ends up transposed into the ball. It's real messy. Why is. Right. Oh. This is half proof. <laughs> yeah. Not this time. The only thing you can see that this thing would slot into is the thing you unplugged it from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep looking because I want to get to the bottom of this if I can. Okay, you continue looking, and as you do so, the door opens and Thomas strolls back in. For some reason, he's wearing a grass skirt and a pineapple hat. Uh, no. 
Okay, no, um, before you get too stuck into that, uh, it sounds like there's some kind of emergency going on downstairs. I think <laughs> I think the others found something a bit that's concerning them. Okay, uh, is it a book? <sighs> I don't think so, but they haven't exactly. Uh, been very detailed, but told you exactly what it was. <laughs> Not very detailed. Oh, oh, yeah, no, sorry, you did. It's a, something about some kind of Cthulhu statue. Oh, fuck that! Um... <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> just like I'm staying up here with the technology. Pushes Thomas back out the door. <laughs> Listen, if I were you, I'd stay in here with me. But if you want to go back down, then tell them I'm. Ex- Extraordinarily busy with something. All right, fine. I I vote that when he gets back down, here we send him. We we, we must have Mateo. <laughs> All right, Thomas starts heading back down the stairs. I guess to join the others. Yeah. Okay, Mateo, you may roll me your spot hidden hard. Okay. When you started asking if it was like a book, I was like, is this going to turn into a game of charades? How many words is it? <laughs> Three words. First word. Uh, um, four, four words. Uh, first word. No? <laughs> Second word. Uh, telephone. Uh, call. Call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> call of Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. <laughs> You win. <laughs> but in many ways, you also lose. <laughs> yeah, have this statue we found. It's your prize. <laughs> Matteo, to resume where we left off, you enter the machine room, which is full of like all of the Marconi equipment and the spark gap generator and the transformers mm-hmm. and all of that jazz. And you open various... There's lots of little like walnut teak cabinets built into the wall with more machinery in and you open them and they like fold out various bits of machinery and most of them you're like no nope, I've got no idea what that is but you do eventually find one that folds out and it has a um uh, slot that one of these things would go into but you don't know what else you'd do with it then you've just found something that looks like the correct kind of slot you think okay um I want to try and figure it out. How do I do that? That would be um, operate radio operations or mechanical repair. Well, it's free. Where's can radio I, operations? Can you can I just say how proud how proud I am of Rosset for spark gap generator. I'll try mechanical repair again. My plan is to keep on trying. Uh, I want to see if I can get back to, to get to the bottom of this, because especially if like statues have turned up and we're not sure who to trust, it sort of makes sense for me to keep on investigating up here. Yep. Far away from evil statues. Success. Now that you've found the machine, you can plug it in, mm-hmm. and there's a little toggle... Which you flick, and then a light comes on. Uh-huh. And then it makes some sort of noise. Uh-huh. And it makes all sorts of exciting whirring sounds. And there's these little, um, sort of like vacuum tubes that come to life with little sparks inside of them. Uh-huh. It seems to be doing something. 
and you can see like the um, magnetic coil is is turning. Right. I think so. Maybe it's being weird. It's doing a thing. But now you're not sure what else to do. Okay. Um, well, I... listen. Listen, I never passed listen. See? Yeah, well, what are you doing now? I'll carry on listening, I guess, is is exactly what I do. Right, you are, you are fiddling with the machine and waiting for it to give you a sign. Yeah, I'm still... Uh, I, my, yeah, my plan is until it becomes obvious that I cannot progress with this at all, I, I'm going to keep trying. Hey, Thomas, you come back downstairs to find uh, Mitch, Jack, Rebecca, Peggy, and Chai loitering in the hallway outside the galley. Uh, the ship's cook is, like, in the galley, curiously uh, rattling around as he, he delays lunch. Where's Matteo? Uh, he's busy investigating something on the wireless. Right. So what, Maybe what is we should involve there? Walter in this. What What is the statue thing anyway? Why is it such a big concern? Oh. Did Walter just come to his door? I see him bobbling around in his office is all. He uh, came to his door, shut the door, and has gone back <laughs> to his desk. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should involve Walter in this. And then someone said statue, and he's just gone, nope, click. They're paid for this shit. I'm just paid to get them places. There is a line aye, that aye, Walter aye. will not cross, and it's dealing with those fucking statues again. He, um, he, kn- he knows we could just stand outside his office until he comes out, right? <laughs> He'll turn the radio up and sing along. So, we're in anyway. this corridor. What's going on? So, Rebecca. Hello. The problem is that we found one of the darkest artifacts going in a box with your name on it. Okay. What's the, the, the sheer presence of this artifact on this ship while we're at sea might kill us all. Yes, that's not good. What's this box, then? It says newspapers on it. Okay. Did you have a box full of newspapers? No. What would I have a box full of newspapers for? I don't know, and it seemed suspicious to me. That's why we opened it and looked. Okay. Could I... Was it just a box... It's got my name on it, so I guess someone's brought it to the ship. Yeah. Because it hasn't come from the where we were staying. But I thought people checked the ledgers in the inventory. Did Was it on there? Um, I think it was wasn't Mateo me. who had a look at those. Well, he didn't, but... he didn't mention anything while I was up there. I guess it wasn't on there. Um, Jack and Chai, mm. roll your spot hidden. Spotting the hidden. Falling sp- oh, extreme. Uh, I'm going to send you a message, Chai. Oh, no. 
I, I got less you know. less extreme. I think it's about to get more complicated. <laughs> I think they are. This feels like it's going to turn into a clusterfuck of an episode from this point on. <laughs> what do you mean from this point on? <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's been a contained cluster something. Look, look, you, and, you um, all knew you were going to be on a boat venture. It's not you... my fault I've turned it into a Poirot-esque murder mystery with cursed statues. Is there accusing Rebecca, Rebecca, what, what, what you got there under, under your arm? Oh, this. Oh, I found this as I was looking through the cabins, and it is an artifact that I'm not sure should be here. But I've literally just found that, and now I've been ushered here. Where did you find that? Oh, uh, Oh, um, yeah, Thomas was there. We were in Jack's, uh, was Jack's room. Jack's room. Jack? Uh, what? What are you doing with a mirror of Mendoza? What's a mirror of Mendoza? Um, Games Master. Yeah. Um, is this legitimately one of my possessions? I can't remember. No, no. Yeah, uh, I... uh, Felix had this. No one's seen it since Felix ascended to godhood. Yeah, I, I I remembered. I thought one of my characters had it. I couldn't remember which. Um, the mirror of whom? The mirror you of Mendoza. Don't hold it up if if I see a arm move. I I sort of I I know that I need to keep it wrapped up, but it's. Oh, yeah, you don't oh, show oh, it around. Of no. course, of course. I'm I'm beginning to understand. I say, looking at Chai. Um, yes, um, we um, we were looking through through your the things that you've brought aboard, and you've got a terrifying statue. And now you've just found a uh, an artifact in my room. Of course, well, I understand. I say, dripping with sarcasm. Well, I mean, I did because Thomas was there. Yeah, he's, he's I will point out before any real accusations are thrown about Jacuse! A, a mysterious box with my name appeared on board the ship as well even if it did just turn out to be tea hmm. All I right, don't well... think we should hang Rebecca just because a box happened to have her name on it yes of, of course oh. you're quite right I'm sorry I, I do apologise we'll save the summary executions until we uh got the lowest luck that isn't Fox uh, Matteo because Matteo is not with you currently he's upstairs uh, 74 not me not me not I Mitch what have you got a hundred and something hundred over 99 luck bad Fox <laughs> cheating I don't, I don't I don't think we ever told him that rule you <laughs> might not have done Right, it oh, sounds. Oh. <laughs> I've got ninety nine luck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't blame him for not knowing what the arbitrary limits on things in the system are. Guy, it sounds like you've got the lowest luck. Roll it, please. Bring luck. Oh. Well, I can't luck that. You oh. cannot indeed luck that. Okay, carry on. What are you doing? I think. Well, so, Go ahead, Jack. What is it? What is it? What is it? I gesture at the mirror. What is it? What is it? What is it? it what it's, is it? it? It's a cursed artifact from Peru. Oh. Oh, so we've got two cursed artifacts now. Three, at if you count least Mateo. Two. 
I mean, it's from Peru, so maybe Mateo's the cultist all along. Oh, shut up. If he does this, and if, if that's what he's been doing, playing the long game this whole time, oh, I, will, God. I will buy a hat, and then I will eat the hat. <laughs> so if we've got things to discuss, then we should definitely do that. But I'm not sure that just doing so in a corridor is going to be the best possibly not at do. this point but we need to secure this door because that statue absolutely must not be fondled by anyone why don't we just throw the box overboard putting that statue in salt water in the ocean jack think for a moment so what <laughs> statue of cthulhu into the ocean but isn't it bad <laughs> enough it being here well, what else are we going to do with it I don't see no steam back to port and give it to the first person I mean, we don't yeah. like the look of. Honestly, the, the, there's enough weird already on this ship, and we're only a few hours out of port, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> Captain, turn the boat around. Weird yes, stuff I, happening. I think that might be the wisest course of action. Could we send it somewhere? To the nearest oh. port, I guess. I mean. Uh, I mean, the, we 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 could we could like create a gate and send it somewhere, presumably. But how like, do you, you just create a gate out of nowhere, Peggy? Is this a power you have? If so, why didn't we just create a gate to Africa suddenly? <laughs> well, I haven't done it. Well, I haven't done it before, but it's also very complicated, and we wouldn't normally do it under normal circumstances. I'd okay. rather send an object we don't want through a gate than us, who we do want. And like, okay. so let's, <laughs> this seems like a good idea. I think it sounds like a terrible idea. Really we still know concern. we've got two people at least, no, two artifacts at least randomly on board this ship at this point. And then um, yeah. hold up the golden flute he's holding and be like, does this count? Um, I mean, you found a random golden flute. It seems a little sus, but shrug. Yeah, it doesn't. Thomas, well, pow, as you're standing there with it at hard. I think that's the same role I got last time. I mean, does anyone here recognize this flute? Do I? It's very nice and shiny. I, I didn't exist. So the only two people on this whole boat that might have an idea about a random flute... I'm guessing at this point then would probably be Matteo, maybe, or Walter. Yes. <laughs> you, hear, you hear the noise of a bolt being drawn. Someone <laughs> <laughs> knock on Walter's door. I knock yeah. on Walter's door at this point. He opens it and stares out at you. Yes, Miss T. Uh, I thrust the statue into his hands and I'm I didn't hear that, Jai. Do you recognise that golden flute? I say, pointing. Yes, that's Dr. Vanderbilt's golden flute from her cabin. Um, she ordered a replacement after um, hers went missing in um, North America, and uh, it finally caught up with the fair dinkum in Australia, so I put it in her cabin. How did it catch up? Well, the person who made her a replacement flute posted it. Wait, wait, this is a replacement... Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm confused now. 
This is Liza's replacement flute, which never caught up with her. From She bought a random flute from a music shop, but also ordered a replacement flute. She absolutely did not, because I learned that it was an evil flute soon enough, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yes, but you didn't have it made out of cursed gold this time. You had it made out of normal gold. Right. Okay. Well, either way, we, we just don't know then at this point. It's a flute. So, it's OCD, gold. why are people rolling power on it? <laughs> Walter is 100% convinced it is the replacement flute he ordered from Mr. Van, Dr. Vanderbilt. And we have no reason not to believe that. Yep. He's like, could you maybe put that back in her cabin? Yeah, yeah all right. I, 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 just didn't, I just didn't know we were expecting to find it, but okay, I'll put it back. I, 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 that or it is just a replacement flute and, you know. <laughs> okay, in the meantime... I'm of the opinion that we go back to port. Why are we going uh, back to port? Says Walter, still standing in the doorway. I just turn to Walter and say, you asked for this. Cthulhu what? statues. Shuts the door in your face. Yeah. <laughs> You're in charge of statues! Knock on the door. <laughs> we have to go back to port because it's the safest way to deal with it. Well, what's the closest port? Is it the one that we were in, or is it? Is there, are we now? We don't have certainly the one we're in still. We've only been at steaming away for what an hour or two uh, at this you point. AM. You had breakfast at nine till ten. You've oh. been wandering around the ship for several hours. Okay, there might be one closer then. Uh, meanwhile, Matteo, roll me your yeah. list again. All right, let's keep trying. Oh, finally. You hear the little ticker tape machine in the main room going, printing something. Oh. It's like typewriter keys, so you go and have a look. Fantastic. I go and see what that's about. It is printing out a log of every telegram that was sent, message that was sent and received on that magnetic coil, which is uh, six hours worth of messages. Okay. Um... You sit down and start reading them. Yeah, I, I let it. I, I let it run. I um. Uh, what I will do is I will meditate and occasionally come out of my meditation, have a look, scan through what's been uh, uh, sent, and see if I find anything interesting, and then repeat until this is done. I am determined to figure this out. Roll meditate. If someone physically comes and gets me, I might change my mind, but I'm suspicious at the moment. Success. Okay. Just sending you what you find. A small ping pong ball. That is what you find. Meanwhile, downstairs. Um, I put the flute back in its case in my room. And you go back to your room. Roll me pow as you put it away. <sighs> and another hard success. You put it back in its cabinet and start heading back downstairs. What is everyone doing whilst Thomas is away? Well, uh, I say, um, I'd, I'd love to follow up on um, who's hiding cursed artifacts in my bedroom. And also, probably look in my bedroom. And to be fair, I don't think the Mirror of Mendoza is massively cursed. I think it's one of those double-edged sword artifacts. 
The door opens and Walter sticks his head out and is like, sorry to interrupt. I have a question for you, Jack. I have an answer for you, Walter. Well, he shifts his shotgun, so it's just gently pointing in your direction. Um, I'm going to assume this isn't you, but just in case you turn out to be evil, why have you got a box full of equipment for rituals um, loaded into the cargo bay? Um, I think we need to go and look in that box. That sounds I'm, like a good plan. I'm I've guessing that it's going to be... I've had another frusset through the manifests, and none of these really stood out at first, because they were just, you know, your luggage. So, you know, I didn't really query your luggage. Um, but now that, I've, you know, we've had two strange boxes, I've had another look. And there's a few, few things that I think are a little bit strange. Like, um... He looks at his paperwork. Uh... Exercise equipment, care of Thomas. Yeah, exercise will kill you. Uh, 20 llama wool ponchos from Matteo to Cat. Um, no, that's not, that's not suspicious. He has a llama farm. <laughs> He's got a llama farm. He farms llamas. He's a llama farmer. <laughs> I, I like that, a llama farmer. <laughs> Llama. Um, Okay, now I'm starting to think maybe these boxes were already on the boat before we got here. Some of them, I agree, but the ones which literally have our names on. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, you meant as implanted in preparation for us to come here. Sorry, I thought you meant left here as in the previous occupants, which is why I was a bit confused why you'd think that for a minute, but okay. We need to go check out these boxes. We need to do it now. Yes, while I, I have one more prison tells the captain to head back to port. I have one more thing on my manifest. Uh Chai's archaeological equipment. I do have some. On the list as being three boxes. Uh most of my equipment's practically just in my handheld bag, so yeah, nah. <laughs> Your archaeological equipment is like a hammer and a gun, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm so... yeah. <laughs> Before I go and order Captain Marlon to return us to Hong Kong, I, I will point out that Hanoi is closer at this point. Yeah, sure. Do we, have any, do we have any particular grudge against the people of Hanoi? I mean, the the mayor of the town said I should never set foot in the town before after what I did to his wife. But uh... (laughs) that's right. I mean, we're just we're just going to leave some uh, some some horrible Cthulhu mythos shit there and fuck off. Okay, I'll order Captain Marlon to change course for Hanoi because I don't think we want to lose time since you know we still have to save the world before the end of January. Yeah, yeah. Always that saving the world stuff. Okay, uh, Walter is going to go upstairs. Are you heading back into the cargo hold to look at these other boxes? Use eyes with crate. Um, just be careful when we, if we're going back in there, guys, because that, that, that don't you move me in there without me my permission, GM. 
<laughs> I asked if you were going back in. And I did not say yes. Yeah. Well, I assumed, yeah. I started speaking. See, I, I was going to go to my, my room and get something first. Somebody at least should stay right on the other side of his door and keep opening it to check everything is okay every five minutes we're in there. Because the door nearly disappeared because of that damn statue while we were in there before. How, how dangerous do you think this is going to be? Like, we might all die, Mitch. Because <laughs> I've got some serious firepower that I could set up outside the door. I don't know if it's going to be that sort of danger. In fact, uh, there's another one of those in there as well. Russ, but Russ, set Russ, one up outside the door anyway. Russell, he's not been feeling very well. Let, let him fire a Vickers on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> to stand outside the door with the Vickers pointing through, fire it over all of your heads, and watch the ricocheting bullets shred you all. To be fair, uh, we could already say that using the Vickers is the worst case scenario. What, 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 what is it bad if I wipe out half the, half our team? <laughs> Mitch, Mitch wants to set it up as an emergency last recourse. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. I'm thinking okay. about doing it. You're saying you're the the, uh, pointing in, and you're leaving the door to the hold open. Yes. Okay. Reset. Reset. And I'm going around the table. Okay. Right. So Mitch is setting up the machine gun outside the door. Peggy, what are you doing? Um, I'd like to get my book, my books, if I haven't done so already, for reference. Um, and I also, and once I do, I probably want to start like skimming through the instructions for that portal, just in case we do need it. Uh, first step of gate is don't do it on a moving boat, <laughs> or if you do, stop the boat. <laughs> don't do it on a boat at all. It needs to be a solid base. Because if it's jiggling up and down and you try to open a portal through space-time, it ain't going to end well. How did we do it last time, man? Because we did. We've done it before. I believe the boat sunk. used about six different spells, then opened the gate. And Kat's a much better wizard than Peggy. Fair. And and Kat was only travelling, like, uh, like two miles. Still... I'm getting the books because there are other useful things. You go to and get your book. ready, and then I'll be ready. Chai, are you getting any preparations before you go into the hold? Uh, Mitch is setting up a machine gun. Well, it's the thing about Chai; she's rather equipment light when all's said and done. Most of the things I could take will be in my hand satchel anyway with me, but I will make sure I've got my my own books on me just in case. Uh, along with, don't know. I think that's really it. Really, Jack, are you making any preparations before you go in there? Oh, I'm I'm eyeing Mitch, like who is. Uh, I will remind you, assembling a fucking turret-mounted machine, like tripod-mounted machine gun yeah. outside the door. We'll have a skill of ten. <laughs> yeah, he's following the IKEA-style instructions. <laughs> But the thing is, I don't think he's necessarily wrong to do that. No. Uh, Oh, fuck. I don't don't think I have any. I'm going to look at my character sheet and see if there's anything, you know, protectative I have. Whilst you're doing that. Possessions. Rebecca, would you like to do anything to prepare? 
Um, I well, are, are there going to be a couple of people at least left here while we actually go and prepare and stuff? Uh, I mean, um, Mitch is here. He's gone and got his box full of machine gun and is setting it up. So people are ducking back to their bedrooms and coming back. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to, because I'm right here in Walters here, I'm going to go and get the stuff that Ooh. I asked him for from him or be pointed in the right direction. But in case anything, I want to a small box full of stuff. Okay. I know one thing I am going to check, do quickly. I'm going to walk down the corridor and check the escape boxes are nice and clear down in Cargo Hold 2. Hey, Chai is heading for Cargo Hold 2. I'm going to go back and be Rebecca because you interrupted, mm-hmm. Greg. Yep, I know, I know. Uh, could I borrow Walter's time for just a moment in his office? Yeah, you can. Um, he's like, why do you have Mr. Felix's mirror? It turned up in what is now Jack's quarters. Well, that had been lost when the sound wave exploded. Um, would you like me to put it in the vault? Um, if you're happy, the vault's a safe place to put it. Yes. Yes, the vault is... Very full of elder signs. Okay. Then, he, opens, yes. he opens the vault, and you notice the inside walls are kind of covered in elder signs as you approach. And the exterior walls. Well, pow for me, please, Rebecca. Ah. The mirror grows warm as you approach the vault. It really doesn't want to go in there, but you're like, in! Drop on shelf! Back away! Ah! I think you whispered again. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. Well, Twenty does that sometimes. It just changes people into whisper mode. It was doing it to mm. Nido earlier. It just changes you into the whisperer. Um, you've got your equipment off. Walter, and um, you've put the mirror away. Are you doing anything else? Uh, yeah, I was going to mention something to Walter, uh, which is, I guess, about those boxes and such. Do you know how they got on the ship at all? They're just listed on the manifest. They will have been delivered with people's luggage, most likely. Or someone entered them on the manifest as being here. I don't normally question your luggage. Um, Why would I? I I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm mostly thinking between if it was among the stuff that we loaded when that was all happening, and we might have noticed it, or was it something that um, happened when stuff was getting loaded on the ship? I. I don't know if it happened on. land, or if actually some of the crew might be in on it. I don't know when this stuff was loaded on, I'm afraid, Rebecca. I mean, it would have been child's play for any of the crew to go, and this box belongs to, hmm, this is Miss Rebecca's, to the bosun filling in the paperwork and bring something on board, or to have been handed something by one of the stevedores and being like, this is for your boat, and they'd have been like, Ah, Miss Chise, and just brought it on board. So it could have been someone on the docks, it could be someone on the crew, it could be one of you. 
there, there were someone at the hotel. I mean, the yeah. cult have been following us for quite a while. I'm just making it out, and I guess keeping my voice down, but because we're sort of, we've had this big discussion on the crew deck. So if someone in the crew was knowing about it, then they definitely know that we know. And that- if we're going to go back to port, we're going to be here for at least hours. So let's be wary. <laughs> I would mention that to the others quietly, and I will keep an eye out. I'm quite sure we can trust Captain Marlon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked for the Vanderbilts for years. Um, I will keep it in mind, though, but the problem is there's a whole chain of people touching our stuff from the hotel to the porter moving it to the dock to the dock workers to the crew. Anywhere along that chain, someone could have just handed over a box. And if it had, I don't know, Jack's name on it, they'd have just gone, ah, someone missed a Katie's luggage and brought it on board. Mm. But it's a good point to make that maybe we should be cautious. Okay, I will find a time when we're not shouting in the hallways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, whilst that was happening, uh, Jack, you went back to your room to get your stuff? Uh, Well, I mean, I I went to my character sheet to look and see if I had anything to protect me from harm. Uh, What's coyote dust? Um. Oh, uh, hang on. I'm going to have to open the Grand Grimoire and look it up. Mm. Probably I, from um, Narl's spell book. I think it might be from the Coyote Man we met. I think it is in Cat's book. What is Coyote Dust? Do you just have some? I just have some. Do you know the spell Coyote Dust? I think from memory, you might need to know it to make it, but not necessarily to... Yeah, use it, it. if he's just got a pouch, then he might not know what it does. Ah. I I do not know the spell. Roll your Cthulhu Mythos. I have a feeling it's one of those things that turns up quite often, but is not actually useful in any way. Right. Mm. Uh, you open the little pouch of dust. Oh, I just whispered to you. What's that about? I told you, Roll20 just fucking does it sometimes. Weird. It does it in D&D as well. People will just suddenly start whispering to me, and I'll be like, what's going on? I didn't even know uh, there was a whisper function in D&D. Yeah, there's a whisper toggle at the top of your character sheets. Whisper. Craig's going to fucking go check my homework now. <laughs> now, I think it, because it's it's easy to click on it, or you just click on it without noticing, sometimes people just hit it when moving tabs. Oh, I've never clicked anything without being 100% sure I was meant to click on it. I don't believe that for a starter, Rona. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, you've got this pouch of coyote dust, but you're not sure what to do with it. Uh, you remember Cat gave it to you, and she didn't really tell you what to do with it. Did Cat give it to me, or did the coyote man in the desert give it to me? I think the coyote man in the desert gave it you, actually, now I think about it, yeah gave it to me. He gave it to me. He gave it you. He gave it to me. He gave it you. To me. He gave it you. You can't don't you Doverism at me. Doverism. Jesus. Craig does it too. He has the decency yeah. to suppress his foibles. <laughs> I, I I pretty much endeavor to make my regional accent as ambiguous as possible. Yeah, no one knows where Craig is from. 
He's from Queen. Right, um, yeah, I'm not sure what this does. Would you like to try and work out what it does? Um, it's for clearing your sinuses. Give it a good old sniff. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose I should, but like now isn't the time. Um, Probably not. I, I can't be like, hang on, guys. I'm going to sit down for an hour. I've got this sick bag of of medicine. It's it's clearly written on my character sheet that's in a sick bag. So we must have been on a on or near a plane when it happened. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh. No. I I guess I don't have anything then. I'm I'm going to prepare myself by just doing some breathing exercises. Well, your sanity for me, Jack. I don't want to. <laughs> don't want to do that. You Success. do some breathing exercises and return downstairs. You're prepared for this mentally. You get bonus dice next time you have to roll sanity. If you have to roll sanity, Ooh. join this encounter. So we're gonna this have to. encounter. <laughs> we're just we're just going through a door. Is it? What could possibly go wrong? Chai, you were going to Cargo Bay 2, right? Yeah, I was just going to check the boxes are clear and unlocked so that we can, you know, get in and out of them if the need should arise. Uh, The boxes look exactly where you left them. Perfect. On three pallets, roll me your spot hidden. Rolling some spot hidden... You check all three boxes. They look absolutely fine. <laughs> um, you know what? I've I've got the MP. I think to to safely do this without it being a problem later on. I'm going to test mine. You test your box. You go. <laughs> you appear inside your box. You lift the lid off and climb back out. Spend I'm the still ship, Yes. <laughs> what? I'm still definitely on the ship and not somewhere completely fucking else because that wasn't really my box, right? You are indeed in Cargo Hold 2 on board the Fair Dinkum. <laughs> I didn't you're even not, think of that as a possibility at all. Oh, shit. Um, right, cool. Too fucking right. lazy to walk downstairs. <laughs> I was already downstairs. I was right next to it. Right, okay, okay. I'm satisfied they're fine. At least mine is anyway. And head mm. back. Roll spot hidden. Oh. Extreme. Sending you a message on Telegram. Oh no. When There's I say so on mobile, times... at least I'm miss. I'm seeing something. There's only so many times I can tick that on the bingo sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point. I need to check if I've, I've had any other things come up. GM gets excited by the terrible mistakes we're about to make. Has that happened? I feel like that's happened. More or less continuously. Look at his little fucking face. (laughs) (laughs) Matteo, at this point, you have done what you were doing, and you've read the messages. What are you doing? Are you going to go find the others? Yeah, I need to remember what everyone's called. Um, I'll send you a little list of what everyone is called. Including other, like, including NPCs that I would know, because I I just don't have the names in my head. <sighs> Thank you. There you go. 
I'll let you look at that before you get downstairs. Uh, Rebecca, you're finished with Walter and emerge from Walter's office to find like everyone is sort of like quietly waiting behind Mitch's machine gun to go into the hold. Okay. I'm back. Chai, what are you doing? I'm following the, the, the feet that went up the fucking stairs. Okay, uh, you get up to the rear deck. Uh, there is no one there. You come outside. There are just some cats ambling around. So, from the rear deck, does that mean someone's either gone up to the bridge or through the corridor? Uh, they'd have gone back down or through the corridor. You can't go up to the bridge from here. Back down. Okay, I go through the corridor then. Uh, you see Mitch at the far end. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Not Mitch. Um, Matteo. Uh, Matteo, did you see someone just come down here? Did I? Um... No, you just came down the stairs. There was no one here. No. What? Why? What? Someone might have just seen me testing my box, and I want to know who it was. What? You know, the escape boxes. Oh, um, right. Um... Do we know an... Sorry, I'm I'm distracted because I've just found out something potentially alarming. Oh, there are so many alarming things going on right now. <laughs> so many. Um, um, well, they didn't come this way, I guess. Which means they have to be through one of the doors back this way. So I start moving back down the corridor. Well, I've been in the um, telegraph room. I check this bathroom. Um, empty. Okay, we've got someone who can turn invisible on this ship then. Roll your spot hidden. Again. The porthole in the bathroom is not quite closed properly. I look through a porthole and up and down the ship to see if I can spot someone. There's nothing but down are the portholes to the crew deck. And the uh, bunk, the portholes to both crew bunks you can see are open. I, I dash out and go, they've gone down! <laughs> and they can just climb across the sheer flat of the ship outside. This is not a good person. <laughs> not flat, it's covered in rivets and all sorts. Oh, you right. can climb down there easily, Chai. Okay, they're not normal <laughs> either way. <laughs> Trust me, sometimes I do that for fun. Um, uh, you both clatter back downstairs. Yeah, I'm clattering back down. I want to see who it was. Do we know an AT? Initials AT. Do we AT, know someone? AT. Aiden, maybe? I don't know his second name. As you come clattering down the stairs, someone has taken the fire axe to all three boxes. Fuck's sake. What was that? They've done what? Someone's broken the all the boxes. All three boxes. What, Stop. literally in the time that you wore out that door? Stopped to have a little conversation with Matteo, then ran, then decided to search. Yeah, it probably would have been a few minutes. Enough time uh. to duck downstairs, grab an axe, and now... 
Okay, well, either way, I'm heading this way, looking in each door as we go for people. Uh, There are three people in bed in this one. There are two crew members in here, and there are another two people in the beds here. Why did we get a ship that needs so many crew? Well, it takes a lot of people to run a boat. <laughs> whatever. I, I know for a fact that we're being spied on. Yeah, we're being spied on and someone is actively, maliciously attacking us now. Would and it's like... probably someone in one of these rooms. Would you like to scamper down and join the others? Uh, the crew... I want to... Uh, the crew list. The cr- I, 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 I've got to go and see the captain. Um... I just leave. Yeah, okay. Well, either way, at this point, the amount of people that's there. I, I come back down here then. Okay. Guys, guess what? What? The, the escape boxes have been destroyed. What? What? Um, mm. It was one of a crew. I, I don't know mm. which one. I think we should kill the crew. I'm kind of leaning in that direction as well. Do we want to send a couple of people um, to no. deck and then remember, guys, together? We we know who came on board, right? In in what way? Well, I've, we got a list. I've got a manifest of all. I, when I was playing cards the other night, I got a list of everyone who's on board, and uh, also who's found out from the. Uh, Oh, the new people, you mean? The new people. Well, that's what I need. Hmm. Uh, but I'm not there. <laughs> so we've got we've got Sim, who's, who uh, who works. Uh, and, uh, Before you carry on, Rebecca, you can't help but think we're doing this in the fucking corridor outside all of their rooms again. Yeah. Would you maybe suggest you move elsewhere? Dev. Yeah, um, I think we should discuss this upstairs. And then Probably I right at this point. I mean, it's not like they can escape the ship at this point. Also, I just accidentally um, cast stars for a vision. I assumed that was just you clicking it by accident. Yeah, it was. It just started playing the harmonica. Stars <laughs> really fine. He's like, well, this will winkle out the uh, <laughs> the bad people. You you retire to the lounge and shut the door. So we've we've got this list of like um, of uh, yeah, I'm trying to find it in my my character sheet, which is why I'm pressing things. In the, the list is in a handout in the cat. Yeah. Oh, did you make notes? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. We we got like Sim who uh, works in engineering. He's new. He wrote on from Shanghai, right? Mm. We've got Adam, who's the new ship's cook. Like, I don't trust another cook, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you seen the quality of his coffee? It's not difficult coffee. It's really simple. Doesn't do a good cup of coffee. Can't trust him. Well, maybe he's one of those chefs who's really good at the complex stuff, but kind of screws up the basics. Yeah, ask him to do a souffle. <laughs> <laughs> We can't well, trust any of them. Rings, shall I? Weirdly, that's the third time today I've mentioned souffle. 
Uh, and, mm. and Jim Wilson, the deck uh, is one of the deck crew who rotated on. So they're the three that I've uh, I remember. Mm. What was the What was the third name? Sorry, Jim Jim Wilson joined the joined the deck crew. So I would say we go and find where they are. It's a start. Maybe the cap. We know the captain, right? The captain. We. He's true and true, right? Well, it yes. It's been a while since anyone in our group saw anyone on the boat, but we do need to start somewhere. So. What I'm saying, we get the captain. We can get get his help to find these three. Uh, Matteo, you have arrived at the bridge where the captain is frowning and peering with binoculars ahead and then looking at his compass in its housing and then peering Um, ahead again and going, no, no, that isn't right. Um, Chris, can you check this? We're definitely not heading... We can't be heading northwest. The sun is there. Uh, Captain. Yes, Matteo. Uh, I may need an important word. Uh, can it wait? I, I need to fix this. Someone has sabotaged the compass. Prosperity mm. is an Im- is an important word. No, it can't really wait. Well, I need to make sure we're going in the right direction and not going to hit anything. So, yes, uh, th- this, this, may be a, this may be of some relevance to your problem. Let me fix the not crashing into any reefs on the approach to Hanoi problem, and then I'll get back to you. It won't take me a moment. Okay. Uh, okay. Three degrees, yeah, that three degrees starboard. And don't use the compass. We're going to have to do reckoning from the sun. So we're keeping it, keep it there. That way is Hanoi. Okay. All right. Smith Romero, sorry. The compass is not working. Well, um,. Could we? Could I just uh, have a word in in private for a moment? Yeah, sure. He takes you through into the navigation room and shuts the door. What's up? Um, the someone definitely has been interfering with the communications on this ship. Right. Well, someone has just sabotaged my compass. So, yeah, someone is definitely doing things they shouldn't be. And someone seems to have sabotaged uh, some uh, of the equipment that my team were working on as well. So we may have a situation here that we're dealing with. Yes. Uh, Do we have any clue as to who? I have some initials. Okay. Um, on a telegram, I show the telegrams. He shared with you a list of the crew, mm. which you can now see in the handouts, uh, the character folder. Okay, where is it? In in uh, the character folder in. The oh journal. yeah, I see it. I see okay, it. well, you have a look at that with the captain. Meanwhile, in the long game. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay, what, what? sorry. <laughs> I think I could culprit. Um, what are you doing in the lounge, everyone? 
Uh, <laughs> Feeling. Um, I'm looking very. I'm just like very like. Uh, <laughs> just not like not expecting this for day one. Like maybe day like five, but not day one. So we've got a set of people to start with, right? Do we want to sing like discuss with the captain? Well, what it would be, it would be better if we got them all alone, like individually, and um. And we cast Wither on them one at a time until we found out which one of them was the bad one. I was thinking the Dread Curse of Azathoth. Um, Wither is good because you can target specific limbs. That's a good point. I should learn that. You guys are being the baddies again. Let's mix them both together and work out something interesting. (laughs) (laughs) The Dread Withering of Azathoth. Are we normally in the habit of just uh, shoot first, ask questions later? Because, you know... Th- when it it's almost be... certainly someone It might only be one person that's world. doing this. Yes, those, boxes, but... those boxes cost five permanent pow. The greater good. <laughs> Do we want to get back down to the cargo deck and then have a couple of people watching our quarters and try and I... stop any more problems from happening? Well, I don't know about yes. you guys, but I've got my valuables on me now at this point, mm-hmm. so... The quick way to do this is ask the captain to call to call in all hands, and anyone who does not show up would surely be those who are. Uh, the door to the lounge opens, and Matteo and the captain hustle in. Hello, Jen. Uh, it's the cook. It's the moment. The moment Foxby said Adam the cook, I was like, "Come on!" His first name begins with an A. <laughs> Adam Turn Bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out. We cracked the case. Uh, let's the wither cook. the chef. It was the cook all along. Let's wither the chef. Dread Curse of Azavov, the chef. Where right. is he? <laughs> Let me add him to the galley. Um, <laughs> he's not in the galley, says the captain. I dispatched um, my first mate and uh, the quartermaster to apprehend him. And he's somehow giving us the slip. He's running around the outside of the ship. Like a spider monkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, I've got a for spiders. What if we simply waited for dinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> um... Hang on, that might not be such a silly idea because he doesn't know that we know. Uh, He probably knows that we suspect something at this point on account of smashed boxes and stuff. And the fact that you all stood in the corridor outside the galley having a very loud conversation about the spy on board. Yes, I was rather hoping to keep this whole spy rooting out operation a bit on the DL. And then then you're upstairs on the DL from us. I meant yeah. he doesn't know that we know it's him. So we could just, I don't know, keep loudly speculating it's, I don't know, Jim, and give him, make, give him a false confidence. Well, a question to ask as the captain is, are there any more valuables that should be secured? You say he's destroyed some of your cargo. Is there anything else valuable that is currently on its own? That needs help or protecting. Yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. Yes, Jay? Note, I said GM, that while that conversation is ongoing, because I've been sat here quietly for the whole of it, 
I want to be sneaking as quietly as I can across to the port closest porthole to quickly look outside, see if I can catch someone sneaking up, listen in on us. There is no one on the outside of the porthole on your side of the ship. Okay. Sorry, sorry, I'm just distracted by the idea of just trying, like, slowly walking over towards a porthole and going... (laughs) (laughs) You were saying, Thomas? Um, well, uh, Walter put the mirror Mendoza thing in the vault. I put that flute back in its case, but it's just a flute. So... Walter, where is Mr. Partridge? Downstairs. Shall we head that way? Shall we yes. first into Walter's office to make sure he's okay? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. You all bustle downstairs and uh, burst into Walter's office. He, he is fine. fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking arch wizard. He's not dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, he's fine. He's a wizard, but like we at least got to keep up the pretense that we care about him, right? Not that I mean, the femtosecond he dies, will be he'll be replaced with another one. We don't. No, you, if, if Walter dies, Catherine will turn up very angry. We surround um, Walter. <laughs> you surround Walter to keep him safe. Um, Walter was like, um, someone did try to come in, but I had the door locked, so. Until you lot turned up. Um, so, let me get this straight. We have a saboteur on board who's been sending secret telegrams to Cairo and Nairobi, has smashed some of our equipment, and possibly is the one who brought on board all the mysterious extra luggage. Yeah. <coughs> That's about correct, yes. So we should find him quickly before he smashes something else? Yes. Mm. Dark ritual? Yes. And we should check the engine room to make sure that he's not trying to actively sink the boat now. Um, yes. We were, I mean, someone did sabotage the compass. Yeah. I want, I want Start I want heading to down towards the engine room. Well, I just yes, wanted I want, to check. Let him um, say his thing. I wanted to check with you, because obviously a lot of things are getting sabotaged, so we obviously put that mirror in the vault. Um, yeah. That that flute, is it just a flute? Or do you, is it something I should check on? I know that Mrs. Van, Dr. Vanderbilt ordered a replacement flute in San Francisco when hers went missing when the train exploded. It arrived in Australia. I just assumed it was the one she'd ordered that had finally caught up with us. You know, for the sake for the sake of my own sanity, I'm just going to go check that's still there. All right, Thomas is going to go check on the flute. Who anyone else? want to come with me? Is anyone going with? It Thomas? makes sense for me to go with you. All right. <laughs> the cat team are going to Thomas's bedroom. Right. Is everyone else heading downstairs to the uh, engine room? I think yeah. a couple of us should stay up here in case he's using the corridors. Okay, so True. Mitch, you want to take point with your machine gun with who's going to stay with Mitch? We could go. I mean, we could we could post guards at the top of the staircases, right? I mean, I mean, uh, we'll we'll be able to narrow him down where he are on the boat. Yeah, if you see him though, use the use the intercom, use the uh, intercom system. You know, let's good idea. No. 
in the kitchen. Uh, the intercom system only calls specific rooms. Well, I, look, I'm next. To, I'm next to the um, Captain Marlin's room. Call that, and I, I will know it's. Uh, mm. I can go. One of us can go in and check, answer it. Well, the captain is going to return to the bridge with a couple of crew he trusts. So I'll no send you my best card, Adam Taylor. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go with Adam Taylor and Aaron um, Tonsillitis and. Uh, <laughs> Top top work. All yeah, you had to do, done. all you had to do, is think of a human surname that started with T. <laughs> I did. You could have gone with Doctor Teen Drill. <laughs> yes, fine. Doctor Arnold Teen Drill, the captain's <laughs> most trusted companion. No, no, I, I want, I want all of our, all of our quickly made up NPCs to now be named after diseases. <laughs> Dr. Ague, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing today? Ah. Professor Gout would like a word with you. Ah. Saying, Re- Reverend Syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Who is staying with Mitch? Uh, um oh, I really want to I really want to wither the cook, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head off. Okay, Walter will will stay with Mitch. Okay. Thanks, Walter. At least you're my friend. I pat Walter on the head. Walter gives you a light smooch on the cheek. <laughs> well, steady on. <laughs> What's going I'll, on here? I'll never, I'll never wash my cheek again. Right. Um, I need someone to roll me a D4. No one Un- wants to. Unbridled lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> 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 no one wants to be responsible for this. I do. Right. Craig, Craig is chaotic neutral. <laughs> um, right. Chai and Thomas, you arrive at Thomas's room. You burst in, ready for danger. Guns and spells at the ready. The room is empty. Womp womp. The flute uh, is missing. Oh. Well... So- that implies it probably isn't just a flute. God damn it. Oh, if only we'd known. Right, um, let's go back downstairs. Okay, you start to move back down the stairs. Um, engine room. Matteo, Peggy, Rebecca and Jack, you come charging down the stairs into the boiler room. Yeah. Um, roll me your operate heavy machinery, all four of you. Why am I operating a heavy... Why? I'm not trying. I should have gone with you. (laughs) (laughs) Can I do a mechanical repair instead? Mechanical repair would be acceptable. Uh, I'm going to spend 41 luck. Of of course I'm not going to do that. No. On earth, would you suggest that? One second. No. (laughs) That was... That was a grand bit of... Uh, well, that was all highly unexpected. You can now all roll spot hidden without any bonus die. Okay. The mechanical repair roll was to see if you got a bonus die. Oh, I see nothing. I see something. I see the thing. I see London. I see France. Right. Uh, Rebecca is clearly not paying any attention. <laughs> um... 
Matteo and Jack, you get the normal message, and Nido will get the spicy message. Spicy message. So spicy message. The location of the sausage. The knot burst. Are you, are you talking about a low, a low? Maybe. <laughs> it's, you want the knot first with the painting of the fallen Madonna of its big boobies? Mm-hmm. Ivan Klomp. Ivan Klomp. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, don't get the gatto from the chateau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Great episode, that one. There's what? lots of great episodes, but that one in particular. <laughs> why, why, why don't more TV shows start each episode with the main character recapping the entire plot today? Right, I feel like sometimes start... we should start our things like that. Instead of us doing recaps, what we'll have is we'll have Flinty turn to, turn mm-hmm. to the camera and do it in character. <laughs> right. Whilst everyone is reading their Telegram messages, uh, Mitch, roll me listen. Uh, okay. Uh, listen, listen, listen. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. There we go. You're in hospital. Uh, you hear a kissing sound and almost sort of like it sounds to you like something melting and splattering to the floor. It's coming from somewhere down the corridor in this direction. You're not entirely sure where, but it's coming from inside a room. Um, hey, Walter, do you hear that? There's, there's something. No, I don't. There's a hissing sound, like some kind of. I don't know what it is. We should, we should come down by the, the lady's bathroom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, there's nothing we can do about it if it's coming from in there. As gentlemen, we well, would never. Times must, and times must. Okay, I'll um, follow you. He pulls out. You shotgun. Okay, let's, let's. It's it's definitely coming from like you know the the ladies' bathroom or somewhere around there. So let, let's go into the ladies' bathroom together. Okay, you open the door to the ladies' bathroom and you see Adam. He's got the golden flute under one arm and it looks like he's just melted through the metal bulkhead into the vault and has the mirror of Mendoza in the other hand. And he kind of freezes as you open the door, and he's like, "Don't come any closer! I'll set them both off." Set the what? He's gesturing <laughs> at you with two of the cursed artifacts. Well, steady, old chum. Like, what? What are you doing in here? Gathering items for our Lord's ascension. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Initiative. Carry on. <laughs> I could. So, for initiative, you have to go to your combat tab and click on dexterity to turn tracker. Which is. It says send to turn tracker, I think. You have to click your token. And then clicking it. Uh, uh, and then and then click on. Sorry. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. 
Um, I mean, I could I just lunge at him? Like, how far away is he? he he's a few meters away. Um, um, I'm thinking just brawl. Like, literally just go straight in and punch him in the middle of the face. Yeah, you can do that on your turn. But first, everyone needs to be on the turn attacker, even people who aren't on that floor. Um, Everyone downstairs, click on your token and send your thingy to the thingy. I, I like how he's like, he's like uh, stop or I'll, or I'll do the bad thing. And Mitch is like, Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's I pretty much what you my... have to do when someone's doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rustic, can you unlock my token, please? Oh, yeah. I guess I should let Nido control his token. Peggy LeBlanc. There we go. Has everyone done the thing? Has everyone done the thing? I think I did it. Did I do it right? Yes, it looks like it. Alright. I, I did the thing. Adam is first. He is going to point the mirror of Mendoza at uh, Mitch. Mitch, you need to make me a power roll. Do the thing, Mitch. Yeah! Uh, the mirror flares with golden light, and suddenly you are bombarded with an endless rushing array of strange visions. You're standing on an ancient pyramid on a plateau, watching as it breaks apart and strange tendrils ooze out of the cracks. Then suddenly you're chopping carrots. Oh, better. Out of the window in front of you, there is an endless vast darkness of... Terrific stars stretching off into oblivion. And it keeps doing this. You're flashing from one strange image to the other as you're frozen in place. Roll me your sanity. Is it all on a hard success? Yeah, unless you know what you're doing with a mirror of Mendoza, it's ridiculous. Okay, uh, you lose... Two sanity, and I'm afraid you are frozen in place this turn as you're trying to shake off these weird visions. Jeez. Imagine if you failed. Yes. What are you doing? Uh, well, I suppose I'm... Uh... Wait, what was I doing before we started this combat, which I'm not really properly in? You just mm-hmm. entered the boiler room and have been given a special secret message. Oh, yes, right, yes, sorry. Uh, I say... The... I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the secret message. Uh, the boiler's been overloaded. The pressure's too high. That's what I say. Yes, I point, I, I, I point out at the... Um... Uh, the emergency relief valve, which has been closed, um, and fights. Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Wait, there's a there's a wire coming from it. What? I I uh, I look. For, uh, I follow the wire to uh, what it, it appears to be. It's my turn. So you've talked, and he's pointed out the thing. Okay. 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 Thomas, you're heading for the stairs, happily, blissfully unaware with Chai, correct? Yep, we're going downstairs. You two reach the stairs on Thomas's turn, and you descend the stairs. Make me spidden rolls, please. 
Uh, you think it's weird that there's no one manning the machine gun because you left... Yeah, we Mitch. literally told Mitch to stay so in. You anyway. look around the corner to see Walter and Mitch bathed in golden light that's streaming out of the ladies' bathroom, like... <laughs> but your turns was getting down the stairs together. I really, I really wish he hadn't used the word golden there, but okay. <laughs> Uh, Jack, what would you like to do? Uh, Peggy and Mateo have just been like, it, and then Peggy's all like, booby trap! I go, the boiler's overloaded, because I noticed it too, and I, I didn't want to be left out. Um, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rebecca's like, what? <laughs> uh, Alright, how, 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 to, how to disarm a bomb? Uh, I'm, I've got, I'm quite good at this over the last week. How many wires are there? How many wires are there? <laughs> Load up, keep talking, nobody explodes. I'll tell you how many modules to add to the bomb. Oh, God, no, we're not doing this. Um, <laughs> um, oh, what, what do I do? Um, right, Peggy's pointed out that there is a wire wrapped around the emergency relief valve. So I guess the first step would be to see what that wire leads to. Yes, good idea. Follow, pursue wire with eyes. Roll spot hidden at hard because it's dark down here and it's a very small wire fraggling off. Uh, my face emits light though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, that will not at hard. No. Like you're having to climb over some machinery to get a good look at it, but you can't quite see where it goes. It goes around the corner, and you're like, oh, "It's going this way." I've but got, at least I'm... now someone else can go around the machinery the other way and try and find it. I'm I'm absolutely convinced this is gonna be this is gonna be that bit from Event Horizon where where Sean Pertwee like is looking for the bomb and he opens the locker and there's the bomb and it's like three, two, <laughs> one, <laughs> and he's like, oh no. <laughs> I do love that movie. <laughs> uh, Walter is mesmerized by the Mirror of Mendoza as well. Peggy, it's your turn. <laughs> Would you like to follow this wire to its natural conclusion? No. <laughs> but I do want to follow the wire. <laughs> right. Ball spot hidden with a bonus die because Jack's already followed it halfway and he's like, other side of this thing. So you can go around the other side of that thing and have a look. Okay. And a bonus die for 10. No. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll luck it by six. Are you sure? You. Why would I want to not luck it by six? Well, you know, you might not want to succeed. You might want to fail. Why? Why would I want to fail, Russet? Because it'd be funny. You think it's some sort of heat exchange element because it's quite warm. And it leads up to a uh, grenade that has been wedged into the uh, heat exchanger. So if someone had pulled the emergency release valve, it would have pulled the pin out of the grenade. I um, say, there's a live grenade here. Could somebody who knows how to operate grenades... Someone well, you operate heavy grenade. They, the <laughs> fuck they hire this guy? The Green Berets? Rebecca, what would you like to do? Peggy's were like, oh, there's a grenade, but I'm too scared. Oh, lady, I'm so scared. Um, I Hi. will... <laughs> it's just a grenade that's not been triggered, right? So yeah, I can like, just... If someone had pulled the emergency release valve, it would have pulled the wire, and that would have pulled the pin out. But if you just, like, 
pick it up and like disconnect the wire, you'd be fine. Yeah, I will do that. Peggy, like, like, like Rebecca just gives Peggy a look and like picks up this grenade and is like, pull off would wire. You, would you prefer someone with a firearm skill of ten to man handle the grenades? I mean, <laughs> roll anything. You just have to get up and remove string. Right, but the problem is, Ash, you have to remember, you are the guy that made the professional tailor roll to cut a square of leather. <laughs> I was feeling in a particularly grumpy mood that morning. Never, <laughs> never, never had such a such a sort of multifaceted breakdown as trying <laughs> trying to cut a single piece of cloth when my career was cutting multiple pieces of cloth. Uh, sorry, Ash, but we're never you. No, my favorite, my, my favorite forever is still going to be the how we all just strolled through the police tape. All right, the grenade goes off. Rebecca, you need to roll a one to not set off this grenade. <laughs> I roll a one. No, no, I want you to see. You got to do it in roll twenty now. Do it. Everyone's it's being a- mean. It's all right. He whispered it to you. <laughs> Not quite works now. You didn't say what dice. <laughs> That's true, actually. There's no such thing as a D1. <laughs> roll twenty. Let me roll it. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yes, yes, there is. It's a sphere. <laughs> do I also get to say it now? Do, do open the valve. Um, no, you were busy disarming a okay. grenade. Uh, Mitch, you may roll sanity to try and break free of this horrible, weird blah. You shake off the mysterious visions. You are able to act. It was the carrots that really did it for me. Like, that was the scary thing. Yeah, they were purple. Don't like purple carrots. Um, Okay, brawl. Roll fighting brawling as you lunge at the man. He will try and dodge. Uh, you you lunge and brawl at him, and uh, you fall to the floor in a clatter, and uh, you land on top of him, pinning him to the ground, and something goes crunch. Was it Adam? <laughs> and I, I guess I just start to um, Matt. Um, uh, sorry, what are you doing? I shout. Look, I need a help in here. You scream for help. All right, uh, Adam is screaming loudly and struggling. Let's see, can he do this? He's trying to blow in the flute. Roll your brawling for me again, Mitch, to try and wrench that out of his hand. He breathes desperately into the flute, and it goes... It was a flute that went crunch. Yeah, yeah, the flute went crunch. He landed right on top of it. Nice. It's not often that I exult in something one of my previous characters created getting broken, but... (laughs) Um, It does not have the desired effect. Okay, Matteo, would you like to pull the emergency release valve... Uh, now that it's clear, yes. You pull the emergency release valve, and there's an almighty racket as steam roars up the ship's funnel and decides to leave rather than blowing up. 
Uh, Thank you for your decisions, team. Thomas and Kai, at this point, you come charging down the corridor to help um, Mitch. Yep. But your your arrival is is pointless. Mitch already has them subdued. (laughs) We helped! (laughs) Mitch is like, I need some help. No, no, I can't. Got it. Walter, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Walter, what about me? Uh, Walter. Oh, Walter was blinded. Someone, someone, get these these artifacts away from him. Uh, well, how about I do this first, and I step up to him, and are there enough pressure points available where Mitch has got him pinned for me just to put him to sleepy, sleepy, bye bye for now? Mitch is pinning him to the ground, so yes, you could just jab him in the neck. Yeah, I just jab him in the neck to make him go unconscious. Oh, magic martial arts. Roll in. You put him to sleep. There. Right. We should probably tie him up while he's unconscious. Are you okay, Mitch? Fucking traitor. Oh, no. No need for that. I'll simply wither all of his legs. That works, too. All of them. Stop doing the murders. No, We're not people. yet. I it's, mean, he's evil not, anyway. It's not he's a, a murder. You can you can survive having both of your legs withered. You just I say we turn him up on the rear deck, and if he makes a move, we push him overboard. Right? No, no, uh, that's a waste Walter, of resources. Walter hands you a um, pair of handcuffs, and you uh, suggest indeed we should hand him over to the captain to deal with. Walter, why did you have handcuffs handy? Uh, I don't want to know, actually. I've been using on you, Jack. Whatever you want. The captain has him handcuffs to the railing on the back deck, and everyone sort of gathers. Uh, You you guys from the engineering room come back upstairs once you're collected. You hear the news. Everyone is very impressed with how you disarmed a grenade. But Mitch is the true hero of the hour, having defeated the rival cook in personal combat. (laughs) (laughs) There can only be one. (laughs) Didn't didn't I tell you that Mitch would be killing that cook at some point this episode? (laughs) Didn't didn't I say? To be fair, he's not dead yet. Well, Captain Marlon is like, well, I'll secure the prisoner here and hand him over to the authorities when we arrive at port. Um... He stares at you when you go, oh, child. (laughs) I suggest you, my delightful passengers, continue with your investigation of this erroneous cargo Mr. Turnbuckle here has brought on board. Are you you sure we can't administer some summary justice, Captain? No. No summary justice, Jack, or I will summary justice you. All right, fair enough. I was just saying. We are I'm about to interrogate this guy. He might know something which can help us, or... Well, we can question him when he comes around. Uh, why don't you go and help everyone with the um, cargo inspection, Mitch? And uh, Miss Corsia and Mr. Romero can help me question him when he wakes up. I can probably wake him up for you now if you want. I would suggest being mindful of... If he does wake up before we can start questioning him, we need to be able to gag him so he can't 
say anything if he starts to try and get out. Strange runes will gag him, but uh, I, I don't quite trust all of you lot not to get a bit punchy on him. So, shoo. Do, do you want me to wake him up first or not? No, we'll wake him up. Don't worry. Okay. Just before we go, obviously the flute broke. Um, where's the mirror? Um, who picked it up? No one. You didn't let us have a chance. Yeah, you moved us on. Okay, well, who would have but Mitch was busy manhandling the prisoner, so either Chai or Thomas will have probably have picked it up. Yeah, I guess. I, mean, I, did, say, I didn't say it as we were leaving. Someone grabbed the artifacts. Yeah, Mitch was uh, fighting. Chai knocked him unconscious. That left me. So I yeah. imagine me. You have them. You have the broken flute in one hand and the mirror wrapped in Rebecca's handkerchief in the other. Okay, good. So you don't actually have to touch it. Cool. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, the captain has invited Matteo and Rebecca to stay and interrogate the cook. The rest of you, the captain's like, you're all getting a bit feisty with this summary justice thing. You can all start off. Hey, I wasn't on board with summary justice. But no, I think, you're carrying the cursed artifact, so... Um, well, let me, let me just wither a little bit of him. Off oh. the deck! Shoo! Grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, Walter is going to return to his office. I follow him. And Thomas is following him. Matteo, are you staying to interrogate the prisoner? I suppose so. Rebecca? Uh, yeah. Okay, Rebecca and Matteo are remaining with the captain. So, Chai, Peggy, Mitch, and Jack, are you going to go and investigate the cargo hold at last? Yes, I, I would love to find out what mysterious thing has been brought on board in my name. I guess so. Okay. Uh, Mitch, are you taking up position outside, wedging the door open with the machine gun, like, as per plan? I am, yes. So, Chai, Jack, Peggy, are you going into the forward cargo hold? I guess so. Yes. Excellent. So, Thomas, you've gone to Walter's office. Walter is staring at the hole in the back of his vault, and he's like, Stupid magic. I mean, he's burnt right through an elder sign. How did you do that? Yeah. Um, and normally I'd say, let's put these in the vault, but what do we do with them now? Um, I guess we need to... He's picking up various mythos tomes from inside the vault as well, as well as... Um, I guess we just need to leave them in my office for now, and when we dock, I'll get this bulkhead replaced. You know, I don't think he used magic on this. I think he used some sort of acid by the looks of it. Yeah, I think it, when when Mitch was fighting him, it looked like uh, he burned through the floor or something. Yeah, I think he used acid on this while he's poking at it with a pencil. And it, it's yeah, yeah. Mind yourself. Yeah, he used some sort of acid. I don't think he's used magic. Who knew? Elder signs can be defeated by mundane means. <laughs> right. Um, Matteo and Rebecca, the captain brings the cook, Adam, around conscious, and he glowers at you all, and he's like, the great ones shall still prevail. What questions do you want to ask him? 
don't know, actually, to be honest, because I don't know what he's going to say apart from cult nonsense. I've lost audio for a second. Becca? Uh, Would you seems- like a moment to think about it? It seems like we yeah. should interrogate, but I, I, I really can't think of a, like, a useful question. I mean, he's... Well, I mean, we'll try the obvious ones and then he won't answer them. Who are you working for except for the Great One or whatever? I am here at the behest of the Great Moeheru, High Priestess of the Crawling Chaos on Earth. She knew that eventually your group would return to this vessel, so I was in place here to pass your location and destination to her when I found out about it. I've already done this. And they will be waiting for you. Um, My reward will be manifest when the Great One ascends. Okay. Uh... Is it just you on the ship, then? There needs to be no more than one of us. One of us that was enough to bring aboard the items of your destruction, but also to warn the Great Mistress of your arrival. They will be waiting for you in Suez. You will never reach Dashur. Well, we've uh, destroyed the items of our destruction. He laughs. If you had, I would know. Okay, then, what else is there? He smiles at you. They're here. They're waiting. And they will awaken. The sleeper already stirs in the heart of one of you. Oh, Can you great. Can you not hear the drum beats from the deep? Open your soul to the rhythm of your blood and you will feel his approach. Rather not. Sounds groovy. Me- Rebecca, do you have any questions to ask? Um... Or would you and Peter like a moment to think on what other questions you may ask him? Um, I currently don't think I've got anything else I need to ask. I don't know. I I think... So, so my current thinking is that, first of all, I need to send a fake message, a fake telegram as AT as soon as I can. How can I do that, though? Can I not... I, can, I can't do it from here, can I? You'd have to do it from the... Wireless room. Uh, yeah, I I think I need to discuss this plan with the others, but my thinking is that we send a fake message from AT that would imply that we've changed our destination. Or, alternatively, we actually change our destination. Well, that's something to discuss with the others, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to discuss this in front of... Um, Traitor chops here. Okay, meanwhile, in the forward hold, Jack, Peggy, and Chai, Mitch is covering you with the Vickers machine gun. He's ready to pull that trigger and shred you all to mincemeat. <laughs> yeah, I I have I have questions about being covered by someone <laughs> with a machine gun, but okay. With a skill of ten. Oh, stop, stop telling like- us you've got a skill of ten. So guys, 
I'm just thinking about is if we hadn't accidentally had Jack's hand brush that statue, it wouldn't be have been even vaguely dangerous in theory. Should we just chuck all of the boxes we're not expecting off the ship once we land, rather than go poking around in them? Um, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm happy to be like less cursed than I am now. I'm not. I'm not. At- I'm not keen to pick up any further additional curses while yeah, we're here. that's what I'm feeling as well. And yeah. if we go poking around, we're probably... None of these things are going to be useful. They're well, all going to be hideous. Mythos, please. All three of you. Well, Mitch as well. Cthulhu Mythos. Mm, not me in that case. Shai and Jack, you have passed. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> you can't risk just dumping these on the quayside and hoping they don't Cthulhu magic their way back aboard the ship because they're tied to the ship. Or you need to know what, at least what they are before you dump them. Oh, we Man, need we, to. Yeah, we, we need to look in the terrible boxes. Fucking <laughs> <sighs> GM traps. Look, okay. look, it's a look. good point, though. You, you yeah. know for a fact that these things have a habit of just going, ha ha, you threw me away, but I'm back now. Yeah, but normally you have to touch them first. I was kind yeah, of what I was it's kind of like some sort of horrible Cthulhu soul bomb or something. It's fine. Investigate boxes for... Yeah, we investigate the boxes. Okay, roll your... Uh, which box are you, you... You locate the box. Whose box are you opening first? Thomas's box? Jack's uh, I'm, box. I'm going to open my box. box you're opening your box. Yes. I'll go with Jack. We 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 do them one at a time together so we can respond to anything that happens. Okay, you you it's a squat flat box. Um it has a large padlock on the front of it. A modern style um dial uh, combination padlock. Um didn't you say we could find a crowbar in here fairly easily? There is a crowbar in here, yeah. Um, I, I I slip the crowbar in between the things on the padlock, and I look at Chai, and I'm like, "Will this kill me?" Uh, I tell you what, let's both do it, and then it'll take both of us out. Uh, well, that's... <laughs> Peggy's just watching this, like, "Yep, yeah, you two both do that." I'm gonna stand. Oh yes, I'll cover you from Peggy. We need we need your strength. Roll strength I, I, with a bonus die, please. Who's rolling? Ain't Jack. Well, I, it, it's Jack my box. Rolled. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it. I've, I've had a good life. <laughs> I, we said we're helping, so if it's going to hurt you, it'll hurt us too, probably. Where is strength? Strength. Top left. Got it. got it. I got it. Definitely got it. I did, I did not achieve this. Bonus uh, die. Boom. You got it. Wait, did I? Did I? Yes, five. Oh, five. Oh, yes. Okay, I did. I very got it. Yes. That's a shame, really, because then you could have said, "Oh, can't open the box." Never mind. <laughs> oh, the box is the box is so tough. You open it, Peggy. <laughs> no. <laughs> you open it, Peggy. You've just arrived. You're far more expendable than we are. New friends are not expendable. All <laughs> <No> resources. <laughs> We're all expendable. <laughs> Uh, so you got a five. Yes, break padlock. All right, hang on. I am just finding the right. Uh, 
handout in the... Well, this folder is big. It's a book of scary handouts. Oh, it certainly is. <laughs> bees! <laughs> so many bees! Why couldn't we hear them buzzing? Sexualized honeybees. Oh, God. Uh, inside the box, there is a porcelain a statue of a beautiful woman dressed in period 1920s clothing with a note resting on top of it. Can I read the note without opening it? You've opened the box, but the note is open, just resting on top of the statue. Um, cautiously observe note. It's in the handout that I just opened. Oh. Underneath the picture. Ah, oh, I okay. Oh. I, I... Oh. I... Hmm. <laughs> I like... I, I like... I like wow this this is um this is something that um, feels like a terrible idea yeah but... yeah I, w- I wouldn't do this at all I say shut in the box <laughs> who, who is that who is that that's uh, uh, one of the uh, have you ever heard of Ifaqua mythos oh you very <laughs> have not. Uh, Yes, you've heard about Ithaqua. Um They're a folk singer from the American West. <laughs> really helpful person, right? They must secretly be an occultist like you. you I relay this ridiculous fact. <laughs> yeah, she's... Look, no. Yeah, she's, she's the avatar of Ithaqua. Maybe? Well, well the statue I must, is. I must know that one. I must know that one, Russell, from the... Na- Nameless Cults book? Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh. oh. yes. Okay. Yeah, anyway, I guess next box, and for now, at least we know this one isn't an immediate danger. Hey, you Matteo's box. Uh, it is a large crate. Do you, you crowbar open with the crowbar? Yeah. Thomas's box, did you say this is? Mateo. Oh, Mateo's. Easy Uh, wheezy, here comes the breezy. I say this one's Peggy's, because I'll do Thomas's, because... Well, I mean, I can't... I mean, I can certainly try to crowbar this open. This is going to be laughably. Do you want me to try, Russet? Roll strength. Peggy's like... No. Stop stop talking about how laughable you are. Your strength is the same as mine. Uh, yes. Roll with a bonus die. <laughs> the others are helping. With a bonus die. Yes, but I have an excuse. Mm, no. no. Still no. Uh, Peggy is proving to be useless. Let me try. At physical activity. Eh. Pop. Uh, I loosened it. One, you carefully unpack it in case there's anything hidden in it, but it is full of 20 wool ponchos made from llama wool. I look uh, I cautiously pick one out of the box and I'm like They're all maybe. really brightly coloured as well. They're Peruvian llama wool ponchos. I'm like, maybe well, the llamas were cursed? Shrug. <laughs> Either way, they're kinda nice. 
really, really, really loved these ponchos and and um, has bought some more. Okay, well, we should put them back because it would be theft, even if they are lovely. Um... Jack, like, yeah, there was only 19 in this box, he says, brushing his new poncho. <laughs> what do you mean, 19? There were 18. <laughs> <laughs> did you glance at Peggy and was like, were there 17 in this box, Peggy? I'm not... I don't... We're, we're, it's 40 degrees outside. I don't need a, a llama wool poncho. It's for winter. We're not going to last. It, we're not going to last till winter. The I'm world's going to end in six weeks, which is in winter. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> Let's at least start <gasps> warm, Jack. Don't steal that from me. All <laughs> <laughs> right, so the three of you have stolen a llama wool poncho. I did not say I'm stealing something. We stole one on your behalf. I'm stealing one. They look nice. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there were seventeen ponchos in here. We're agreed. Great. Oh, Christ. And 20 on the manifest. But... <laughs> there were only 17 in the box when we counted uh, uh, Walter. Um, and Walter's like, I can't help but notice that you feel wearing llama wool ponchos. You're like, yeah, hey, Walter, Walter, we miscounted. There were only 16, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this point, you're going to turn up to deliver these to Cat, and she's going to be like, "I can't help but notice you're all wearing my ponchos." These ponchos? Oh, she Maybe. figured this would happen. There's more than she needs, so it's fine. <laughs> Maybe the real ponchos are the friends we made along the way. Right, I'm just imagining you are turning up to Cat's mansion in America now, wearing sombreros and ponchos, playing mariachi music. Oh yeah. Alright, so so it turns out Mateo's um, box full of llama wool ponchos is just full of ponchos. <laughs> right, which leaves Tom's, I believe. Tom's and Chai's boxes. Well, mine was tea, remember? No, oh, you had other ones. Yeah, remember you had archaeological equipment. Oh, yeah, of course, I forgot. Okay, well, let's do mine next, I guess. Which means I'm up, I guess. Well, strength, Chai. You lever the lid off of this box and nestled inside of it, lovingly staring up at you, is this. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Oh, yes. You slam the lid back on the box. But are you fast enough? Yes. Yes, with a one. Oh, I wanted I wanted that statue. It's just that it costs 300 quid. Wow, that is not a cheap statue. Craig, you rolled less than 70. I know, I did something <laughs> useful. Yeah, so Chai, this box of archaeological equipment appears to have a statue of the God of the Bloody Tongue in it. Do I think if that had seen the light of day for very long, it would have come to life? You have a suspicion this might have been the cultist's secret altar. Right, okay, that's possibly just as bad. This is the consecrated altar of Nyarvatep. If you had just tossed this onto the harbour side, it would have been desecrating the altar, which would have been bad. How do we get rid of something like this? Uh, You're going to have to look that up in your books. You don't know. Okay. 
There's but one I... box left, which is Thomas's uh, uh, exercise equipment. Let's pop it off. Pop. You lift the lid cautiously, and it is full of straw. Oh, gods, it's going to be another fucking... Um... I um I, I I gently nudge Chai out of the way and start poking around in the box with the end of the crowbar. <laughs> yeah, no. it plunks against something solid nestled in the middle of the straw. Uh, use use crowbar to reveal object. Roll me your dexterity. Oh come are on! To, are you trying to just lift it to the top of the uh, straw, or I'm nudging the straw out of the way? Yeah, yeah. Roll dexterity at hard. Fuck you. <laughs> Where's Dex? At the top. Oh, there it is. Uh, you managed to reveal the statue that is lurking in this. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Statue. That doesn't look like what we saw, does it? That's that. That is Haster wearing his pallid mask. Doesn't look like what we saw with Hugo is what I'm saying. Uh, it's a different form of it, but it's definitely Haster. Okay, okay, but I didn't know it was Haster. There is the point. You it's can roll your Cthulhu mythos. Everyone is peering at this. Peggy, Jesus. Um... Don't know if that's good or not. I am protected by newbie powers. Jack. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, Chai and Jack, that is a solid gold statue of Haster, which you now recognise as the thing that you saw with Hugo in the Dreamlands, as you think more about his different forms. And uh, sanity checks, both of you. I wasn't there for that. You weren't, so... Uh, you at less risk, but it's still disturbing that you've got this statue of Haster on board. Statue looks a bit like a penis. Now I know who I need to try and get some sort of retribution against for Hugo. <laughs> it's a long game. I'm not planning to do it anytime soon. You could perform the unspe- unbreakable oath. But that doesn't get me any retribution. <laughs> I say that his um his last. Uh, Previous character uh, broke the unbreakable oath. So, uh... Uh, roll your sanity, Jack. I thought if I could just kept talking, you'd forget you asked me to do that. <laughs> no, no, Jack. <laughs> right, Chai, you lose. Uh, oh, it would help if I rolled the right dice. Unless you'd like me to keep what I rolled, Craig. I don't know what you rolled, so I'm not answering that. I rolled a d twenty by mistake. Probably don't want you to keep it, then. You lose three sanity, Chai. Jack, you lose one. And now all three of you must roll me pow. Uh, I don't even know what it is. We haven't done what it is, but you're in the room with it. Oh, in the room with it. Yeah, that'll get you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Right. Well, this will make an excellent butt plug, I say, taking it out of the box. Uh, do you, what are you doing? Are you gently closing the lid on this thing? <laughs> yeah, nothing gentle about it. I'm slamming <laughs> yeah. it back down again. <laughs> it's slammy time. 
Okay, so you've got the hold is full of cursed statues. Right. Except for possibly the gift from Lady Vendenev. And, yeah, well, who knows? Yeah, um, we you should... Know, one of them Sorry. is also an altar to the architect, which is going to need disposing of safely without uh, giving the architect an excuse to be like, ha ha, you have desecrated my holy temple, and turn up in person. I mean, we we don't like that guy. No. So, so would it would it matter if we just desecrated his holy temple? Probably because there are rules. Ugh. Would you like him to turn up and be like, Jack, hello, I'm here in person. Smoochies. Well, I'm not keen on smoochies. Ugh, why is How's it going in there, guys? Um, so cursed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, there's there's a lot of cursed stuff in here, but we don't need to be, you know, I think we don't need fire support right now. Yeah, I, I, now I put the okay. safety on. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? To see if you can put the safety on safely. Oh, my God, he's oh, no. going to kill us by putting the safety on. <laughs> I was going to point out the Vickers doesn't have a safety because, well, well, you know, it's a tripod-mounted machine gun. Machine gun. Oh, look at that! Oh, wow! <laughs> you get to go. tick the skill! You get to tick the skill! Yeah, Jim Major rolled it! And now you will be better at machine gunnery. Mitch safely secures the machine gun without accidentally reducing you all to mist of spray and gore and blood on top of the Mythos statues. <laughs> it's alright, they're still in their boxes. Oh, wait, the boxes will be shot as well. Blood drips. <laughs> anyway, let's leave here, shall we? For now. Yeah. This is a silly place. Uh, Thomas. Hello. What are you doing? Uh, you leaving the mirror with Walter? Yep, he said leave it with me. Yeah. Uh, and Rebecca, any more questions for your prisoner, or are you done for now? Uh, I think I'm done for now. Matteo? Matteo? Has he fallen asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I might have just slightly dozed off there for a second. <laughs> Taste him. Taste the flesh. Are you done? Do you have any more questions for your prisoner? Oh, uh, no. I want to find the others and talk to them about this plan. Hey, you find the others in the lounge. And you settle down. Uh, you've all discovered exciting things. Uh, we need to make sure that there's a proper the 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 prisoner is properly um, restrained. Is the word he, he's handcuffed to a railing, and the captain has two sailors keeping watch on him. Okay. All right. Well, uh, mm, I'm still nervous about leaving leaving him alone. Well, I'll do this quickly. Um, so I come in and well, first of all, say any news. Uh, so there there are a lot of boxes, right? And inside many of the boxes were things 
that we would describe as cursed. Who's currently yeah. with 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 the prisoner? He's restrained downstairs. We shouldn't let uh, him alone for long, though. Restrained and gagged. Yeah, he's gagged. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, I agree. No, we shouldn't leave him alone. One of us, I think, should be with him at all times, even. I wanted to discuss a thought I've had. Yeah, he's been, okay. he's been sending these messages. I say, drawing attention to these uh, telegrams that I've managed to recover, um, which say things like um, Vanderbilt Group heading to Dashur, plan to seal the Throne of Wonders. Comma at we could fake one of these messages to make it appear <laughs> as if we've either changed course or we could, in fact, change course and not send the, an updated message. No, we, if if there's no secret code in it, we should definitely just send a fake message. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> wait, 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 Jack, you're the cultist. Would there be some kind of secret code? X. Ex-cultist. It's really offensive when you just call me a cultist. I, I'm i up for either because, frankly, both of them could be the wrong choice. And I don't know which. Matteo has shared the um, mm. messages with you. Do we have a cryptographer? You might be able to discern maybe the Maybe the most... Um, If if we can't determine that there's any code in here, and it doesn't look like there is, but if we can't determine there's any code in here, we could send a message that implies, and this might be plausible, that we've become spooked, mm-hmm. uh, and we've decided to change our course because of that, and that, uh, and because of this. I think the question we then need to ask, though, is where would we realistically decide to go other than where we're going? Because they're not going to believe just anything. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. Jack, what, what would you write? Um, well, first of all, I, I, I'm definitely getting a, a, oh, Jack, you're the cultist vibe from that as well. <laughs> <laughs> really? And I'm waiting for waiting for an apology from you, I say to Peggy. Um but um Um I I would suggest maybe say, saying something like that we've realized we'd forgotten something important on Grey Dragon Island that we have to return for it before we can go anywhere. It's it's nearby, so they'd find it plausible that we could still get there and achieve our goals. But does it give a time frame? Like, is it suggesting we'll get there and when we'll get there? Or are they just going to be waiting there anyway? Why would they be? Well, they can't really wait there. We've kind of. It did. That's now a play. That's now not a location that they would want to go to because you guys went to. No, the no. Not, not, what, what Rebecca means is what if they just go, oh, they're going to Grey Dragon Island. We don't care about Grey Dragon Island. We'll just wait for the next place they're planning to go after Grey Dragon Island, which we already know is the Dasher Pyramid. Yes, yeah, but if, they're, if they're not expecting us for several days, 
they might not be expecting us at all. They might, this might have been like the last message before he's then supposed to kill us en route. Aren't there literally every cultist on the planet and legions of monsters there? They have the manpower to just sit fucking anywhere they want. Hmm. It would seem like a bad idea not to try and take advantage of this, though. I agree, we have to try. I just think we have to make it something useful or before we reveal our hand. As soon as we do one thing, there is the chance that whatever we do, we're going to balls up in a way that's going to let them know anyway. So we need to assume we don't have a second chance. Okay, well, have a think. How do we determine if there's a hidden cipher in these messages? It doesn't look like there is. They just seem straightforward descriptions of what we're doing. Roll your cryptography if you have it. <laughs> if not, it's extreme intelligence. I mean, might as well try the extreme intel. Um, no, derp. Uh, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I did the thing. <laughs> Only half. It's just suddenly like. <laughs> So all, all the uh, algebra equations just going across my field of vision. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's, it's the question <laughs> equation again! <laughs> Fucking kids. Oh, oh looking place. Okay, what you figured out, Tommy boy? Processing and waiting for message. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's the one, Craig. (laughs) There's like another one as well. Thomas, the smartest Olympic gold medalist America has ever produced. Except nobody except us few will know about his super smart moment. (laughs) (laughs) Or any of his subsequent moments, because he seems to have just disappeared for the rest (laughs) of the world. Let me try and understand that. (sighs) Okay. So, it might... I don't know if there's a code in these, but I I doubt it, but it could be he's supposed to use, like, a specific word or phrase or something, and that verifies that it's him. So it's not necessarily a code as such or some kind of cipher. Hmm. It's just, I I, I don't know, like... he, he uses a, a specific word, and that's how they know it's him. We could search his cabin and see if there's a code pad book. You know, if it's a single-use cipher, then he'd need something. Unless he's got an incredible memory, he'd need to have some kind of reference for what all those code words would be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking, looking at the three messages he's sent, he's used Vanderbilt Group each time. And then uh, there's a uh, something in heading, planning, departing. They, and obviously, he signs it off with AT. Yes. What about we try and keep it simple? I mean, the cat's out of the bag that we're planning to go to Dasher at this point already. Mm. Maybe what we need to do at this point isn't so much try and mislead them to a different location. 
but mislead them about where we're planning to get there from. So, I mean, we're planning to go Alexandria, Cairo, Deshur, right, at the moment, no, I believe. Your current plan is Suez, take train to Cairo, go to Alexandria. Okay, so then that the boat then. is ready to go to Kenya. In which case, what if we say that we've changed our minds and we're going to use some of the extra time that we've got to sail around the hook of Africa instead of going to Suez and approach from a completely opposite direction to what they'd be expecting us. We don't do that. We tell them we're going to do that. Then we'll both arrive early and be approaching from a direction they're not expecting us to approach from after all. All of you look at Chai in bafflement when she says you'd arrive early by sailing around the hook of Africa. <laughs> oh, no, we would arrive early because we're not going to sail around the hook. Oh, they think it's going to take us two we months, but actually it takes one month. Right. That's what we're doing. All right. I, I we follow. We stick to the original plan. Yes. That's, uh, that's two hours, guys, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to end soon. What, uh, what, However, what for what reason would we possibly take such an awful diversion? To try and approach them from a direction that we're not expecting. Yeah, because like they know we're in China, so we're come. They'll we'll be arriving from the east. So if we try and come from a different direction, or at least make them think that, hmm. then suddenly their east side is uh, exposed. Well, your intelligence. If we put in the message that they sus- that we suspect an ambush, is that everybody or? Yeah, assuming so. Yeah, we could put in in, in the message that they suspect an ambush, and that's why we're diverting. Ooh. Yeah, there's a half and an extreme in there. It isn't really going to matter what direction you arrive in Egypt from. They're just going to have people watch Alexandria, Suez, the major ports. And then go, aha, they've docked in Alexandria. Like, if you're really going to bamboozle them, you dock in Tunis and travel over land and... Kind of what I was implying with a different direction. Yeah. Still going to watch. They've got enough people, like you said, Chai, that they're just going to be like, right, they might be coming that way, but we can still have someone sitting in Suez having a cup of coffee and going, ah, look, it's their boat. At which point... Go ahead, Uh, Pete. What if we just? What if we do both? Yes. What if we give them a plausible diversion, but take a different diversion? Uh, a more subtle one that they would be less likely to be watching. Uh, roll me your natural world, everyone. I'm sorry, I can't do that. I've only rolled spot hidden today. That is all I'm allowed to roll. <laughs> uh, ooh. I'm an expert on the natural world. Oh, someone's already succeeded. Okay, I'm not going to bother. Rebecca succeeded, and the rest of you apparently don't know a thing about world geography. I'm just trying to find a skill, to be honest. Um, I don't I haven't think got I, that either. But it's near the bottom of most languages. Oh, yeah, there it is. No. There you go. Right, Rebecca and uh, Matteo, if you really want to bamboozle them, you could dock somewhere 
along the eastern coast of the Red Sea, tootle inland on a train, and then sail up the Nile. Because they'll be expecting you to dock at a port somewhere in Egypt, either Alexandria, Port Said, Suez, and then travel inland to Cairo. If you dock, it'll add maybe an extra week to your journey time. But if you dock in a different country and then travel up the Nile by a paddle steamer, they're going to have no fucking clue what direction you come from. (coughs) Yeah, it may be best if we just dock early. It means you don't have to work out what, if any, secrets are hidden in the messages. And... (sighs) Yeah. And that way you'd sail straight into Egypt, up the Nile, which takes you straight past Dasher, Cairo, <coughs> and get to Alexandria. <coughs> you can skip through all three locations without stopping, peering through binoculars going, hmm, Dashur sure is being suspiciously patrolled by Egyptian police officers. Hmm. And then continue on to Alexandria to your rendezvous at the Temple of Bast. With no one knowing you'd entered the country. It does mean that we don't get to send a fun message, which I don't like about this one. Well, it's also... It's, it's still safe, because, like like I said, uh, there is no code in here, but there's got to be a way uh, for Adam to verify that it is him sending the message. If we don't get that right, then they will know. So if we just keep it like this, then they'll just assume that this is the last information he got out of us. Uh, That is true. I mean, he's out there to interrogate if someone has a good way of getting that information. (laughs) I don't think the captain's going to let you. It's not forceful. Right, you have a plan. Uh, think about, you've got time after all, you've still got a good couple of weeks to sail to the coast of Africa to decide where to land and how to reach Egypt and maybe Chai can get more information out of your captive as we'll stop there until March. Ooh, smart! I hope you all enjoyed the murder mystery aboard. Uh, It was excellent. We cracked the case because he'd been signing his letters. Um, <laughs> sign us out, Peter. Uh, join us next time for the exciting continuation of Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> the, cook, the cook is sus. 